do your own research. Look it up. You'll find everything we're saying is true. Is what? True. True. True in, true in some sense and false in some sense and true and false in some sense and false and true in some senses. And don't forget meaningless. True and meaningless at the same time. Yeah, true, false and meaningless all at the same time. Yes. Yes, here we are back again, Monday nights. Well, it's Monday night for me. I suppose it's Monday for you two. Yes, indeed. We are finally starting to thaw out here in the Great Lakes region. Oh, nice. Are you experiencing winter like people in Europe? Well, we still have like eight inches of snow on the ground, but the temperatures are finally climbing above freezing. So we will be thawing out here soon. No, wow. no. Over here, we had the hottest February, you know, since time immemorial. I think time immemorial is a specific date as well. It isn't, you know, forever. <clears throat> but um, so it's interesting. And so they're sort of pushing the the global warming number again. You say they don't use the phrase, but they do when they want to, when it warms up over here. Nobody's mentioning, uh, well, sometimes they mention you. What's it called? You've got a name for your cold snap over there, haven't you? The polar vortex or like something polar like that. Polar vortex. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, it used American. to be just called winter, but you know, it used to just be winter weather. But now, like uh, the media, the local news, they love to hype up the weather and that. Oh, we've got a winter storm coming! It's a polar vortex catastrophe. Yeah, it's just like El Nino and La Nina here, with rain or no rain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it just sounds so project-like, doesn't it? The, the polar vortex sounds like the name of a film. Yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds kind of scary, really. <laughs> it's like a yeah, like a winter Canadian cyclone. <laughs> vortex as well. My God, it sounds like some sort of underwear. Some sort of some, yeah, some sort of protective material, you know. I, 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 I don't know. I, new, I, I never vortex I, underpants. That's what the Antarctic I, explorers they got the Antarctic explorers they they got to wear the polar vortex underoos. You got it. That's what it is. It's. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, guys. I never dated a penguin prostitute. You should try it sometime. Yeah, a serious <laughs> hole in your education there. I mean, I, I think she's a bit frigid. Oh, it brings us to our theme, wasn't it? We were actually talking about jokes and how far you can go and what, 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 you know, what are the parameters of joke land and how is it used? I mean, I tell you, the one, I mean, this is true. Um, I remember in England getting really angry eventually because I'm, you know, I like anyone, I like a joke and everything. But in England, it's like the jokes are used to sort of not talk about shit, you know? don't you know you're not if you bring up and try and bring anything up seriously you get a joke and it's gone that's it over you know don't yes, mention yeah. the war yeah or whatever yeah and if Brits you are really good at that aren't they yeah yeah and if you then persist then you will be taken the piss out of you know then they'll turn on you and you'll i remember <laughs> once i remember once complaining about it to a group of mates you know we and we and we were unfortunately we were in benidorm for three or four days or something I said, it's so boring, it's so boring. And the rest of the three days, they just, they took the piss out of me. Complete, every day, it was like, oh, Matty, should we go down to some boring breakfast? And, you know, here, do you want a boring <laughs> knife? Pass the boring salt, would you? It's also boring. Oh, God, they didn't let up. 
just to teach me a lesson right never try and take up some talk about something seriously don't do it all right okay yeah right and so and germany's the opposite i suppose that's why the dutch are so strange they're kind of mixed between the two i mean we are we are we are more as i would say we are more towards the british side of humor in, in, in satire and so but much darker so more to the german side in that sense i think it has to do also with like uh, i think it has to do also with the number of people that you're with like if you're with a larger group then the serious conversations are less likely to happen where if you're just one-on-one -on -one yeah. with someone then yeah yeah probably me just misreading the situation yeah <laughs> We're here to have yeah, fun. although I mean, I mean, it's also a kind of flow. I mean, when I'm with my best friend, my Dutch friend who lives in Malaysia right now, but um, when we are in a certain flow, we're so creative, so much humor, so much wittiness, right? I mean, it's it's language, it's joking, it's it's great. It's one on one, but it's great, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, people are posting women in the kitchen uh, here, or, uh, or or women, or uh, quote unquote women. Yeah, Kelly. Which, Kelly's uh, <laughs> she's been on a tear looking at uh, transvestite males who like to pose uh, in their female getup, doing chores like mopping the floor and hanging the laundry. <laughs> Perfectly normal. Completely normal. Hey Russ. Hey, Russ. It's, it's it to be loved. Nice Embrace time. it. <laughs> any any uh, even the hint even the hint of uh of, of you know abnormality uh, you know no it, it's got to be completely normal as if if it were as if you've seen it every day. Otherwise, the civic stockades where you'll get the GMO tomato thrown at you. <laughs> it is getting harder and harder to be a bit abnormal these days, isn't it? That's true. Not to me. Everybody's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least you don't discriminate. You that's, it. that's the thing, yeah. Everyone's the same. <laughs> Everyone's equal. Everyone's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. I mean, uh, I, I don't think you make it through a uh, social engineering uh, degree at university. Like I wish I could. I wish I could. Well, yeah, oh. yeah, with with, with Hedgy, we uh, looked at. Uh, I mean, th th these people make fucking shitloads of money. You, yeah, you, you looked, saw the you, conversation you the, we had. Salaries, yeah. yeah. You looked at salaries, didn't you? Yeah. It was fucking insane. They make uh, one. Was it one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year for a diversity officer or something? I mean, fucking hell, man. How much well, demand can there really be for these these positions, though? You know, I mean, the amount of graduates they're getting cranked out every year, with like these new, um, even with like the, the designing of new positions like this, right? Uh, right? Well, I mean, how many, how much need is there? I mean, every university's got to have a couple, right? And then every school's got to probably have a couple, and then Google and shit like that. But I mean, what else is there? Who who needs it? 
I mean, no one needs it, obviously, but I mean. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 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 the, the the sad. It's not funny. It's sad. The sad thing is that they are um, uh, judging, literally judging people who have way more brain capacity than them, and are paid like one fifth of what they are paid. Right? That is that's sad. Politburo bureau comrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say that's that's course. the thing. You know, we go no, off in that direction. No. Yeah, right. But that's that's the, the sort of what I mean by left and right. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense anymore. Right? It's so, all revolution, right? It all yeah. serves the revolution. Yeah. You hate you hate the you hate the weird thing. Uh, you know, your hatred serves the revolution. You love the weird thing. Your love of it serves the revolution. It's yeah. all. Everything is the revolution. You know, it's inescapable. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's like a, it's a supply without a demand. It's a supply yeah, yeah, meeting, yeah. you know, this artificial demand that's created by the the propaganda in the first place. You know, the yeah. the yeah. perception of demand is is instilled in people. You know, college kids, and then oh look, here we have here we have a whole army of diversity officers to meet your artificial demand <laughs> that we just yeah. told you you need. What about like a diversity inspector? Maybe you should come up with like a certification for that, you know? And you'd be like, uh, I'm here to, you know, you have like a badge and like a white helmet. You, you know, you <laughs> walk into Facebook. Uh, but, 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 uh, but Russ, uh, a white circumcised helmet, please. <laughs> <laughs> and like the pussy hat underneath it. I mean, you you have two thousand three hundred and twenty-two women and uh, two thousand three hundred and twenty-three men. Looks like you're going to get a be a fifteen million dollar fine per day. <laughs> um, then they they take that one man out back and just shoot him like a sick dog. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we we really need a meteorite coming onto the earth uh, and and get our. Um, priorities uh, straight again, I would say. Right? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm going that far. Reversion to the real struggle for survival is the answer. But <laughs> once no one has electricity, all our problems will be solved. <laughs> yeah, right. You know how no, nice we when we fight over resources. No, it, it's nice you go hunting uh, in this post-apocalyptic world, but please let there be 50% women and 50% men, and also 50% because we go to 150% transgenders and transsexuals and trans bullshit uh, people, uh, because that is important, right? No, yeah, real important. Yeah. <laughs> real important. You pay attention to the media. It's about as important as it gets. Yeah, just to make sure you're not talking about the important things, but because that's you know, that's got it's something in it, but it's not important. You're right. It's like uh, going to Mars is what's important. <laughs> Don't tempt me, uh, Russ. And the all women NASA crew. You can see this. This this uh, the next crew for some fake space launch is going to be all women. It's just going to be terrific. <laughs> it is. Be, I have not seen that. No, I haven't seen that. Well, well, you're probably too you, you're too wrapped up in the patriarchy to 
you know. Yeah, shame, shame on ivory, me. Your ivory tower. I, I, I mean, I, I would say, uh, Rust, it's such a um, um, such an expedition. It's all makeup. <laughs> <laughs> you think they'll wear makeup in the space station? <laughs> well, uh, we have seen the the images of the the hair flowing around in the electrical atmosphere. Right? <laughs> I know they got a well, problem. With, they got a problem with that because that's not very green. Makeup isn't it toxic and it's not green, and uh, so there's a clash of. Interest no, but it, it, but but Matty, it's only tested on green monkeys. It's okay. As long as they don't bite you. Now, isn't uh, Terrence McKenna's brother works for like some makeup company, doesn't he? Uh, what's his name? Really? Uh, yeah. Dennis. Uh, D- didn't Dennis McKenna? Yeah. Yeah. He was like what? the advice on some kind yeah. of uh, some kind of green makeup thing. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, oh, okay. Big one. One of the big brands. But... That sort of that kind of makes sense in a weird way. Like I could see that. I haven't heard of that though. Like Max Factor or so. Uh, I don't. I. Yeah, yeah, I, it's, it's 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 in there though. It's in with that kind of Revlon kind of name brand, you know. I mean, uh, only on Saturdays I'm big on makeup, but then, then not today. <laughs> My week is non-binary. I have one, just one day. <laughs> one <laughs> Actually, Russ, before you came in, we were talking. We were talking about <laughs> jokes. We were talking about jokes. Now you're you're the master. So here we go. Very hardly, <laughs> but uh, we were. You know, so like what kind of, that's the thing. Do you think that you, you can joke about anything or do you think a joke has to be crafted correctly or do you think you have to stay clear of certain subjects or what do you think? I guess it depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah. It's not uh, and in it, America. In America, everyone's really so did, autistic. It, there's no, you know, humor is like quickly, just humor in general is just quickly gone out the window. Humor is not a feature of autism. You know, everything has to be very literal. <laughs> Thanks, for that. Dry, Thanks for that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Some of the speech, you say so you're saying there are a lot of, you meet a lot of autistic people, really. A lot of don't get jokes. I mean, I'm, I, haven't, I haven't diagnosed them, but yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's the revolution is like the cultural mm. autism. You know, yeah, no, people don't, yes. um, they just aren't funny. You know what I mean? People aren't very funny anymore. Like, because uh, part of humor is like, they say anytime you laugh at something, you laugh at someone. Um, and it's, you know, there was a, a time where that was like kind of, um, you know, I guess, more acceptable. And now, there's, you know, you can't point out any kind of distinction. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless it's against like the, uh, the what's perceived as the majority, you know. Like well, and especially, especially if the delivery is like really deadpan and sarcastic, you know, or very subtle, a lot of people don't pick up on that. And I've, I, I'm just naturally that way with a deadpan delivery. And I often find myself telling people, oh, yeah, what I just said was a joke. Sorry, you didn't get it. You know, you often find yourself standing there in an awkward silence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or just like they they have like a puzzled look on their face, or they're not sure how to respond. And I, I'm like, okay, I'm joking. Yeah, but this I the mean, this has been a thing for a long time, hasn't it? I mean, if we I'm going back to Lenny Bruce, 
and uh, Lenny Bruce, you know, <laughs> doing his set and all the police lined along the walls waiting for him to say the wrong word. Um, you know, anyway, what were you going to say, Russ? I just, uh, humor, a lot of it, uh, if not maybe all of it, is, has uh, an inherent kind of ir uh, irony. It's all kind of based on some kind of ironic uh, composition. And it's, mm -hmm. irony requires like uh, some, some capacity for like uh, empathy or like human experience. Or, you know what I mean? You, it's, it doesn't translate well to the, to the non-thinking being, you know? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. the, the, the audience has to, has to be able to realize the opposite. Uh, you know, the, yeah. the opposite is what's implied. And if that, that right. isn't like just utterly spelled out then you know, it's just lost. It's, it's easier to just say something like, uh, to just like point at Donald Trump or something and make jokes like that. And yeah. And, 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 and I think in funny. this current climate where we're living, I think this, this spelling out is much more, so uh, like Mati was saying, like yeah, in the past it was the same. I wouldn't say so. I, w I would say that in, in the past people were much more aware of what is a joke and what is not. They didn't need this spelling out. People were more willing to like also like um, the kind of uh, like in like uh, mock the, the sort of like mocking of uh, corporate culture or like where, you know, just normal mainstream life like the institutions of mainstream life was much, it was, was totally acceptable, you know? Mm. And now it's like, yeah. you can't make fun of those people. You know, those people are, by God, they're out there working hard every day for social justice and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. You yeah. know, every, yeah, true. everyone's yeah. a hero except you, you're the witch, you know, always. So it's best to just stifle that shit and <laughs> there's go a book, along to get it. There's a book knocking around here. And I that's one of my wife's and I dipped into about, about swearing and um, uh, and she looked at a kind of group of kind of it was a big company. And she looked at the different groups in the company. One group was quite it was high performing group, and she went and looked at this group, and they were pretty hard with each other. They had a they, a, a high kind of banter, you know, high banter rate, yeah. And she studied it and uh, noticed new people coming in. They weren't immediately exposed to this, but they were sort of tested slowly, yeah, if they could take it. When they could, they became part of the team. So, uh, so, was was that a Scottish group? I, I no, know. no, certainly. No, in my experience, I, I worked for a big oil company, and in that company, the the most swearing people uh, were were not even the Dutch, although it was based in the Hague, but. Uh, there were um, Scottish and Northern English, like Newcastle, yeah. that area. Yeah, yeah, they like. They, they were they were just in in a public meeting with uh, high level uh, high level meeting, right? I mean, serious meeting. They were were saying fucking all the time, <laughs> literally all the time. Yeah. They, they learn you, you don't you don't grow up strong in that kind of environment if you don't know how to use that word <laughs> but it's what a kind of environment did they grow up in where they have to you know where they're able to make it to the top but also or whatever you know what I mean? but then also like you know out there oh, like so oliver twist oh, no. or something yeah you know? well that's how the culture's changed David I mean, ever since ever since Billy yeah. Collins, 
started saying fucking and then it was okay and it, but the thing was that's the worst of the culture that was real that's why everyone loved it because i mean i remember you know being six or seven and the first time i was with my dad and all his friends and not with my mother or something and, and this fucking this and, and it always my my ears burnt because i'd never heard so much swearing all at once yeah and then yeah, you realize yeah, but... oh, the men do it and as soon as a woman comes in they stopped yeah and then they stopped. i know women too women too now and, yeah. but, that, and, but then it was like that yeah that's when 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 billy Connolly he went on tv and he, he started fucking and then they started letting the f word in everybody could ah which was a kind of a sigh of oh well they're real people this is how people talk anyway and then so they, that, but that's slowly so slowly taken over until it's now i mean you, you had the, um, a series called um, what was it called in the loop or something it was about it was also a satire on the on the um, sort of tony blair years and you've got a kind of alistair campbell character who swore all the time you know and it's also about the other thing about it is when you use this when you drop it in when wham you can cower people with it you can you can put them in their place you can take a, 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 a dominant position if you dare to do it and so a lot of strong people got to the top by using that word that's right yes yes and then and it, that's what like ross asked i mean how do you get to the top i think there's not not such a distinction like is in in this conspiracy culture is made it's it's like artificial artificially made because you get to the top if you are are a strong character and you can use that language if you're in that role or if you're in in that character you kind of you kind of can if you can and you can't if you can't you know what i mean it almost doesn't it almost doesn't matter uh it's almost not role dependent right like if the one person can then they can get away with it not get away with it but they can and then the other person who replaces them might not be able to you know it's kind of a i don't know i don't know if it's, it's so much the maybe it is like the great man theory or something i don't know maybe that's well have you guys have you guys noticed how like comedy is used to sort of break down our our previous uh uh, decorum, like a, of discourse, you know, in society where certain things, you know, it was acceptable to say certain things and it wasn't acceptable to say other things. And, and through comedy, people like Carlin and Lenny Bruce and um, uh, Pryor, you know, back then they were doing pretty blue material and that sort of normalized that sort of conversation in, in a public uh, forum. And, and to now where these days, like almost all the barriers have been broken down, you know, like, like race, you know, gender, relationships, sex, like there's been so much material out there of people just just, you know, pushing that boundary of like graphic language to now. Like where, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And to now we're like a lot of we're almost desensitized to it in the Western world and. And so, and so now it's taken on this sort of meta, meta kind of angle where it's a new, a, a new realm. Cause like all the old paradigms have been broken as, as far as what's acceptable to talk about in the public forum. You cut out a bit there at the end. Yeah. It's a, a van. Yeah. My Wi-Fi is playing up a little bit. Both of you guys are cutting out. Maybe it's my Wi-Fi too. Oh, really? Uh, I How think it was I... mine. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, it, 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 and then so much so that it has like a backlash, right? Then so then it goes like back to the reversion to the norm. I mean, first it's like the rejection of the norm, and then then the reversion to the norm, the conservative revolution returns. But enough pressure, yeah, enough yeah, pressure, yeah, yeah. like we'll keep it off there. Yeah, but, but I, I would I would say that that phase that uh, that James described, it was more like the '90s, early 2000s, and then later, and we're still in it today. It's it's way more unaccepted that kind of humor. I mean, the, the names yeah, you talk about. I mean, the, like the... Carlin and 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 uh, sorry, uh, Carlin and. Um, um, uh, Lenny Bruce Pryor. and Richard Pryor and so I mean that was more uh, 80s 90s kind of culture but now it, it's much more of a snowflake culture of no no you cannot say this because someone might be offended by something and, and so on and that is mainly a thing of the Anglo-Saxon Western culture right I mean like in the US, in Australia, South Africa, and Europe. Like like here, that hasn't changed so much in Latin America, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's mostly in the Western world we have this PC culture where you can't yeah. you can't joke about gays or trannies yeah. because <laughs> nothing that has a name, nothing that has a lay a name can be, you know. Right. Uh, Unless and the people, it, the people who who do are underground, like they're relegated to this underground circuit, or, or they are themselves in that category. Actually, you find them that they do that themselves. You know. Yes, indeed. Yeah. They can make. They can yeah. take the piss out of themselves, or if in a minority, they can kind of spread other minorities, or they can talk about being in a minority. I mean, there's some good people out there, some good comedians out there. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I saw one in England. Um, I saw this. He finds his way around all these things. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah I, I saw, I, the, I I saw can, this I can, kid. I can, uh, no, go sorry, ahead. James, James, uh, after, uh, please uh, speak up. But um, I can really recommend to listen to Steve Hughes, yeah. Politically Correct People Ruin Everything. That is <laughs> right. such a great piece of humor and uh, I mean he is a conspiracy theorist he calls himself that right yeah. and it, it's it's so on the ball it's so true what he says sorry James please yeah I was just gonna say I, I saw this one kid I can't remember his name Joe something and it was like it, the only stand-up show I ever went to in England and he was a 20-something total queen total gay kid and i thought okay this is going to be full of sjw type material but actually he didn't have any material like that and he was hilarious like he just he took the piss out of himself gay culture straight culture everything yeah. and he was really good that's the kind of rule now you can you know you can sort of go for what you know you can you know, that's your sphere you can go for that and that's what you see make it funny you know you don't have to sort of project onto someone else and ridicule them. I think that's it. Ridicule, that's what, ridicule, you know? It's like, and the English, they wield ridicule like no other. You know, once you've, once you've done something wrong, that's it. And if you, once they've made jokes about it, that's what's going uh, on. Okay, 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 you Brit. Try to make fun of the Queen, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Yeah, but it yeah. is still a bit. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're sick of antiques. I, I mean, the queen is queen. is, yeah, is yeah. bigger than God in England, right? Yeah. Can you make fun of uh, Princess? Is it too soon for Princess Diana jokes, or, or are they? Hey, there was they, one out. There, no, I mean, you know, there was one out just after she died because she died at the same time as Mother Teresa. There's a joke about Mother, Mother Teresa <laughs> going going up there and, and oh, and Mother Teresa, oh, yeah, if you could just wait here and she's waiting, she's waiting. It takes ages and ages. And Mother Teresa starts thinking, what's going on? You know, I'm Mother Teresa for fuck's sake. <laughs> I should be fast-tracked here, you know? And so she sort of finally, she hears a commotion next door and there's partition. So she gets up on the chair and she peeps over the partition and she sees Lady Diana, you know, this big halo. And she says, what's going on? That's not fair. And so she goes off and she complains. And she said, this I see Lady Diana with big halo and everything. Oh, no, no, that's not the halo. That's the steel wheel. <laughs> uh, you, you, you mean Mother Teresa, the horror of the New World Order from Albania? You mean her? Jesus, Mary, Mother of God, what did you just say? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it turns uh, out Mother Teresa was an agent. Don't you just love that? It's yeah, like, yeah, I can see, yeah. That's, what? that's what conspiracy does to you. It's like, oh, Mother Teresa, this paragon of you know human virtue well turns out she works for the new world order (laughs) (laughs) sketchy sketchy orphanage racket going yeah poor lady and this pc thing i mean pc was invented by the right anyway and the pc and the snowflake thing and um i'm a little bit aware of it sometimes because you know about the other things it needs you to say that you want like right so we'll just sort of privatize government that's okay we can say what we want and we just, uh, you know, or whatever, you know, you can do all sorts of things with that sort of freedom, you know. Like kind of, I think it's okay that you, you know, that people make a fuss, you know, because I'm not very good at it. You know, I spent years being a fucking Englishman, you know, and 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 and. You're a fucking German. Come on. Well, no, I'm not. Hey, I can. I know how to use the f word in the shop if I want to get what I want, and um, I, can, I, I can create a scene when I'm really pissed off. I'll create a scene. I'll do anything I want. I've been a fucking Englishman. What, what do you say in the shop there? Yeah, I go. I go into English. I go into English. I go into angry, angry English mode, and uh, and they just yeah, well, they, yeah, they yeah. move really fast. They'll do anything to get me yeah, in. I, know. I, know, I, know. I, mean, I don't do it unless I think I've you know I've got a right to do it. They you know they're yeah. fucking me around. Was well, they do take it back to takes them back to occupation days or something where you're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you tap Come on, on Jerry. Them. Sure, you know? yeah, that's what you do. Stop, you, stop, you Jerry. It's really mean. It's what you do, but that's what you do, and you're pissed off. You know, you don't think you just you just uh, you go for any tool you can find. You know, yeah, any tool in your yeah, arsenal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know this if you've had w- fights with your wife because your wife knows all your trigger points and you know all hers. You know. And then if it gets heavy, then everyone's just hitting trigger points all over the time, totally destroying each other. <laughs> I, I, I now picture a, a an angry Matty in an Aldi in Germany. Yeah, you're not far off. Keep going. La, 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 la. Taking something back yeah. that didn't fucking work. And they didn't, uh, uh, give me the right, they didn't give me the right DVDs. Right no, no, no. That you're saying, that you're saying, my name is Matty Morgenthau. 
<laughs> no, I'm not that clever. <laughs> I said, what you said to them, you know, was ist das hier für ein fucking abgefickter Scheiße? <laughs> right? You know, and he's yeah. like, what? Yeah. And I can swear yeah. in German as well, you yeah. abgefickter Wichser. Hol mir den Scheiß Ding jetzt sofort, or ich mache hier so ein Scene. Yeah. yeah. And so basically, if you don't do it now, I'm gonna, the whole, the whole fucking, the whole shop's gonna know about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I so, had those yeah. experiences in Germany too, man. I, uh, I mean, yeah, same thing. I mean, I used my. Everybody knew I'm Dutch uh, here. The same in Colombia, the same. But in, in Germany, especially because we have such a uh, rivalry uh, going on still today. I mean, we talk can't about do, football, you can't right? do it with I mean, the police though. It's not. You can't do it with the police. And if you call a policeman a Nazi, it's a crime. My my ex my my Dutch ex girlfriend, who was a very leftist girl, a blonde blue eyes, very Aryan girl, but she made a Hitler salute in front of the fucking police station in Germany. <laughs> Did they see it? <laughs> no, no, it was at night. But still, I mean, I yeah, I was yeah, like. Yeah. Um, maybe don't do that here. It's not <laughs> such a good idea, and 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 it's not because of political correctness. It's it's you know, I mean, you know me. No, Self-preservation, basic self-preservation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, but um, yeah, all those kind of things. You know, those, then you can say what you. So you can't say what you want. I mean, certainly you can't say what you want here. I mean, it's, it's a joke. No, in Germany, you know, they're really uptight. So, so comedy's always been the area, you know, this grey area where you can maybe get something through, where you can maybe sneak something through. Mm. I mean, it's good. No. It's like, and everybody knows what you're talking about, but they can't do anything about it somehow. <laughs> No, and, and that that is why I think I, actually I mean if we could pull it off right uh, we could make an ACI uh, uh, comedy cast where we could wake up a lot more people by humor and by showing the ridiculousness of uh, NASA and of stories and of history and all that stuff and that wakes up a lot more people than being serious and, 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 and so on. The problem is it's hard to be funny. It's real hard. You yeah. know? <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, <laughs> that's why I mean, there's so few good. I mean, Matty just called you the master of humor. Uh, Matt, Matty has a low, uh, a low, a low, uh, low bar. You know? No, <laughs> I, I, I don't think but, so. I mean, I, I think you're funny. So that this is, uh, that makes it NS2, uh, but still, and but, it, 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 it is a great entry point because with humor, you take down the the political correct shield people have. You don't take yourself so seriously, you know, because that's the worst thing. In the yeah. world. Yeah. Then no one can talk to someone. No one can approach something that's like really serious. You know, it's like a funeral all the time. Everything's like a fucking funeral. Mm. So yeah. but no. not, and nothing, you know. Nothing but mourning is happening there, right? So you you, you got to uh, just be light about it, right? But it's it can cause conflict, I guess. But like uh, Chris he, Kindle, he, Chris Kindle was really funny. Yeah, I thought, I thought yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, really really good. 
And and that th- there's was a, a there's huge a point. Uh, there's a saying um, in Dutch, you call it de-weaponizing humor. So it's taking, actually it's, it's, it's yeah, it's de-weaponizing is the literal uh, translation, but it's taking your shield down. That's the meaning yeah. of it. Yeah, but yeah, people will relate to it a lot better. Yeah, and yeah, because they're not on, yeah, on their guard. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Uh, And and it works if you put in a little bit of self uh, ridicule, right? Yes. That okay. works better, of course. So that's why that's yeah, I did, that's why Jews can make fun of Jews and, and non-Jews cannot because that's anti-Semitic <laughs> and, and that bullshit, right? I mean. Yeah, you, well, you, but you, I bet you there are a few people out there who couldn't, who could be of a different race and make a joke about Jews, but it'd be okay because it wouldn't be ridiculing them or something. But it would be. You know? It's only, it's only in mainstream. I think that that kind of stuff is is really an issue, like a sensitive issue. You know what I mean? Like I think if for somehow there were some, you know, Jew night at the comedy club and at Yucky's <laughs> comedy club, you know, uh, and. Uh, Neil O'Brien is up there, you know, cracking <clears throat> wise about Jewish people. I think, you know, I don't think it would be cause for scandal, you know, if, if he was fun. But if you, you know, if somebody goes on the mainstream television somehow and tries to pull that shit, it's a whole different animal, you know. It's just yeah. you're in the Shark Tank, right? I don't think they need to have a specific Jew night. That's just every night. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Do you know Stuart? Hey, uh, you live in the United States, so yeah. <laughs> Thank God that. for that. <laughs> Stuart, he could do that probably. He'd get away with it. Uh, Rush, you haven't been to Colombia yet. <laughs> you know, Not um, yet. Stuart Lee was the first one to do a routine about nine eleven, and he did it. You know, I, I really quickly. A couple of years later, a year later, for just quickly, you know, to do a whole but, uh, like like nine to eleven seconds, or <laughs> no, it was long piece. It was about when he saw, when he when he saw the towers. He was in a in Morocco or southern Spain or somewhere, and all these um, you know Arabs around as well, you know, and and he's looking at this thing going down, and he's thinking, oh no, you know, what's going on here? And he's just uh, Arabian guy, and he's like kind of looking at him, and he looks over sometimes and. It's this tension, you know, and so it, <laughs> what happens? I don't know exactly, but basically, I, th- I think, I think he goes to the toilet, and the guy comes next to him, you know, and there's all this tension, and, and then he tells this long story about how, you know, being a bit older, and when you urinate, then you often, you know, expose air at the same time, so he, he farted, yeah, and and the guy laughed, and he laughed, and then everything was okay. <laughs> And so later when they were watching the TV and they were saying, it says Osama bin Laden. And so he thought he tried again. And so he did. He made the fart noise and they laughed and everything was okay. It was all right. They were still human. Yeah. The fart joke is the most important of all. And then he he gets a long story and he comes home and he's in the taxi and he's there and there's these riots in London, you know, and the Muslims on one side and the skinheads on the other side. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he, he thinks I've got to be able to help here. Something like that. Like I did in that bar in, in Spain. What, how can I do? And he sees, the top of the mirror net, you know, where the 
where the the guy sings the, the call to prayer, you know, and he thinks I've got a brilliant idea. <laughs> so stop the taxi. <laughs> so he runs up to the mirrorette to, so, you know, <laughs> but it didn't work the way he thought it would <laughs> this time. Right, you know, so he's got a whole routine about kind of nine eleven, but he's gone to the heart of the matter, which was the divisionary tactics that were used, employed after it, you know, to sort of, and then he's using the fart joke as a kind of lindering oil to sort of make it better, you know. Yeah, I, I, I worked uh, in a bakery uh, as a baker with nine eleven, and I had a lot of Moroccan colleagues there in the bakery. And one of them, uh, not all of them, but uh, one of them, he really went completely crazy. Before he was like a normal guy. And then with 9-11, he turned really aggressive. And yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, all believing the story, of course, like we all did at that moment. But uh, yeah, it's a good thing. And we need to um, take down the US and... Uh, and uh, uh, he went really like uh, radicalizing into Muslim extremism, and he was a normal guy. It was just just like any other Moroccan uh, working in the bakery, and he was hmm. just the same as them. And and the other people were not the other Moroccans who were not like him. I mean, they they didn't follow him or so. I mean, he was not like a leader or so. But he, this individual, was really. Yeah, he, he radicalized like uh, and like a, a jihad jihad kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw George, it first. Bush, hand, George right? Bush told him. He said, "Look, you're either for us or against us." You need yeah, to yeah, of course. Position yeah, you're, yourself. You're, you're, you're right. either with us or with the terrorists. Is the quote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you pull for that, then yeah, great. Yeah, and, and and that is, I mean, that quote is actually so pervasive. Per, pervasive in, in, in history, uh, also with the, uh, with the Second World War and the Nazis and all. Yeah, and I mean, you're either either uh, supporting uh, Hitler or you're uh, with the Jews, right? I mean, it's bullshit. I mean, the biggest anti-Jewish people in the world were the Zionists, so the Nazi-Zionists. So. Uh, this yeah, dialectic so is really a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I had never really considered that, yeah, perhaps, you know, some of these terrorist, so-called terrorist events in the media will inspire some people to be radicalized, you know, to uh, to support the terrorists in a way, like you said, with your Moroccan friend. Mm. Like, yeah, that was the yeah. Was I, the, I, the, I mean, the, look, look, look at your last uh, election in the U.S. I mean... Uh, okay, o Obama was even by the Republicans in the in the beginning, and also by me personally was like supported, and then later turned out to be a fraud and bad, and change was was all uh, bullshit and all that. But um, uh, Donald Trump has really put the dialectic to maximum level, right? I mean, it's either with oh, yeah. him or against him. I mean, black yeah. and white, right? Very much so, yeah. Yeah, it was the same with Obama. You know, our our conservatives here were were very much uh, upset with Obama for so many reasons, and 
Yeah, that that really all changed after after Clinton, you know, with George W. Bush. That's when the lines were very firmly drawn, I think. Mm, yeah. No, not Reagan. Yeah, it is also because of his own stupidity. I mean, this guy was completely stupid. I Who, mean, Obama? Admit it. No, no, yeah. Obama was, no, I, I don't think oh, Obama Bush, was Oh, Bush, you mean, yeah, yeah, George yeah, yeah, yeah. George W. was, I mean, he's portrayed as a as a chimpanzee and not for bad reasons, right? His, yeah. his, his best quote was the... Um... The terrorists will stop at nothing to undermine our society and our values, nor will we. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of great quotes like, uh, is our children learning? <laughs> Talking about education, you know. Uh, was, was that when he held up the book uh, upside down in Florida? <laughs> no, that was separate, but yeah. <laughs> I think I paraphrased him as well. I think it was so we, so will we, or something. It was even worse than that. Didn't it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, do, do you think it was deliberate? I mean, why the you know? I mean, like I said, for me, it was Reagan was the first time they, they, they you know, what are they doing? What are the Americans doing? They, mm, yeah, got a beef. They, they've elected actor, this actor. Uh, yeah. This yeah. guy, he's an actor. He used to be in Western movies. You know. It's, yeah. uh, yeah, that's the first time it went surreal. I mean, even even a bit with yes. Jimmy Carter because he was a peanut farmer, and that was kind yeah, of, right. and that was like sort of well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, all right, we can understand that. This is wholesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moroccan values, but um, but yeah, the actor then started getting surreal. I, I was too young to really. I didn't get you know the whole zeitgeist at the time of Carter because I was just freshly born. But uh, I do remember, you know, my father talking very negatively about Reagan in my early years. Yeah, Jimmy Carter was like uh, a little bit like Bill Clinton as well at the beginning. He was seen as a new yeah. hope, just like Obama. The, 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 you know, the Democrats have got the same number. They come in with the same. It's always the new hope, the sunny boy, you know. Yes. Yeah. And he was the sunny boy. As Change. Well. Yeah, and peanut farmer. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, I don't know if he's still the president because I don't follow the news. But at least the former president next door is a fucking bus driver. Oh yeah, right. That's, that's what I say. Yeah, Maduro. Uh, oh right. Yeah, we. Well, he's he, 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 the everyman. Bus driver. Right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. knows. The, he knows the way. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. just put the spots on the map for him, and he tells them where to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and he's he most oil rich country in the world. Come on. There you go. So if you just you know, it doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> of course, um, I have to say that Maduro is a uh, Sephardi Jewish name. Because we have a Maduro in Holland, uh, there is a, uh, a park, it's called Maduro Dam. It is a park in The Hague, where I'm from, and it is like all of Holland in miniature. Uh, you see Schiphol, the airport, you see uh, windmills and castles and all that stuff in, in, in miniature. 
and that was founded by a guy named Maduro, and that is a Portuguese Sephardic Jewish name, like Spinoza, coming to Holland in that era. Yeah. So Maduro, yeah. Interwoven with your culture. <laughs> Sorry for the monsters, I will, uh, yes. I'll be back in just one minute, gotta step away for a second. As they say, you know, as soon as you start talking about comedy, it doesn't get, it's not funny anymore. So you start thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, let's look at uh, Hans Steven again. Uh, when he uh, cycled across in Amsterdam and then uh, people were lining up for the Anne Frank uh, and, and this is true, I've seen it as well, live. Uh, people were lining up for it <laughs> and then he was shouting, she's not home. Yeah, that's okay. <coughs> there are a few. I think we went through them as well, as a few that I know. Um, yeah, there's a few jokes that get bandied around or stories. There's a, there's a, um, there was a play uh, where the, a really bad actress was playing, um, what's her name? Anne, yeah? yeah? And she was really bad and she was so awful that when the German soldiers came, where is she, where is she? The, all the audience said, she's upstairs, she's upstairs. <laughs> um, so, you know, you kind of, that's, that's like the life of Brian in a way. In, even yeah. though it still upset people, but actually they were taking the piss out of the way people interpreted, interpreted Christ, whoever or whatever it was, yeah? Yeah, yeah. They, were, that's the, they were taking the piss out, and they weren't taking the piss out of him at all. So uh, it just, yeah, it goes, actually, it doesn't even... Yeah, I, know. I, I, I mean, I mean one of the, the uh, scenes, in British humor is the don't mention the war one, right? John Cleese, Faulty Towers. And, yeah. but if you would make that same joke with Jews and not with Germans, it wouldn't be accepted. Don't mention the Holocaust. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Or, <laughs> Depends if you, you have me. Jewish Jewish guests in the, in the hotel, and then make the same joke, and then saying, yeah, like, uh, hey, uh, you guys got Israel and uh, stole it from the uh, Palestinian people and all that. I mean, that wouldn't be accepted at all by the BBC like John Cleese was accepted. Well, no, he didn't say it directly. I mean, what was funny about it was he, he was the repressed one. He was repressed. He, he was no, 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 no. He was, was the, the whole character. No, was there was German guests, and he was the British owner of the hotel. I mean, yeah, but he was repressed. He's a repressed character. That's why he can't control himself, and he always loses control of himself because he's totally repressed. He's he's a snob, and he's got all these kind of sort of you know mishmash of values or whatever. Yeah, but then he can't. He's supposed to be the hotel owner, still... and he's supposed to be friendly, and he, he can't maintain. He can't maintain it, and he just loses it. He's totally repressed. And then when yeah, he loses but, but, but it, he goes still... totally over the top. He thinks, well, fuck it, I've lost it now, so let's go for it. 
And that's but what he was still so made funny. the narrative that Germans are so-called inherently uh, responsible for a world war that was started by Zionist, uh, not so Germans, let's say, right? Yeah, and yeah, of course, yeah. So he is portraying the mainstream narrative still. I mean, Absolutely. he's making fun that's of it, of reason. course. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's why he got But, but if, if you make that same joke, like, hey, Hitler gave you your country, Israel, if you have Israelite Jews there in, in, in the hotel, that wouldn't be accepted uh, the, the same way as uh, John Cleese was accepted. No, because it's pushing pushing a different narrative. Yeah, you're right. It's it's pushing. It's not pushing a mainstream narrative, first of all. Right? Exactly, and it, it's exactly the same thing because the normal German people were not responsible for what the Nazis did, just like normal Jews are not responsible for what the Zionist Jews did, right? So, but then it suddenly gets a whole different uh, taste, and it's all anti-Semitic, although the Zionist uh, Jews were the most anti-Semitic people of the whole history, I would say. So it, 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 it is politically correct, but still a slight bit politically incorrect. But if you would go the other way, like uh, 75% politically incorrect and a little bit politically correct, then it wouldn't be accepted. Yeah, that's always the thing, isn't it? Uh, kind of, how do you? I mean, what do you want to say? First of all, what do you want to say? How do you want to say it? And uh, you, how can you get it through? I mean, I yeah, write, well, I write that songs is why that I, on, end up on TV and smuggle things in. No, that, that that is why I like Steve Hughes so much because he he doesn't care about that and he is really pushing. No, he's a master. He's a master. He's the, he really frames things really very well. I mean, he's framing everything. And the way he frames it allows you to kind of think about it. But look yeah, at the way he, he the frames way things. I mean, you know, he studied with, he was the one with this thing, you know, uh, uh, all my friends are homophobic thing. And yeah, you know, what's your problem? They're men, aren't they? Oh, they're men. So, hey. Yeah, they're kind of sissy, aren't they? They're kind of sissy, aren't they? Sissy, aren't they? Fuck men, for Christ's sake, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he turns the whole thing around, you know? He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gay, you see, you know? Yeah, and, and, so, and, so, he, and he is speaking honestly from his... Uh, and that's why I like this this, uh, this uh, political talk, because he's speaking his own mind. He's not, it's not a show. It's not a stand-up thing. It, it's just speaking him in an interview. Yeah, and, he, and he's... No, it's no, honest, no, it's right? pared down. It's pared down, right? When he, I don't, I don't do it justice at all. You've got to watch it. It's pared down there, and the way he, the delivery. Look at it in everything. There's a whole. He's a musician. You know, he's a drummer. He knows all about mm -hmm. rhythms, and it's and it's pared down, and it sort of it works, and and that's all the work. That's that's what's so difficult. You know, it's, he can think something, but how do you get it over so that it is funny? I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think absurdity. it's difficult. I don't think it's difficult at all. <laughs> I mean, you need talent. Of course, you need talent. Yeah. But yeah. if you have that, and I think here we have a good group of people who have lots of humorous talent, we can make it happen. And with that, you wake up a lot more people than with serious stuff. If you just can show how ridiculous some stories are, 
and make fun of it, it's much easier to wake people up, really. Okay, in in okay. my own experience, it's the same thing, really. I, I just show people, I just uh, talk about certain stories, and then if you make fun of it, they're like, their shield is down, what we talked about before, right? I mean, your shield is down, and they really open up, and they really get an aha erlebnis, right? Yeah, yeah, that that aha moment, That's a nice phrase, yeah, an aha experience, uh -huh, yeah, aha. Uh -huh. That's one of my favorite. That's my favorite joke. You know, where's the spoon? Uh huh. Well, the the term is. I think it's even used in English, but at least in Dutch it's used. Aha, uh -huh, yeah, 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 in German too. Hey, Greg, how are you? Yeah, in German, yeah, of course. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Hey man, you're a, you're a bit low on the volume, Greg. A bit low on the volume, huh? That's it. That's uh, it. That's it. Reasonable. I'm not sure what to do, but no, it was great. You're, you're good. Like you're good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at the audio chat and I was see what you guys were up to. So you didn't think Google did a very good job of translating that, did you, Maddie? No, it didn't. <laughs> interesting. Oh, okay. That was really interesting. I, yeah. No, no, because it's that's it's a slogan, you know. Of course, it's you know one. Yeah, empire, yeah. One empire, one drink. That's it's a slogan. It's not a <laughs> a people a, an empire. <laughs> a oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's funny you talked about that because um, Fanta, you know, Fanta is owned by the Coca Cola company, but Fanta. Uh, Greg, you're really, you have some background noise. It sounds oh, like okay, it no. Sorry. Uh, uh, but Fanta was invented by the Nazis as a so-called alternative to Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's common knowledge. It's quite, quite a lot of people know that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny. They Coca-Cola didn't have any problem, you know, chilling for the empire. So I don't know why, why they had a problem with it. Apparently, uh, and neither did uh, Henry Ford or uh, 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 Baruch or uh, uh, all the yeah. other banksters and all the other those people. Actually, Maddie, with that translation, I was going for the last part. I thought, is that really Coke? Is it? Like, man, we didn't get that till the 1980s. Yeah, that was a really good point. That was amazing. Yeah, it's true that they were foreshadowing that, that they had that verbal, that had a campaign before. You know, oh God, years. years but that's what I thought but, was so funny. Coke is uh, 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 Coke, 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 like Coke, like cocaine. Coke is a German invention. Greg, is still something going Cocaine? on with your, yeah, with your yeah. mic. Yeah, you, you're a bit, you have a bit of oh. noise. Okay, now, but a minute ago. I'm a, I'll watch my uh, my uh, light there. Okay. Yeah, now, uh, co cocaine is a German invention. Yeah. And how long was it in the drink for? Enough to get it established or what? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, that's funny because they, they talked about it. it was in the late 1900s. <laughs> Cocaine was in Coke, in, in yeah. Coca-Cola. But um, what, what I read 
Greg, really, uh, please, Greg. Um, oh, okay, all, all right. I've missed this microphone or something. Let me do something different. Yeah, get it sounds like you're surfing or something. Like <laughs> a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't hear it at all. I think there must be a loose connection or something. Okay. Sounds like he's being uh, down. Yeah, no, no. Um, one one day, and it was like two, three years ago. So I don't know if it's still there, but in, on Wikipedia, I read a list of German inventions or something like that, a page like that. And it was cocaine. I was like, oh, I was surprised. I didn't know that. And of course, being in Colombia, <laughs> you're a little bit uh, biased towards that interest, right? <laughs> Although nobody uses it here, but uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, cocaine was invented by a German guy in 1905. So if the narrative is that it was already in Coca-Cola in the 18th, uh, 19th century, that doesn't make sense. Or yeah. it, at least it's contradictory. Right. Yeah. I don't know what what, what is true and what's the real thing, but that's just... Yeah, interesting. Song. Yeah, good point. That's what I mean. It might have been a myth. Hey, Kelly's here too. Kelly, hi. Are you talking or are you just listening? Yeah. I'm listening. Uh, um, I'll talk a wee bit. I'm uh, just listening, really. Hey, nice to hear you. How are you? What, what's happening? Oh, well, we started off going, broad theme was like jokes. <laughs> Humour. How is it used? How is it not used? Where's the line? Is there a line? Oh, there you are. That sort of stuff, you know. Um, yeah. But, but that leads into, you know, all the usual themes. <laughs> yeah. Come on, us. Come in left field if you want. I think uh, in this country, at least anyway, and it's different from people in the in America. Like it's used in a different way. It's hard. I find it hard to make Americans laugh, man. Honest to God. <laughs> I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think that's true. James laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think? See, is true? Like, Kelly can make Americans laugh. It's harder. It's harder. It's harder to make them laugh. Ah, I'm always sitting waiting for it. Doesn't it happen? I'm only joking, but like that's just different, <laughs> and it's used in a different way. It's like it's it's overly used here, like and uh, I don't know. Well, I think, <laughs> a, I think a, a lot of yeah. Americans. I think a lot of Americans are just waiting to be triggered by something, you know. With canned laughter, I was thinking I might just get that, and then then it'll maybe encourage it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm only joking. Um, I mean, I, I can't imagine trying to be a stand-up comedian these days because, you know, you got to sort of know your audience. But at the same time, it's like the audience is, is closed off to begin with because yeah. they're just waiting for you to say something fucked up and non-PC. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But, but there's, at the same time, you can, you can break that barrier if, if, if you're like a likable, if you come across as a likable person. I think that has a lot to do with it. Where if your your you know your stage presence or your presentation is just inherently likable, then you have like, a better chance. <laughs> but, yeah, like Roy Chubby Brown, he was awfully likable. <laughs> you heard to him. I hated like that sort of thing, yeah. and like I don't mind swearing and terrible languages and stuff, but like that was just I don't know. I, I can't really. Like, remember the joke, but it's just crude and, like, there's no uh, 
doesn't seem to be much thought and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I think comedy's really bad. Like, just got really bad, same as everything else, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it seems to have taken a turn for the worse in the last, like, 10 years, definitely. Yeah. I can't even think of any, like, comedians at the moment that I'd be like... Well, even people, even comedians that I used to think were funny, you know, back in my early 20s and my teen years, like, yeah. I look at their material now and even going back to the videos, you know, their routines that I thought were funny back then... Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this shit is not funny. These guys are just no. degenerates. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, like, bits of agenda and that in there as well, I think. Like, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I quite like Bill Hicks and stuff like that. And then I'm a bit oh, like yeah, that man. Of course, he, is, yeah. he is pushing all the buttons a little bit. You know what I mean? And then. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. What do you think of Stuart Lee? Who's that? I never, never heard of him. Oh, you never heard of Stuart Lee? Stuart Lee's. Oh, English guy. Well, yeah, he's an English guy, and he's um, yeah, I like him. Maybe it's because he adopted, <laughs> sort of same age as me. Um, but he's, uh, I think his material still stands up, right? But he's, you know, he looks at himself as a character. Well, there's that cat uh, Tim Minchin. I think some of his oh, stuff is quite him. funny. Yeah. No, yeah, you can't. No, can't. Oh, well, he's got some. I think he's got some good bits, but yeah, I can, he's a little, you know, too much of him is too much. Oh, well, I'll tell you why. I actually first saw him and thought, oh, he looks interesting and he was quite funny. And then, and but he's got this whole song about, you know, how fucking stupid you are if you believe in homeopathy. Yeah. And, um, right, right. Yeah. He's, I, he's both got, my yeah, kids yeah. have, I brought them up on homeopathy. You know, it, it was not a problem. You know, we used that all the time. There are, well, a couple of basic things that are really good. They're really good basic medicines. You've always got something to give them. That's all they need half the time. And, um, and uh, you, no, know, yeah, you, you no, know you're not harming them. <laughs> and they no, I, I know what you mean. I know they what you work. mean. You've yeah. got to get the right one, but they work. And it's like kind of, I just did a bit of a Stuart Lee ramp. It was kind of sort of an idea of him, like, you know, all right, the kid's in pain, the kid's in pain. Well, I'll give him some of these, these Arnica, these, you know, and, oh, don't be stupid, homeopathy. <laughs> you know, yeah, but it will stop the pain. No, no, don't be stupid. So you'd rather your child stays in pain. Mm. Is that the sort of person you are? I mean, I can give you these homeopathy. No, no, that's stupid. You don't believe in those sugar pills. That's stupid. Don't, you know, don't give it. Yeah, you know, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Most of what they'll give him will be much more dangerous than, than sugar pills. And they, yes. you know, yeah. half the time they fucking work. And they worked on kids that can't talk. I mean, babies. Mm. Uh, I used to you give them a, a drop, a couple of drops, and oof, everything's okay. You, you know go, what? Sorry, Matty. I was yeah. thinking of that exact... Like circumstance for a different kind of matter, I suppose, when people were going on about that. I mean, this country is just like obsessed with the, uh, well, the, that's, uh, um, that's kind of not the media and stuff to make the kind of Muslim sentiment shit and that. And it's like they really get wound up about them bloody things. What's the headgear, the, head, the, the scarves, and the, um, yeah. and, and they're really, uh, they started saying something about if they work in a hospital and they've got one of, what's it called, a burkwar or something, and the nurse's got one of them on, uh, like, they, they wouldn't deal with them and, that, and that's what I was thinking, like, so your child's just been in a bad accident and the, there you go, you go in and it's a doctor with one of them on, so you're not going to use the service. <laughs> Don't mm. talk, right, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like... Yeah. 
Oh. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same with like a British and American comedy where the comedians who get the most success in the media, they toe the line of the social, oh, yeah. you know, political correct agenda. Mm-hmm. They toe that they toe that line. They make jokes about, you know, white people and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, straight people. And that that's generally what gets the most exposure in comedy. Yeah, it's like, like the, the, the academy and that as well. That's just like, I don't know, it's almost like they go the most crazy things, you know what I mean? And then everything has to relate to it. I, and I noticed that they do it with even like history. It was something about oh, founding fathers and this republic of letters. I read this thing. And obviously it's not going to have any women involvement, right? You could, it's just like, but they, they added this character who was like a she walked behind the bar in the cafe. <laughs> You're like, eh, please just stop it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all right that uh, things were different or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And that they had to add this extra. Sorry. They had to add in this extra character I for, to see that there was a. Can, can you hear like it? Kelly, is it me? No, yeah, no, yeah, you're breaking like, up a little bit, Kel. Okay. Is that any better? Yeah. That sounds all right, yeah. Hold on, I'll try and... So what were you saying? So that... so. Yeah, it's like I noticed them putting in females where females kind of should... Well, shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like, there was... Uh, I can't imagine there being women that were working behind like uh, bars and stuff having something to do with writing that the the founding fathers and that were doing you know what I mean but they sort of added they add sort of women in so that there's that kind of so that it's like they're represented a little bit and then you can do all that sort of palaver like the you know what I mean the The yeah. I don't know I, I don't know exactly how they do it, but it's just kind of like insane. I think <laughs> like gender uh, going back all the, like that way, and you're like I can remember when that wasn't something that folk were talking about. You know what I mean? Like what it is? Yeah, well, that's right. But things have changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've noticed but... too that like female comedians are sort of getting a larger platform these days. And mm. a lot of the more popular female comedians, they mostly talk about sex and, you know, mm-hmm. relationships with men and, you know, um, it's kind of libert- libertine sort of attitudes towards sex. It seems to be what's being pushed. A- at least, yeah. you know, they're getting the most media because that's what yeah. the agencies and, you know, Hollywood, they, they love that I stuff. I heard a, so. a female comedian not long ago. She was... Asexual. <laughs> that was her whole routine. <laughs> she was asexual. Give a shit about anything. <laughs> What's that? There's a woman. It's like an Italian setting name, like Sunday Lambretta or something. Her name is, and she is just like she's. I mean, this is don't ever watch this woman's comedy. It's just disgusting how she talks. Man, honestly, terrible. Can't remember her name. There's an Eng- Scottish guy, I think she's a Scottish comedian called, uh, I think she Conti, isn't that a second name? Conti. 
I don't know. She's, I... Just, she's a ventriloquist. She's fucking amazing. She's a ventriloquist. What she does with ventriloquism is like, if she's taken into a new realm and she's got this monkey, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's amazing. At the end, the monkey kind of like actually disappears inside her. It, <laughs> it's just the voice <laughs> left. It's, but, but she really plays with the whole, you, you know, idea of, uh, you know, the jokes are sort of like, she'll say something to him and you sort of totally believe in it. And then he says, well, don't be stupid. I'm a fucking monkey with your arm at my ass. She's really good, and then she gets masks. She gets people up on stage, yeah, and it's got a kind yeah. of mask that goes underneath the chin, and um, and it's got a, a, a sort of you know a little tube and with pump action. And she gets two people up with these things, and she she can make the mouth move, you know, up and down, taka taka taka. Right. And the people behind it, she gets them up there, and she gives them voices and, and makes them say things to each other. You know, it's really right. funny. That's that's fucking amazing. What's her name? Conti. Con I think it's Conti, something Conti. Yeah, there are good, really good things. You can look for them, you know. You oh, it's like a, 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 a Irish guy. What's the Irish guy? What's the Irish guy's name? Uh, he goes out there. He's also, who the fuck do we owe all this money to? <laughs> you know, gets some really weird. Well, who the fuck? I mean, if everybody owes this, who do we? And if we find out who we, why don't we find out who it is we owe all this money to and, and kill them? <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> oh, I've got to... Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good issue. Here's that woman. We saw Lampanelli, our name is. Oh, yeah, yeah. An insult comic, she is. Right, yeah. <laughs> See, you just got to give yourself a name and frame it in art. Yeah, Enan's performing art. I was talking about that yesterday. Enan, you like? Just like, uh, I don't know. I've not tried it, tried it out yet as a... Excuse me, but yeah, just call it art. You can get away with anything, can't you? Yeah, and it's probably going to be kind of better quality than some of the stuff that's already <laughs> like that woman. What was her name again? She was funny, Tommy Tiernan. That's the Irish guy, Tommy, Tommy Tiernan. He's been around a while though, he's very funny, he's really good. Right. He, and he's and he's Irish guy, and he goes deep into the Irish psyche. He's, he's another one. You know, sort of like Billy Connolly, but also you can go, he really knows his people and he can go, he knows how to go in there and, and not step mm -hmm. on too many toes. And you know, yeah, that's an art. That's the, that's the hardest one, I would say, is stand up comedy. I mean, uh, yeah. I wouldn't even attempt that. <laughs> but like, uh, I've seen people attempt it, and it's just like, my god, it's just really difficult, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What was the guy? There's also a really cool guy from London. It was funny. I know he's, he's on the edge. Uh, what's his name? He used to come out and say, What's up, white people? <laughs> I mean, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot. Of, there's a big fight. Well, if you think about it, it's all. Uh, must be us. This is like a. Um, I like you're saying it'll be censored on some level because there's loads of area that's untouched as far as I know, you know. And uh... mm -hmm. hey, but uh, <laughs> Kelly, uh, good night, welcome. <laughs> good evening, darling. <laughs> good. Thanks. Um, good night. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, the hardest part of stand-up com comedy is to stand up. No, guy, that's the that's the easiest part. <laughs> getting, up, 
that's the fucking easiest part. That's where you die, right? That's where you die. And <laughs> you can die. You just try it. Go and try it, right? Go and try it. Aren't there some comedy clubs in Colombia? I suppose you have to do it in Spanish. That's another challenge. Yeah, in, in different language. Being funny in a different language, that is a challenge. I've got. I mean, to, you know, Matti, you are not as funny in German as you are in English, I guess. Uh, the only the, the only comedy routine I've got is in German because I say it before a song and I talk about about the whole idea that in Germany, uh, you know, you first come to Germany, and the first thing you see is on the on the on the autobahn, it says Ausfahrt. Yeah, which yeah. <laughs> is kind of funny. You think, oh, that means exit. That sort of makes sense. Aus is out and fart. Yes, fart. You know, <laughs> it's okay. It means sort of drive. It means it comes from from fat, right? From horses. <laughs> so and that's what it, where it comes from. And so the Germans are not funny. riding. It's riding. It's, it's so, outright. Uh, it's 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 riding out. Right. Yeah. Right. That's it. Aus fart, but really funny. You know. And then you find out <laughs> that there are more. There's another one. The next one you learn is Uber fart, <laughs> which is, you know, over fart. <laughs> and it starts to get funny, right? Because it's like, wait a minute. And they say, good to fart. And when you leave, <laughs> good to fart. <laughs> I think. And there are so many. Yeah? And you can mess about and you go where you want. But, uh, yeah. It's the, I mean, what, what do we do? What else do we do? I mean, they've got a thing called, I always say, life is like that. It starts with the Klassen fart, which is like where the little kids go out for a trip to school, you know, out of school. Yeah, so yeah, a school yeah. trip is a Klassen fart. Like a school excursion. <laughs> yeah, right. And it ends with the Butter fart, which is where Omars, they go on coach trips. It's and Uber fart. fart. Yeah, right. And Uber fart, Unter fart, Dorsch fart. Well, it's a through fart. What the fuck's that? <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, you find out that... That's a gas chamber. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what the fuck is Einfart? Infart? What's that? That sounds painful, right? So you can go. You got lots of stuff you can go on with. Yeah. So and then I get to the the middle bit, which is always. Uh, but my my favourite fart is Christy Himmel fart, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what Ascension Day is called in German. It's called Christy. Yeah heaven fart christy himmel fart you know that that those were the days you know and you know and then this maria himmel fart as well and uh, they used to know how to do all these farts yeah and then, and then, <laughs> and then it goes gets worse <laughs> wait no stop this is my fucking my german routine here <laughs> but mati you only get that after a royal chili con carne <laughs> A royal one. All you, all you need is strong coffee and some rolling tobacco, and then off you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and then then it gets to this big part. And this, I think the other thing is, I say my children are not allowed to call me Vater because that's what father is in German. No Vater. Yeah. No Vater. What? Yeah, they're not they're my children. I say my father, father yeah. without an R. Father, father. Yeah. So, so my children are allowed to call me father. No, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, in German, father is like income texture, right? Or no, no. Sorry, uh, added value texture. Yeah, it would be VAT. Yeah, sort of. Okay, you're right, uh, Kelly. You're, you're an uh, you're an agorist like me. Oh, I, sorry, try to, uh, I, I try to I try to 
I mean, uh, you know, I'm an anarchist, of course, uh, or a statheist, but the practical philosophy in this whole statist mad world is called agorism. And what agorism means, it comes from agora, which is Greek for mar marketplace, right? But the, um, the main uh, theme of that is supporting the so-called black market. Uh, I mean, these economic races, they call it black market. But so it's not paying uh, value added tax. So supporting the people. I've got uh, a lot easier here because I can support the people here on the street selling stuff. You cannot do that in Europe, I know that, and or in North America, but uh, here you can do that. Support the people who are just uh, in the so-called black market. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Thanks. And then, and then, <laughs> I say this has ruined certain films, especially one film, <laughs> because one film and the famous, most famous line from that film is. Luke, ich bin dein Vater. But those, <laughs> I get those, that. <clears throat> those jokes only work in an English context because the German word for fart is what? Furs? Isn't that? Yeah, that's what I say. And that's what comes that. And I say it also works the other way around. Because <laughs> you got it in Star Wars, you can say, Forts, may the forts be with you. <laughs> Luke, forts. may the forts is that, be Is that with how you pronounce it? Forts? Yeah, forts. And it's okay. obvious that Mel Brooks, he must have known that. He must have <laughs> known that. Why did he go for Schwartz? I don't, is that, an, is he just, because it must be forts. <laughs> so then it's funny. May the fart be with you. Um, um, may the fits be with you. Yeah, it's, I was, you know, it's, it's, uh, you might, you say forts. They had forts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have, I mean, I lived fucking three years in Germany and I've never heard the word forts. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that says something for you. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't um, visit gay bars when I was in Germany, so maybe... No, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> are you, are you, no. <laughs> what do you mean only gay people fart? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a bad, bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I realize it, but no, 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 but I, I, I honestly, I never heard it, that word. I mean, I, I, I know it in Dutch, of course, but not in German. Well, it's just a fact of life. Maybe they don't talk about it very much over there. I don't know. Do they, Maddie? Is that a popular subject of comedy? Like, you know, well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. It works. Anyway, it works. I even did it in a Catholic school and it worked. <laughs> I was a bit worried about that. Yeah. So. And, and then you had 10 young boys lining up to you. What? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me get this old father here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. That was a favor I did for someone. Shit. And then. Do you want me to do this with the intro? Yeah, yeah do the intro. What? I've got that We're trying, no? we're trying. But 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 you see, we can we can do comedy 
and like don't be too uh, humble oh, cool. about our possibilities of putting out uh, conspiracy comedy uh, out there. I think we can do it. Yeah, I made a tape. Yeah, well, conspiracy ago. is comedy. I mean, the whole conspiracy media realm is devolved into just pure comedy at this point. So uh, very much. So that makes it much easier for us, right? Yeah, there are sort of much more kind of delineated sort of spheres that you could, I suppose, uh, you could look at. Yeah, and, and Bill Hicks, I mean, just say what you yeah. will about him. He might be Alex Jones, he might not be, but uh, he he sort of pioneered that that avenue, didn't he? No, I mean, for, for sure. Bill Hicks and George Carlin helped in my awakening, for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, talking about awakening, like you were saying before, like, you know, comedy is a good avenue to wake people up and... Personally, I, I've never been so concerned with waking up people, you know, that's not oh, good, good really... point. I wanted to raise that too, yeah. Because it's like, you know, I mean, people just come to this material or whatever material of their own volition. You can't like beat them over the head with anything. That doesn't work. But, yeah, you know, okay, but that would be like a com false... Comedy... Comedy opens up, yeah, you're right. Comedy, you know, lowers the barriers and uh, opens, you know, allows people to feel open, you know, to explore certain ideas and, and laugh about it. So there is that aspect to it. But Yeah, no, I, I mean, I mean, it, it's a little bit of a false dichotomy. It's like beating over the head or doing nothing, right? I mean, it's there's a middle ground. Yeah, well, I guess like uh, you know, to the beating over the head is like you super seriously, like Jan Irvin or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, totally yeah. dry and you know yeah. straight facts for three hours. It's like yeah, yeah, and that's not going to work. But if you, I mean, you were completely right. I mean, you said this whole conspiracy stuff is funny by definition, and that's true. I mean, it is oh, yeah. such a joke, right? And so that makes it much easier to just point out the jokes. And I must credit uh, the Flat Earth Man, uh, Alex, the British guy living in uh, Spain, who produces the music um, like an uh, American oh, right, uh, yeah. guy, right? But, but he has done a great job, and I don't agree with his Flat Earth uh, idea, but he, his production and his humor is great. And he is just taking the piss out of what is already a pool of piss, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I would hazard to say that 70% of flat earthers are taking the piss. They don't actually believe what they're saying, but it's, uh, well, it inspires yeah, 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 no, it, trolls it, and comedians. A, yeah, yeah, I agree. But it's not about flat earth, but it's about waking up people. I mean, I put that song in my car or a couple of songs of him in my car and my best friend who knows me and I, he knows I'm into this and he is much, I mean, like I said, he, he is a journalist uh, by, by training. He is not working for any uh, media outlet or something, but he has friends who do, who do. but he is much more uh, reserved on, on many topics, but he listened to it and he said, wow, this is great music. This is great opening up people's ideas about things. 
and he was very much, and I was surprised, he is, he is a very gamma type of person, so he's not into uh, uh, space and, and, and satellites and all that, but he was very much suddenly uh, interested in, yeah, this idea that satellites can be fake. And then he was like, yeah, I want to know more about it, and then explained my view on it. And I uh, gave him links about it to other sites and all that, and, and he was very much into that, suddenly, right? And it's just my best friend uh, waking up him with uh, humorous music. And I think that is a great way of doing it. And I, I realize I live in a kind of bubble outside of the so-called Western world, where it's much harder because people, especially in the US, I think it's a bit better. But And also in the UK, it's like no. uh, already better yeah. than, 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 no, no, hear me out, than, than <laughs> Holland and Germany. Holland and Germany and Sweden are the three most indoctrinated people in the world, I would say. so much convinced that their government is not lying to them that what they learned is right and that everything else everyone else is like back and primitive and uh, suffering and you know, uh, corrupt government but in germany in holland and in sweden those three countries i would say are the top three these people really believe they're really so much indoctrinated, so convinced that what they experience is the truth. And what they hear on their news is the truth. And the Americans, they're just like Fox News uh, bullshit or... Um, yeah. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, you all you all think that Americans are just fat psychos who voted for yeah, Trump yeah. and it's just like... Man, yeah, yeah. And, and that's and really within, unfortunate. With, yeah. And within Europe, I think um, Holland, Germany, and Sweden are the worst. I mean, Matti, please, please speak up uh, about what. Well, your Kelly, uh, Kelly, did you have a point you wanted to make? Uh, I don't think Americans are all fat and psycho. Well, no. well thank you, thank you for that. I Stereotypes, really. So, yeah. And it's much more nuanced. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, stereotypes. Yeah, I mean, being my, perpetrated the by the media. And... Yeah, at the moment, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't plug into it very much anyway. But my feeling this year that we're just a lot calmer than in in the UK at the moment. It's going UK crazy is... over there. And in America too, you, the, the divisionary, the fifty-fifty uh, dividing lines between people are much more much stronger there than here marked yeah completely i mean you you know oh yeah brexit, yeah. brexit in england and trump and the trump thing in america and you just down the line cross party everything yeah Shoop. And right, that's not right. Here. And, you know, <laughs> yeah like, that, that, that is because <laughs> you live in a country I mean, well, isn't there even to, even to my best german friend i couldn't say that i said yeah the uh, afd is what i would I mean, I'm not voting, but if I would have to vote, I mean, they're the best party against this whole bullshit. And even yeah. him and his family, they were like, I mean, they're racist. And I was 
No, they're not racist. They're just taking care of their country. It's, it's not it's racist not that. whatsoever. They're a bit stupid. But there's also, yeah, yeah, they do want to ban people. They do want to get rid of people. They want to deport people. They want to kick people out. I mean, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with kicking people out. I mean, people yeah, I who are bad. I mean, it, come it, on, it, come on. I mean, if if, if someone uh, destroys your kitchen, you kick him out of your house. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, come that's on. not a problem. They were not talking about those sort of people. We're talking about people who've you know only been here for two years or whatever. Or, or yeah, whatever. I mean, uh, that's right. Kick talk... them out. Of course, kick them out. I mean, Germany. Germany is right for a certain amount of fine. Uh, the West. That is the whole idea behind yeah, don't buy into refugees. All that. Don't buy into the, the, the whole, they needed the whole, a million people. No, 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 That's no, why they no, needed no, to keep the pension funds. No, the, the whole idea about a refugee is you have the right to stay for a certain amount of time in a country, build up your life, and then you go back to your own country where you build up the country again. That is a healthy a constructive situation and that has nothing to do with racism or whatever kind of bullshit term is it is a healthy ideally way. yes that would be the do. case but <laughs> ideally that would be the case but isn't it you know nato countries that are bombing these you know syria into oblivion well, <laughs> yeah. hang on hang on guy because you're in colombia right so your plan is you stay there for a few years and then you'll go back to holland and no and... no no well, what are you going to You're going to stay in Colombia. <laughs> I, I am. I am. There's, not a, there's a Colombian am, movement. Get I, these goddamn am, Netherlands out of here. I, yeah. I, I am not pushing on any anyone here. I'm not receiving any government benefits or anything. Not at all. I'm supporting myself. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. You, you've got to read the guy's policies. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't vote for any of them, right? I mean, I just don't vote behind for the whole shit anyway. And like I think they needed exactly a million, they got a million. They, 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 they worked out how many they need to sort of keep up the pension funds and all the rest of the stuff, right? So not a problem. And they'll be integrated. They'll be fucking working. The ones that can work will work. Yeah, yeah, but, work. But the, they'll be making the thing money is, for the it, state. It's, don't an, worry. It, it's an in. Um, it, it's it's not uh, how do you say it? It's it's not uh, maintainable. It's not the system, and even importing more and more and more refugees or immigrants into Europe is not maintainable. But they aren't. They aren't doing it. They, there's a shutdown now. They, they got... aren't. Come on, man. Yeah, they aren't. Come on. What do you mean? I've seen on? it firsthand. My hairdresser in. Fucking Dinslaken, Germany, which is a, a town, it is 120,000 people, was a Syrian refugee. And I was not accusing this guy, and I even gave him a tip, and I said, good luck to your family and all that. He, we talked in his, his broken German, and my, a little bit less, but also broken German. We talked, and uh, his uh, brother lives in Turkey, and his sister lives in Greece, and he lives in, in Germany. And I'm not accusing him uh, of anything. I mean, he is just a poor guy. He's just a pawn in the whole system. Yeah, but, but the whole the system is he, not he, he maintainable. I mean, you, you, it can move on. I, I mean, like I say, it, I haven't got a dog in the race. And I don't, I, I don't understand why people put so much energy into fucking other people up. But never mind. You know, it's like kind of, I'm not going to buy into that. But do you agree it's, that Germany, Germany has a certain angry. culture? Do you agree with that? 
point. I mean, no, I think it's a. I think there's a. It's, it's a massive. There are how many eighty million people living here, and there are so many fucking cultures. I can't pin down a German culture now. I move. No, there is. They, there day. is an overall the difference between umbrella German culture. Come on, man. Well, Germany, Germany in itself, uh, as a country with those borders they have now, didn't actually exist until what eighteen sixty four, eighteen seventy. Let's start, yeah, of let's start off with Lederhosen, of right? Lederhosen sind nicht Lederhosen. Yeah, they've got nothing to do with the Prussians in Berlin. Nothing to do with loads of Germans. Only the only the Bavarians yeah. wear. They're, they're, they're this ridiculing, this ridiculing. I mean, there is. No, I actually tell jokes about that as well. But, I mean, but, I mean, but, but that, that, that culture, you know, that uh, whatever existed in 18, whatever it was when those borders were drawn, didn't necessarily include a lot of Middle Eastern people. Mm. I mean, that was... Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, you know, they kind of uh, made them pot look like any invention of any country in the 19th century. They were all. Invented. It was like the breakup of the post, you know, Slavic empires and, and all that and... I mean, you cannot deny that Europe, that the landscape, the cultural landscape of Europe has changed dramatically in the last 20, 30, 40 years. I mean, that is clear. I've lived through it. I've lived 30 years in Europe, 33. Yeah, 30 yeah. years in Holland and three years in Germany. What about, I mean, it's always been changing. What about the time before that? I mean, just the whole of the Not like this. Not like this. Come on, man. Yeah, Not mean, like this. Before well, the First World War, then after the, the First World War, and then uh, before the Second World War, and after the Second World War, massive changes, yeah? It's true, no. but it's always changing. That, the people, breakup people of the Ottoman always, Empire, the breakup of, all the time. The breakup of the Ottoman Empire, then then the breakup of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, yeah, after the end of the First World War. Massive changes. You were talking about the release of... I mean, the majority of Germany was rural towns, small villages, living their lives for hundreds of years, yeah. speaking German language, although they were not as a country like that, they were part of the Holy Roman Empire and all that, you know, but they spoke German. That was present. Although they had their own uh, rulers and their own psychopaths in, in small city-states and small uh, yeah, countries, I, or, I, let's say, right? But, but there was something that was completely alien to what is imported, and it's imported. It's not an, a natural migration wave in in uh, germany right now that is very different you cannot deny it come on man no but it's happening all over the world i mean it is yeah that's not I that's true I haven't, I haven't, you know you know maybe heretic but i haven't got a problem with that i've never I've, I've never bought into nationalism i've never bought into fucking color I've never bought into any of these. I wear a green badge, so therefore I'm talking. It's, it's to not nationalism and it's not color. Right. It's culture. Like, no. Culture exists. Yeah, but culture. I've been. I've been. I mean, you know, if, right. if, yeah, of course if, it does, and I've, I've got every listen, right to, 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 to that culture. It's got every right to breathe, just like all the others, right? And I don't. It's like they're all fucking weird, like Russ says. So, not a problem. I mean, I mean, I mean. Listen, if if. Um, like uh, one million Dutch people would come in here in, in the city and change the culture to something that is not related to Colombian culture, I would op oppose that. 
Yeah, but because what if Superman not... and, and took them all home? Yeah, that's ridiculizing again. Oh, and ridiculing a million again. Dutchmen yeah, in Colombia isn't. <laughs> well, that is what is happening in Europe. Don't deny that. That is what's happening in Europe. Yeah, well, Europe's a lot bigger than Colombia, first of all. And like I said, it is not related to the point. Young people to do the shitty jobs, and they need. Yeah, and that is the narrative you should reject. That is bullshit. That is a narrative they put to you. That is not true. It's not a narrative. German, German people. They talk about being nice and and all the rest of the shit. No, the the narrative is the narrative is German people don't get enough children, so we need others, migrants, to come in and do the work. This is bullshit. Well. Well, I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of fucking empty places. A lot of empty shops here. A lot of empty places. There's lots of, you know, lots of times, you know, whew, yeah. It's like spaces well, that need filling. That's the way I see it. There's lots also, of, of also more what's space. Ha- <laughs> also, are- what's happening, um, yeah, sorry, Maddie. Um, also, what's happening from my American perspective is that a lot of the local agricultural jobs are not being filled by the native folk from this area. You know what I mean? Like, there's um a lot of a lot of large farms rely on Mexican or otherwise immigrant labor to do the shit jobs because a lot of the young white kids think that they have a better future in the tech industry or they're going to go on and do something else there's there's very few young white kids who are following in their father's footsteps and running the family farm you know what i mean and no, but, this is being but, like uh, they're they're being edged out by by economic factors like it's less profitable to run a small farm yeah sure all that they want to move out of the country go to the city there's that aspect to it and so there is some legitimacy to that argument that that um, these jobs are not being filled by the natives because no, they're, they're, they're being, no, they're being no. subject. They're subject to all these cultural influences through media, through, you know, you know, shit like that, where, where they think there's a better life elsewhere for them. No, 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 no. Let's go back to the basis because uh, what no, but that, you... I'm just saying that that is yeah, what's yeah. happening. Like, yeah, I, I, I know what you, I know what you say. I mean, I understand it. The thing is, um, you are, um, I'm, I'm not accusing you of anything, but you are replicating the narrative that it is a pool type of economy. And it's not, it's push. It's uh, like the idea of demand. There's no demand. It's all offer. It's all offer based. What we talked about before is offer. So if the big corporations say that, yeah, the uh, uh, indigenous uh, Illinois people don't want to work in my farm, so we need immigrants, it is an offer-driven type of narrative. And well, it's also, it's also that, that um, immigrants, a lot of immigrants will, are willing to work for a lesser wage. And that is the problem. The problem is that the government puts uh, regulations in place, which makes it easier for corporations to hire immigrants. 
So it's a false competition type of thing. And that's the same thing happening in, in, in Europe. The same thing. And here yeah, too. But I mean, here we, we, we get Venezuelans here. Uh, I mean, this country is flooded with Venezuelans. And that is not a racial thing because they're the same race. It's not a religious thing because they have the same religion. And it's not a language thing because they have the same language. It is a cultural thing because they have a different culture. But it is an enforced, weaponized migration is happening. You cannot deny that. That is, yeah, and it can... is bad. It and especially, I mean, I talk to Venezuelans, and they would rather live in their own Venezuelan country, which has the same language, the same climate, the same language, the same culture, well, a little bit different culture, but the same yeah, religion. So that is not the point. It's not about uh, white genocide and all that stuff. No, it's not about that. But there no, is no. cultural. Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but 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 there is a cultural weaponized migration <laughs> happening in the world, and you can. Sorry to say, but you cannot deny that. Yeah, well, no, I, I hear what you're profit, saying. Yeah. yeah, I hear what you're saying too. It's profit driven. You know what I what is I think is uh, the false dialectic is then. To turn around to the people queuing outside the factory to get the cheap jobs and blame them, you know. Yes, yes, forcefully, exactly, yeah. forcefully and, moving and, their and that is what the right, and yeah. that is what the right is focusing on. Is yeah, those they're all about um, uh, racism, all about um, uh, nationalism in a in a uh, racial sense, not yeah, not about cultural. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I mean, dialectic. cultural nature. N- nationalism in in a sense i'm not agreeing with nations in um in a sense of um uh, um statism and all that but cultural and language and all these kind of things that is human made it is not uh, top down right i mean we are um made because of our communities and all that that stuff that, that is real Right? That's not. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, not made up, right? No, the link to landscape is really important. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, people. You live in uh, North Rhine-Westfalen. I mean, the people have a certain culture. They speak a certain Plattdeutsch uh, language, right? I mean, I mean, that is what it, uh, used to be there for for centuries, and and they worked in in, in farms mostly uh, before the industrialization and all that. And then you live in the Ruhrgebiet, so you know um, <clears throat> how that works. But the the importation of different cultures and leading to uh, social and cultural friction, that is not a natural thing. I mean, a natural thing is like I am and like Mati is and like you used to be, James, in Bristol, right? We were immigrants who integrated in a community. I have nothing against immigration. I'm a fucking anarchist, right? I mean, that's not the point. But enforced mass immigration is a different thing because you create communities. I mean, like I said, if there would be one million Dutch people who would occupy the neighborhood where I'm living in in Colombia and they would uh, start their own Dutch communities wouldn't speak a word of Spanish, wouldn't uh, abide to the cultural norms and, and regu- well, regulation uh, norms, I mean, habits 
that are around here, then that would be a problem. Of course it would be a problem. And that yeah, is natural yeah. human thing. There's nothing to do with racism. Yeah, we're, on same, we're on the same right? page there. Especially enforced, yeah, we're on the same page there. Even though here, apparently, I don't know, but this is they're supposed to be doing a very good job of that million is being broken up and being, you know, put in small, very small groups around the country. So, I mean, I think the desire here is really they need people and they want to integrate them. Yeah, yeah but that is following the narrative. They need people. Is that really so? Or is that the narrative of the lazy corporatist uh, big company owner says, yeah, I want cheap labor and I don't want to pay uh, government uh, regulation taxes and all that stuff and well, just I get... Can, I don't know. I could see that families are just smaller. I mean, and then again, like James says, that's all that's the, right. that gets involved. But, you know, the yeah, but, but, it, but that, okay, but that is, that is, and what, what are the youth, like the what are the youth are there, doing? You know? Yeah, what are the youth doing? Where, where are their, you know, uh, where's but, their initiative to participate? You know, they, they want to work for Google, they want to work for some tech company, like they think, they think they're somehow above these, um, these menial, so-called menial, menial labor that, jobs, which it's just that, shit, shit has to get done. Shit needs to be done. Like, you know, apples got to be harvested, you know, vegetables got to be relying on the idea we live in a demand-driven society, and we don't. We live in an offer-driven society. Doesn't matter if you've got, like we talked about all the difficulties that farmers have of how many apples they've got to actually make because they've got to, how many they sell because they sell straight to the. I mean, these logistics involved here with getting food across the country and everything. Yeah, so you're all part of a massive chain. You can't. It's it's just in time logistics. You've got to. It's got to be there and it's got to be ready when it needs to be ready. And you've got to know how many. And you've got to have the people in to pick when you've got to pick. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, but but, but what would happen? What would happen in a natural situation? That even in the case that there are too few people who want to work in uh, agriculture or whatever, in, in, in jobs that are now filled in by immigrants, like in my case in Germany, uh, like uh, hairdressers, I mean, there's no... Uh, <laughs> Uh, problem with hairdressers. I mean, German people can uh, touch your hair as well oh, as children. <laughs> well, but kids, but, kids. But like, what kids, would kids happen so... is is that things would normally naturally move into a situation. Okay, that the local hairdresser just makes more because there's less competition. That is a natural capitalistic uh, situation. Well, but but what I, my point is like kids are so obsessed with their smartphones and their Facebooks and Instagrams, they don't realize the value in hard labor. They're they're like okay, 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 good. Take out the immigrants, and then the um, smartphone, uh, the iPhone, which is now costing already too much, uh, one thousand dollars, would cost suddenly five thousand dollars because there's no one backing up the work uh, to produce that phone. I mean, wouldn't there be a natural flow into people 
actually wanting to do the jobs that are now taken on by immigrants or uh, offshore uh, accounts in, in China and all that, right? And um, it would be the natural flow of of it's not natural. Ah, there's not natural in humanity anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that's, that's and and there's not, and full not of the natural people. Well, I just, I find that there's a. I'm fascinated by the parallel with. Um, Brexit and the Trump phenomenon that's happening simultaneously in the UK and America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where with Trump, you know, we want to build a wall, we want to keep all the brown people out or whatever. That's the whole narrative. And then with Brexit, we got to get out, you know. <laughs> the, we don't need the to UK. build a wall. We, we got the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UK doesn't need a wall, but it's the same sort of mentality where, like, there's there's something happening there. There, there no, is no, no, of... no, no, no. It's a different mentality because in Europe, what happens is you have a European Union, which is a super state built on top of the states that were there. I mean, the British state, of course, it's all. Uh, relying on the royalty and the monarchy and all that stuff, that's bad enough. But to build a super state on top of that and uh, denying the people of Britain to decide anything in their own borders, I think that is wrong. And that is the case in America. You don't have a, a NAFTA. Okay, you have NAFTA, but it's not a super state built on top of the U.S. What are you going to say, Kel? Oh, sorry. I was just thinking there, like it's mad how they, how they've strung that Brexit shit out, man. Yeah. Will we leave or will we not? Well, she's going in tomorrow for talks on maybe leaving, and then yeah. on Tuesday, it's like that. When, it's a real soap opera, isn't it? And now they're so talking about on. putting it off until like June or July, right? Like the. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's like going by the rules of voting for things. What's it like? Do you know what I mean? It's how could anybody? I mean, I say that every time. How could anybody vote again? <laughs> they do. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing was the Scottish referendum, right? Well, that was hilarious <laughs> because oh because they they so called decided to separate from the UK, but not from the European Union. I mean, so you decide. Oh. Separate from a small state, but you decide to stay inside a the yeah, super no, state, no. right? They're just, they just do these things for, it noise everybody up. There's no really any right or reason to it. See, like, when they're doing that and then it was running up to it and all of a sudden they just started saying, oh, if Scotland leave the UK, we won't be able to use money anymore. <laughs> Should have been, okay, that's brilliant, then we'll try that. Out. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, let's be Kelly. I mean, in the end, the, the English, they only care, not, not the regular English people, but the the people who, are, who have a little bit of power, they care only about the Scottish oil and gas. I've no idea, because I've been. Yeah, that is the thing. I mean, that, that is. 
what's driving all world politics is of course resources i mean we we talk about uh, hoaxes politics and all that stuff but you cannot you cannot hoax <laughs> an oil field right i mean that is real that's tangible so that, they don't they don't want to lose that I part that. or see where they find a lot of oil and gas that's the part if you find part. oil and gas that's a doom for a country that's what i think it is like doom they're never going to see anything of it they're going to have your sort of water and that polluted, I think, tends to happen. It's not like um, that's happened here or now, but there's just no benefit from it. And uh, I, I'm not sure what it's even, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, interesting. What relevance it has to average people at all, absolutely zero. You know what I mean? <laughs> Politics is the same. Apart from just that noising up thing, that's all I see it doing. That's about it. It doesn't make sense. They don't stick to the, their own rules. And it's just a waste of time, man. But that's a lot of people are like that. Just don't take anything to do with it. Like more people than that do, I think, in here in this country. Yeah, but but in this Brexit thing, there are different voices, and what I see is most. I don't even believe them happen most of the time. All right, so yeah, but 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 that is all irrelevant, right? I mean, people are going by propaganda; they're deciding on. Yeah, of course, they're of course, of course. Deciding anything, nobody's deciding shit. It's just a big. Yeah, but 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 that, that is that's the problem. I, I mean, the fact that Alex Jones um, uses the the terminology problem reaction reaction solution doesn't mean that problem reaction solution is compromised. Alex Jones is compromised, of course. No, but th that's the same thing with this Brexit thing. Uh, the 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 narrative is compromised by propagandists who want to spin their own agenda and so, but that doesn't mean that opposition to the European Union is a bad thing, or a dishonest thing. It is. It is a good thing. It is good to oppose some Polish or Czech or whatever Greek or whatever kind of bureaucrats in Brussels who want to decide about what is happening in your area in Scotland, which is a part of the of the UK. That is bad. Yeah, the Scottish independence referendum was uh, referendum was 2014, and that that was pre Brexit, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So, yeah, and the and the narrative, you know, oh, not the twist, because it was the uh, the stay together campaign that said stay with us and then stay in Europe. You know, if you leave, you'll leave Europe too. Stay in Europe. Come, come on, Europe yeah, is so, coming. No, the, the English was, the English sorry, was sorry, saying sorry. to the Scots, stay with I us, know. stay in the union, and you'll stay in Europe. But language is important. I mean, don't uh, use the same 
propagandized language as these people are using because they Europe is geography. Europe is a continent. Is Isn't it though that uh, the elephant in the room is the city of London? Absolutely. Always, yeah, that's always a bit the case. I, you know, I said that when I went to get my, I went, I thought, well, I have a look what you have to do to get a German passport. What I thought was interesting is you had to um, sign away your privacy rights. Wow. Yeah. So that, you know, Wow. Germany you... is pretty good at privacy. Right. Well, yeah. It really is the case. You know, the police can't see what the doctor sees and the doctor can't see yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is good. I'm it's surprising. And um, you have to sign those away if you want. Uh, yeah. Mm. And you have to be insured. That's the other thing as well. Yeah, and this is, I mean, this EU laws about the biometric passport and all that. But the thing is, the thing is, opposing <laughs> a bigger state, I mean, opposing your own state is one thing, but opposing a bigger state, which is ruled by people who are completely you not of that? your culture, not of your language not of your uh, local community environment i think that uh, opposing that is a really good thing and no matter how other people spin it into some propaganda bullshit that doesn't matter opposing that in the sense that brexit means leaving the european union i think is a great thing and that every european nation should do the same Next year, yeah, so Brexit. Yeah, if you vote, they matter if you vote, uh, yes or no, or they, they just uh, done it there anyway, like what they've done. Um, it's of course, mental. of course, yeah, but nice. at least there is good. talk about it. At least, oh, no, no, that's no good, man. That's no good. Yeah. Who wants to talk about it? Just get the fuck out if you're getting out, like the folk tell you to do. But they, it's just mental. Made a hunk about it. I actually get noised up by them, like. <laughs> Just I mean, at, at least you have that discussion going on in the UK. I mean, in Holland, <laughs> which, uh, I mean, we thing. voted against the fucking European constitution and we uh, were, together with the Irish, were the only countries that did and, and won a, a no against the European constitution. And then it was replaced by the Lisbon Treaty. and. Uh, it was just passed like uh, without any popular vote and uh, <laughs> i don't believe in voting and all that this is not the point at least there is a certain type of opposition against uh, structures that are there to control people and if you don't believe that the european union is there to control you come on you, you have to wake up really no, but something, something's got, something's going to be there. That's the problem. I mean, I don't kind of, I can't believe but, in but something. It, hang on, let me, let me talk. Hang on, guy. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. something has got to be there, right? There's going to no. be. You get, hey, hey, you get rid of one control structure, and you will mm -hmm. have to replace it with another, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to know that the demon that you're getting rid of is worse than the demon you're going to replace it with, because sometimes it's the other way around. So I'm okay, just saying, okay. by, but you, got, you seem to have a very deep-seated, I can understand it, I understand the passion for it, so you're very deep-seated, 
I mean, that would mean actually the states in America should start succeeding one by one. Oh, please. Yes. Oh, please. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yes. So you've got a deep-seated... Yes. Where, where's this come from? What is this? This is a deep sort of it, revolutionary it, 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 spirit that, 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 that sits in the heart coming. of your it, breast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it, where, where does it come from? It comes from the realization that people want to organize each other in communities uh, voluntarily, so that is against statism, which is involuntarily. And there is nothing wrong with organizing yourself in a community voluntarily. There's nothing wrong with that. That's right. The problem is when other people are uh, trying to exercise their power and uh, actually violence over you. And um, that's the thing with Europe. I mean, Europe is or was so great because it was a patchwork of different cultures and different nations that shifted borders all the time because of wars and because of different cultures and languages and all that. I mean, look at fucking Belgium, which is not a country at all, but there is the European Union uh, located, right? And so, but the thing is opposing the bigger beast is always better than just, I mean, it, I don't understand your fatalism, Matty. I don't understand <laughs> why, why you say, okay, yeah, it, it, it's what it is. It is how it is. Just accept it. No, that is, yeah. that is the wrong I no, attitude. I just, I, no, I don't just accept it. No, but I know I've got to weave my wiry way through it that I can't take it on head on. And I've got to know how, if I do take it on, how to take it on. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. What I can, and then, you know, what can you change and what you can't change? Yeah. And all, you know, so, and then there's my own personal, you know, the whole personal aspect of, you know, surviving. Right? Okay. Okay. L L L L been, you know, there's always been an empire. It's, I mean, the Germans. Yeah. And great, that is, you know, how that is, that is, that right? is relying on fatalism. That is relying on, yeah, well, it has always been the case. It, it's not true. It's not I true. I don't, I don't think. It's I, I don't think. I, I don't think Maddie's arguing for like you know dilution of European culture. He's just dealing with the reality day to day on the ground. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, but, but he's taking comfort in what is happening, and that is, I think, is a wrong attitude. Sorry to say it. Well, what do you, what would you have me do? The, you know, I feel like I what have you done? What have you done for the cause? Yeah. I'm not demanding anything, but at least opposing it is the first step you can do. Well, that's my problem. My problem is <laughs> I've seen firsthand in micro, in micro events, in micro, like the, the squatted street I was, or in, in you know, macro events, I've seen, the, the, you know, great ideals come along and people get swept up with it. And then what, yeah. takes, what takes over is worse than what you had before. And then they want their fucking old king back, you know? And it's like, and then the whole thing just goes on and on and on. And it's like, and revolution doesn't seem to... But, but revolution in all... Is, is, is a, as we know, revolution is used... Uh, used it's a continual you know you were talking about uh, the poor hegelian and his mis kind of represented uh you know 
theorem or whatever yeah but the dialectic yeah, yeah right but, so, but, but so that's always been happening revolution has been part of the was you know as, as we're on this site it's not part of the the british empire and the way that they controlled you know and where they could use and all sorts of things how they could get into countries how they can we know all these stories right so i mean how you but, gonna, if you've got all but, this conspiracy in, theory if you've got all this stuff there right and i mean if you and the history and all of it right yeah so mm. you've got a box clever haven't you so you know so well, if you take a, if you take the idea of like ethno nationalism to the extreme, then logically all the American people should move I want back. To run for me. I no, want but to that is the thing. I am not. I am not saying eth ethno nationalism is no, no, no. I no, it's I know cultural. You're not. I'm just, it's cultural. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's Col the thing. I mean, I mean, an, a Mexican or a uh, a Ghana a Ghanaian. How you say that? A Kenyan uh, guy who comes into the U.S. and embraces the culture of a village in in fucking Ohio or whatever, and feels American and wants to be part of that. That is a that that is not a problem. It's not about ethnicity. It's not about race. It's not about religion. It's about culture, and culture is real. Culture is. I mean, I yeah, live. I agree. Yeah. Passionate. Right? I mean, I, 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 am, I am not a Catholic. I'm not a Catholic. I live in a Catholic country. I am uh, doing my best to speak Spanish. My Spanish is pretty good, uh, just like my English. Um, and I am integrating into the society. And I would be opposed to people coming in here from whatever country or whatever. No, and, and and saying yeah now every woman should wear uh, headscarves or like uh, Muslim uh, things or Dutch people uh, everyone should be at, if we have an appointment at four o'clock everybody should be there at four o'clock that is not how it works in Colombia because if you have an appointment at four o'clock people uh, uh, come there at uh, four thirty five o'clock that, that's how it, that's how it is and I adapt to that culture and that is my job because i'm i'm an immigrant so i need to adapt to that culture i'm not there to op uh, impose my idea about my culture on other people and that is the, the thing it's about culture and that is why um i i i see the point uh, of kelly and of matty and of you uh, james that um, there is a narrative and propaganda that you have to do uh, like A or B, and that is mostly related to um, ethnicity and, and white genocide and all that bullshit. But it's not about that. It's about culture, and culture is real. If I can't well, go to Ohio or to uh, Wisconsin or to Scotland, I have to... There's hardly any go. difference go. between the culture here. Oh well you can look at the kid on stuff if you want. Talking about that like bagpipes and shit. Like that means nothing, you know. I mean the television, the media that's coming through it, the tele like the shows and that it's a global culture we're talking about now that's wiping out the fucking lot. All the yeah. uh, Cultures in the countries are gone, man. Yeah, well, and, 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 and do you want do, do you want to accept that, or do you want to stand up well, to well, that? Well, some, well, some of them survive. Some, happened, of them, some of them survive. Yeah, some, some adapt. Some survive. Um, you know? 
some a wee bit, but like, uh, what's the point in fighting for this shit that we've got there now? Like, I, I don't, I don't value it to be honest. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I mean, take the example in the European Union, there were uh, French, French and Danish cheese farmers who produced cheese from un. Pasteurized, how do you say it? Pasteurized milk for centuries, and they produced that cheese all the time, and there was no problem whatsoever. And then the European Union came in, and they said, "No, yeah, no, that's not possible anymore. No, you, you need to pasteurize." And and then their culture of their own cheese making was gone because they were not abiding to the rules of the European Union. I mean, these people were doing no harm to anyone. They were producing good cultural products. Um, and they are um, oppressed by an outside force, which has nothing to do with their bureaucrats living in uh, Brussels for big salaries and so I mean, there is... I cannot understand how you... Um, one... Um, uh, go along with that, or be uh, to um, uh, not be opposed to that. I would be opposed to that. Oh, jeez, I definitely. And that doesn't mean. It's the EU. What I'm saying is, it's the EU, or it's the Germans, or it was the the, the, the Reich, the, the Reich, whatever. Right in the last hundred years, it would have been someone taking advantage of someone else and and extorting some money in some way or some form, you know. And some and there are always things like you say we we you know we do little things. Yeah, here, but but the realization. <laughs> but you, yeah, but you the to, realization you know, of that force that outside force that is always there doesn't mean that you have to go along with it no, no of you probably not. push it back of course like, what's a non-violent that shit i hate yeah, that man. there are ways, there I, are I mean, ways I mean, of winning we... your thing if you if you but you can't take it on like head on completely you can you can take it on you know in small areas. i mean if we would go just be transhumanist bullshit uh, things right I mean, like a new world order agenda. I'm not not scared of it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Give me that false eye and I can kind of... (laughs) Come on, come ahead. Exactly where you are, Gaia, right? (laughs) I'll read your mind with my super goggles. (laughs) And then I'll know what you're going to say and then I'll be prepared. (laughs) Yeah, no, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the agenda played out. Well, here I must say it's not so much uh, as far as I can understand because I sat, I sat in the in the airport in in England last time I was there because we were thinking I was thinking about this gender thing, and I sat there and watched all these people coming up the stairs into the into the foyer, you know, and I thought this place has never looked so ordinary. All the men look like men. All the women look like women. It was so not fucking gender mixed, you know. The seventies was risk more risky than this. It was like they, they were all the women were wearing skirts and had long hair. The men had short hair and beards. 
you know, and the young people even more so, you know, it was like so fucking normal. It was unbelievable. And I sat there and I thought, well, come on, there's got to be a freak come up the stairs sometime. I uh, come on. No fucking freaks. <laughs> no one fucking freak. Oh. I thought, shit, I'm the only one here. <laughs> well, um, actually, actually uh, it's a good entry because I wanted to talk about that because yesterday night we were watching TV in my home and uh, I'm really opposed to it, but we have uh, an antenna that receives TV and there was a, um, there's a show uh, Sunday, it's a comedy show. It, it's a little bit like David Letterman, but a little bit more funny. I mean, uh, guests sit on a couch and they interview them, right? Um, and there was a woman on the couch, and then my wife asked, "Do you think that woman is beautiful?" And I was like, ah. "I said to her, yeah, she she looks fake. She 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 plays a role and so." And then she said, "She is a man." <laughs> and I I was. Uh, with all the transvestigation I've done, <laughs> I, I, no, 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 I, 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 uh, I was surprised that it was a man. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you know, all the, all the mystery, all the transvestigation uh, stuff. Something um, just, just I mean, like Sandra Bullock looked someone, more yeah. like a man than this, or a man. And then the whole show was later on about that it, yeah i feel like a woman and now i have my um in the catholic country that colombia is right on mainstream tv right so um mm. it was pretty uh pretty something for a conservative country as colombia uh, but it was all accepted and everyone was applauding and it was and and yeah, if someone really <laughs> feels like a woman and wants to be a woman, it's fine. I think it's wrong to impose it to children at five years old. I think that is wrong, and that you shouldn't do that. But if someone really is feeling like a woman and wants to be a woman, okay, okay, that's your personal choice. But you shouldn't um, impose your personal choice onto other people. It used to be an old joke, you know, that, that it used to be that I wrote this when I was a little girl, you know, or something, you know, I wrote <laughs> this when I was Lumberjack black. song. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. I wish I was a girly, just like my dear papa. <laughs> oh, sorry, Greg. I was yeah, the English have been doing it since Elizabeth, Elizabethan times, you know, so, hey. Yeah, look, I think it's funny. I think um, there's something really funny about a guy dressed up as a woman, but like, no, I can obviously not convince him much, but the ones that are just like, I don't know, with beards and shit. Yeah, the Spanish, <laughs> the Spanish have this big festival somewhere in Spain, and they're all the big guys with the beards. They all get dressed up like very feminine clothes, and yeah. Like a through the Mardi Gras or something like that. I Quite a few do it here in, uh, during carnival the, the, as well. There is like um, uh, uh, El Fotografo de Mauthausen, which is a movie I just saw, where the guys. <laughs> Um, of course, in the camp in Mauthausen, they uh, dress up like women and then have to, um, uh, uh, how do you say, entertain the uh, the Nazi soldiers who are looking like, what the fuck is happening here? 
Yeah, but the whole Nazi thing is about re- repressed homosexuality anyway, isn't it? Uh, you know, the main thing is we look oh, cool, oh, yes. fucking amazing yes. uniforms. Look at my hairstyle. Yeah. Wait, I mean, they, 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 they picked Hugo, Jewish boss, as, as their main uh, uh, <laughs> designer, right? I mean, yeah. Dong. Yeah, but you know, these these haircuts are really in these days. You know, this kind of like shaved, shaved this this sort of bit of a mop top, but shaved around the uh, the top of the neck and the back of the head. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Men's hair is mental at the moment. I think. Like this beard thing and that's kind of like what the fuck is this something? You know, when you see it, it's like uh, I don't know. You think the people? I get an impression that they're like. Yes, I've got a beard. I'm individual, but then you're like, no, nah, man. There's loads of folk doing that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? The beard thing. It's kind of like a what's it called? A, the the guy from Cuba. It's like his beard is fashionable right now. Well, the guys from Cuba. Fidel, a Fidel beard. Fidel Castro. Yeah, like his one of his like his beard. It's a trendy thing. Yeah, it Aye. is. Yeah, the big beard. Huh? It's, it's back. Aye. All these young guys, oh, yeah. like, yeah. like, like marks and and things. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't like, look hipsters. like marks, but I have a beard, uh, guys. Come on. Oh, yeah. Have you really? Yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. I've got a beard. I've got a beard, but I've never been to a hairdresser to you know style it for me. <laughs> it's like... You have to get your beard oil. Oh yes, yes. Stay soft. Gotta get that beard oil. <laughs> but you uh, know, they're, they're difficult because once you get you get once you get a bit of hair, it's really difficult to stop playing with. It's not a it's not a fashion statement. It's not a fashion it's a statement. It's, like a it's it's more of a it's for me. It's, it's like an economical yeah. thing because yeah, it's, yeah. it's more it's more expensive yeah. to shave and buy That's shaving true. products than. Yeah. To just grow your fucking beard and trim it with scissors every yeah, now and right. then. Yeah, just trim it. Yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean shaving is shit, shaving is costly. I mean, I that shit adds up. Yeah. Well, uh, for, for me, it's a fashion statement because <laughs> I, st- I, 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 I state I am not a woman. It's nothing. What <laughs> <laughs> he needs a few hormones. <laughs> And you know, and women yeah, start I, growing I, hair; they just pull it out as soon as you see it. You know. Can you prove that? Can you prove that you're not a woman? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, in public, you cannot show your dick. So, I, yeah, I show my beard instead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's a fetish, <laughs> and you play with it all the time. Once you got a beard, yeah, yeah, I'm playing with it right now. <laughs> oh yeah, you're so much more intellectual when you can stroke your beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Long enough, you can do it, and you want underwear, man? Can you know? I, I mean, at least with your beard, you can play in public. With the other thing, you cannot. <laughs> No, not outside Amsterdam. You can't do that. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, you're painting Amsterdam like everybody is playing with their um, Dutch quoting quoting Hans Steven, the clicking dicks in in Holland. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, welcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we have the clicking dicks from from Holland. <laughs> and you can <laughs> obviously feel like going to one side and the other, like I mean, like curtains. And tonight. <laughs> If you have if you haven't to to that, that part of Hans Steven, he he does a Scottish accent and he oh. he says the clicking dicks. I mean, it's really funny. Really. What's that thing I see once? The puppet that, uh, penis. Have you ever seen that? What what what? The, 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 the clicking dicks from from Holland. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Have you ever seen the puppet penis people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, stuff that, yeah. It, yeah. It's mental, man. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I've not seen it, but I've heard about it. Yeah. Make it's the, this? Um, it can make two the guys. Eiffel Tower, everything. It has things. What is that? Uh, yeah, it's a show and they use their penises as puppets. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah. And you saw, so it's so dark, and there's a little stage, and all you can see are these two penises, and uh, and they and they, they and they put hats on them and things and, <laughs> and do sketches, like like an erect penis or what? No, 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 no. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe that's the piece de resistance. At some point <laughs> the... I don't know. Eh? No, I haven't seen it. I've only heard about it. But that would be obviously the the climax, so to speak, of the entire. <laughs> the encore. I went to a I went to a, a feminist porn uh meeting once yeah that was fucking amazing in amsterdam where else yeah. and, and then, okay and and it was uh, that was incredible because i remember the was on the panel as well and they were saying so in holland now it's this very big talking point that they have banned the showing of bestiality and we see this as an infringement of our rights and we're having this debate <laughs> Oh, Are you wow. talking about this a lot in Germany? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. You know, this we, is amazing. We, we, we still like our our coffee, our guinea pigs. I can tell you another thing, Kelly. You're right. You're right about pornography because there was, and then at one point there was this. They showed a film, and there was the director there, the question answers, and this um, girl who's I don't know where she was from. She wasn't from Holland, and she put up her hand. She said she was a porn star, and she said. Mm. She said, "What is going on here? Nobody's you watch porn and nobody masturbates. You've you've become desensitized. You don't wow. you don't you know you know you don't. It doesn't you know you can watch mm. it all here now as a group. Like watching extenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might as well. Yeah, and it's like you were saying. So the, the more porn there is, the less you know, yeah. the more desensitized you become to the whole thing. You know. Yeah. When you and think about Victorian men being turned on by glimpses of ankles. You know." <laughs> <laughs> my friend, my Persian friend Davud he used to say, "You know the uh, in in Iran then, yeah, with the with the whole I can't, I can't remember the name now. Even though I've used it, yeah, Revolution. the whole kibbutz, yeah. No, they'd have these black robes on the girls, you know, completely covered, yeah. <laughs> if they liked you, they'd give you a flash. They'd give you a flash. Let let me tell you, I've been to Iran. And these these Persian women are fucking hot. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they like you. They give you a flash. Go from one extreme to the next. You're probably like walking around blind for a, bit, for a couple of seconds. You know, especially if you, ah, you're a young man in such a situation. Oh, <laughs> it's one extreme to the other. See, with me, we don't even consider what's going on half the time. And it, like David says, you can always attract. You know, anyone that is attractive, you can spot them, even if they're walking around in a sack. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I mean, going from Iran to Colombia, I mean, the women here are pretty proud of their femininity. Yeah, right. All Spanish, all Spanish. Thing. I mean, that's the whole thing. I lived in Lanzarote, and and the, the girls, you know, you come out at ten o'clock, and the girls go down the street. Oh and come on! Right. No, no, no. Spanish women are are pigs compared to what you see. No, these girls, sure, these girls were sure lovely girls, but what I got the feeling was they they knew it and they wanted a bit of admiration, you know? And it was like kind of, mm. and you, you, you looked at them. Yeah, yeah they played, they, they were, played. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right, I look good and, and they'd be insulted if you didn't take notice of them. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that is the feminine weapon. And that is well, no, nothing I wrong. I felt, hey, come and, on. Didn't you feel the same, guy when you got dressed yeah, up in your I'll, tight I'll, pants I'll, and went out on the town? <laughs> didn't you think, hey, I'm okay? <laughs> come on, you didn't, you know? Didn't you do exactly the same feelings, you know? <sighs> Look at me. Uh, in in <laughs> my uh, costumes I have uh, done, yeah. you know the photos. Um, I, I mean, of course, of course. I mean, that is, and that is, there's not, I mean, I talked to my... Um, um so-called gazelle in german you know what it means right you mean apprentice like or your your oh no your, what? your gazelle your your colleague your friend your, no what really yeah, gazelle means all sorts of things gazelle can also no be... no no gazelle in in german means fuck buddy oh well That's your colleague <laughs> yeah yeah i mean sorry you were married for 55 million years uh uh, Matty, but no, uh, gazelle in German means fuck buddy. I mean, never, never heard the booty call woman, right? And no, uh, I was with um, this uh, Colombian woman, and she was an engineer and worked in pretty high up uh, engineering and in oil companies and all that. And uh, she used her feminine sexuality a lot to her. Um, uh, benefit and there is nothing wrong with it and that is true what's so-called feminism right i mean it's using your own femininity <laughs> to get what you want and there's nothing wrong Kelly, with it the right feminist man they fucking hate femi uh, femininity she told me literally i hate feminism i hate feminism the, the, yeah. the femi and a feminism true woman, woman, a woman does. Kelly, That's you are a true woman. Because a true but, woman. But it doesn't, but it's just a big, like, it's a ploy. It's not like it a, is. Like, yeah, so I don't like and, it. And many uh, women not, not do recognize it. Do it's recognize it as women. such. Yeah. yeah. Many women, women do recognize it. It is dehumanizing the woman. Yeah. I mean, everyone talks about, yeah, it's against men. No, it's against women. Just like, just like, just like. I don't think. You know what I mean? If, like, there's a thing and a on men, women will feel that. 
if there's an attack on women, men will feel it. So it's just kind of like, he's doing that, it kind of detracts a wee bit. It's like, it's just fucking everybody getting attacked as usual. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh-huh. And it's no, horrible. It, 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 it's, it's like the, the narrative about uh, Muslim women covering their, their hair because otherwise uh, men uh, will jump onto it. Oh, that is not that is not degrading women, or well, it is degrading women, but it's more degrading men, and that is not what this talks about. But uh, it 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 point it's it paints the picture. Men, like, men if, if, like, if women see if men see hair, then they become <laughs> some kind of rapist and want to right. uh, jump onto a woman. So it's very anti-man. This this whole Muslim uh, idea. Yeah, it's been and, a lot, the whole narrative. Yeah, the Muslim yeah, guys like, uh, have got hair America, in their faces, not yeah. like usually a lot of the time. They're, they're beardy kind of people. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. What did you say, Kelly? I'm saying they're they're very beardy people. Um, Muslims generally, if you know what I mean. <laughs> we're back to facial. We're talking about yeah. we're talking about beardy. Beardiness. <laughs> yeah, everybody's getting beardy, isn't they? Strange. Getting beardy, right? It's because of Star Wars and things. They want to be the beardy heroes rather than the... Oh, beardy heroes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, for me, it's more like James. I mean, it's, it's more convenient. Like it's it. just economical. It's the logical yeah, choice uh, for... Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's funny, like in America, like a lot of these, you know, uh, college age girls, they wear yoga pants out in, in public just everywhere. But yeah, but it's like, yeah, OK, I'm wearing yoga pants, but don't look at my ass, you know, <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, oh, you're checking me out. Oh, you're going to comment on my butt. Well, screw you. Moustache. You know? Bring back yeah. the moustache. <laughs> no, I, 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 don't, I don't mind that, uh, James, as long as they're not. Oh, yeah, but so it's not It's not I for can't... you. It's not for you. It's for them. It's for them to tell. It's, it's for them to show you what a misogynist you are because you want to look at their ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's why women wear makeup and high heels. Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, as long as you're not kind of, you know, got your nose up a cheek bum, you're fine. It's usually okay. You've got to be sort of. <laughs> I mean, you want to get really far out. I used to think about these things. I used to, you know. I, I, I mean, I mean, if, her... if, if you walk down the street, right? You walk in, you see a very attractive, whatever person that's sort of person that attracts you, and you start having sexual fantasies about that person, or even just quick pictures, you know. No, but I mean, it is. It is. It is actually. It is. It is. It is for you. It is for the observer. But also, they want to like take that high-minded perspective of saying, "Well, no, you can't look at my butt because you're you're <laughs> just a misogynist, you know, patri- uh, uh, a tool of patriarchy." <laughs> but I mean, they're like it, it's self-empowering. They're like, "Oh, I'm empowered because I'm doing this," you know. In in Holland we have a That's saying, yeah, harassments, yeah, harassments, um, ends with the fetus. We've got saying here, 
touch my bum and I'll phone the police on you. <coughs> oh, I'm only joking. I didn't know that. Got one here too. But my thought was, I was thinking then, oh, in some etheric world, yeah, would that mm. be would that be classified as some sort of transgression, sort of rape? And then as I, it's happened more and more as I got older because I got less kind of I was less kind of you know hormonal sort of running after my dick half the time. Um, I started to notice that wasn't me. You know, I'd walk past a woman and something would flash in my head a picture, and that wasn't me. That you know, right. You try to externalize your own feelings now, right? No, I think I, I've got, I think I've got a good judge of my inner world. I watch my inner uh, world. Behaviors, lot, yeah. you're really, uh, yeah, I think you do, yeah. quite, quite willing to admit when I'm generating the, the, yeah, the yeah, images. Yeah. <laughs> and then I notice that, no, sometimes I'm not generating them. That means they're coming from the other source, you know. So, And is this, what is this? And then I noticed, this is interesting, I've had talks to, you know, this guy, Solar, Solar Copycat, who's that shepherd out in Greece and things. And he says when he gets in touch with the, with his animals, when he's kind of like he takes his animals down, he can get them to turn with a turn of his shoulder and things. So when he's actually really in touch with them, he gets a slight sort of erotic sort of sexual buzz. What? Yeah. And it's got nothing to do with thinking, what are you saying? Is he called Wilhelm Reich? Or? No, I'm saying it's an indication. <laughs> <that he's> said, <laughs> it's the body giving you an indication of some sort of connection right? right it doesn't necessarily be sexual but that's maybe the only language you've got yeah yes. it's a domination submission thing yeah i mean uh, my cat i mean i had a female cat for 15 years so yeah i'm not sure i want to know the end of this story. <laughs> I mean, i'm not sure where this is going uh, no 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 nothing's wrong but yeah I mean, you've seen the picture of a few psychopaths, and she, she was actually very um, jealous of my of one of my ex-girlfriends because she she hissed at her when she came into the room <laughs> because she was a threat to her and me. And I Daya, you lied to me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. No, 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 no sexual getting. What the fuck, man? No, but uh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before I, 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 I get known cat fiddler. That's where you got that picture now with a thumbs up. And with the one finger. Didn't you have a cat in a picture with a cat with a one finger up or something? Wasn't that you? Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, psychopath. I will post it. Fuck you and your girlfriend. <laughs> That's you right. Lying. I mean, she was amazing. <laughs> now I get your Dutch so humor. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, yeah, yeah. I shared this story before, so it's no news, but. She was literally sitting on the bedside when my, me and my ex-girlfriend were making out. Watching. <laughs> so you've traumatized the cat. <laughs> I don't know. but It's no wonder she's doing things like that. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe she was expecting, when is he going to do that to me? Uh, no, thank you. I, <laughs> been, I thought I was some sort of child replacement. Not what's going on here? <laughs> well, I, I saw her being born, so. Oh, you go. Did she see you very quickly, too? Sorry? Yeah, I suppose that's, yeah, I suppose like this wild cats would do the same thing. And... She was born on the 4th of July. So you no, actually, the, the, actually, the 4th of July when Independence Day came out, 1994. So what did you call her? I call her Prul. <laughs> which, which, yeah. which means garbage in Dutch. Okay, in, in German it's the bin. And the toilet, Klo. It's the toilet. Okay, Prul. P-R-U-L. Oh, oh Prul. Okay, Prul. Prul. Yeah, yeah. That, that means... It means garbage or mm. or like a cheap um, gift you get from someone and yeah. it's like fucking, it's worth nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. This is how you call pro. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the, 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 the garbage well, bin, the garbage bin is called Prullenbuck. Yeah, poor cat. So you start off by naming her garbage. And then you say, no wonder she hated you. No <laughs> wonder. It's, I tell you what, this is a common psychological trope. What you do to your cats is what's being done to you. Right? Yeah, it's true. Tell, yeah. And tell the story. So, so you've got to ask yourself now, ah, so, yeah, well, well, well you did, actually. You did say that. You, did, uh, you had a difficult relationship with your parents. So they called you. What did they, what's your real name, Gaia? Come on. <laughs> so no, I'm not going to disclose that. <laughs> okay. It's, it's too rare. It's too rare. It's okay. I understand. I had a cat uh, who was black and white, and I named her Ko, which is the Dutch word for cow, I believe. Koo. Oh, Koo. 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 Blood a Koo. Yeah, nice. Like the typical, what I call Dutch cows, but apparently they're Holstein cows, so they're not Dutch, they're German. You see, once again, you've come to the truth of the matter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you fucking Germans, you always try to uh, uh, pin us down, you fucking anti-Semitic, uh, you are destroying our people. Oh, wow. <laughs> These stereotypes control the world, and you know this. I do not. Uh, we we are not controlling the world. The Germans are controlling the world. Of course, of course, of course. Mahatma is here. Yeah, no. Oh, really? Hey. Well, yeah. Hold hey. on, I'm going to land. Yeah. Actually, actually, cats are controlling the world with toxoplasmosis. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cats run everything. Yeah, cats are uh, really amazing. I love cats. And my <laughs> wife hates cats. So <laughs> You've always got this. You've yeah, always got this. Yeah. The yeah. cat problem. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, have, I have a jaguar on my wall. The only cat I can, I'm allowed to have. Here's my hat, more. Yay. I'll just put my wee off there. Oh, we can talk about some punk. Uh, I mean, uh, it's still, uh, sorry. Uh, it's still
continuing about cats, did you watch the video where a jaguar takes on a crocodile? I mean, it is amazing. No, I have not seen this. Yeah, it's National Geographic, so it's all staged. Let's say, no, it's not staged. Yeah, is it CGI? Cut and edited, you know. It's not staged and it's not CGI. It's just, I mean, they present it. I mean, they they take one thousand hours of video and then one one instance. Uh, that's how it goes, right? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jaguar taking on a crocodile. It's pretty cool. Jaguar versus crocodile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the name. I mean, jaguars are fucking awesome beasts, really. I'm I'm looking for my photo. It's a, yeah, I mean, they're not afraid to swim, like you know. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah. Little house cats, they're they don't like water, <laughs> but this jaguar doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will post my like, photo from my uh, my uh, right now. It's a jaguar. Yeah. And jaguars, chameleons, and sloths are my favorite animals. <laughs> yeah, sloths. Yeah, sloths are fucking <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> I love sloths. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god cool. look at that jaguar he oh my god i'm watching the jaguar right now <laughs> holy fuck he just sneaks up behind that crocodile and just fucking murders him yeah. that's awesome where have you put it that is amazing <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's great great so what do you have to do? How did you find that? You have to put in Jaguar versus, did you just Google Jaguar versus? Yeah, yeah, Jaguar versus sloth. <laughs> or I mean, <laughs> crocodile, not sloth. No, That's a bit mean. Uh, that would be a massacre. That would be a total massacre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to look at that video. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jaguar versus crocodile. <laughs> Voice of Dr. Luke Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luke. Yeah, what a name, Luke Dollar. I mean, I mean, they're they're quite small, but they're very sturdy. They're very strong. <laughs> I mean, really, I would love to have a jaguar. I mean, my father, he used to. Feed uh, young tigers in the zoo where he worked and tigers are cool but jaguars are they're smaller but they're so strong i'd be happy with a budgie man to be honest <laughs> <laughs> oh, i've not got up here it's rubbish my heart must come in, but he's not got a mate. So oh, again. Oh, yeah. He's, he's always... He's always got he used yeah. to have a mic. He he had yeah. a mic up here in the yeah, past. Yeah, but for months, for months already not. No, I talked to him like a couple of years ago. He's in general. <laughs> come into jamming, you're right. <laughs>
How do, can I move him about? Wait, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I can. Ah, man. I think... uh, this video, I'm looking at the video now. There you go. Mahatma, uh, how's it going? He's no got ill. Well, uh, type yeah. You can type. You can type. Where's he typing? Hey, uh, Jaguar uh, from Wales, please pick up. <laughs> Is that your Jaguar in your house? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. They want to, uh, hey, yeah, uh, uh, look at the plant on the, on the right. Uh, how much would you pay for such a plant, such a palm tree? $20. No, <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, I spoke to an American who said $250. So 45 45 You're joking. <laughs> come on. Come on. No, no, no. No, no he, he said $250 in, in the U.S. it would cost. So What? You don't trick me. Yeah. Is that a palm tree? That's like a palm? Yeah. yeah. Can you smoke it? <laughs> <laughs> Why else would you spend so much money on a plant? <laughs> no, no, it, it cost fifteen euros. Fifty with with fifteen with pot. Oh, that's not bad. With pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pot from pot from a pot. Okay, right. Hang on. I've, I've been looking around. I, I haven't got the uh, 15 euros uh, of pot is like a half. Well, here it's like three. <laughs> That's a nice room, that room. I like it. The cat I look so Dutch. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, everything's just, orange. I'm just, I'm just, I mean, it's I don't know. It's orange. It's an orange carpet. <laughs> yeah, it's orange. Orange. Everything's orange. What's that on the ceiling? Is that a balloon or like a disco yeah, ball? Yeah, it, it was the um, um, <laughs> birthday of my wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Well, happy birthday, Guy's yeah. wife. Well, well it is... looks like the Jaggy was going to get that balloon any minute. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, we got the, the parameters front, in, in, James. We can we can figure out where Guy lives. Uh, in the front, you see in the red there in, in the bottom. The rat. The red red R E D You see two pigs fucking. Yeah, this is from Amsterdam. Oh, I can see that. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that an M and M? Is it? Yeah, yeah, next to the M&M, &M. next to the M&M, &M, you, you see two pigs fucking. It's from Amsterdam. No, no, I, I don't see that. No, I can't see The black and red thing. Oh, is, that more, is that Dutch humor? Is that what you're doing there? <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it's a salt and pepper uh, thing you, you buy in Amsterdam. Where's your dab rig? You got a dab rig, dude, man? Yeah, I don't know. A dab rig, you know, for like vaporizing oh, THC wow. oil. No, 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 no. That's a panty. I'm joking. Like joking. <laughs> it looks like you should have a dab rig. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I stopped doing it. That's painful. Yeah, yeah.
No, I don't. I don't smoke weed anymore. I don't smoke weed anymore. I don't smoke weed anymore. Not tonight. <laughs> Not tonight, Josephine. <clears throat> I don't smoke weed anymore, but. Not any less either. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. <laughs> That's a Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> Let's have a wee moment of silence for not notice. Um, uh, I <laughs> Also, another Dutch uh, humor joke is, uh, do you have a girlfriend? No, no, my parents-in-law couldn't get children. It's an incest joke. Jesus Christ. <laughs> incest jokes. Dutch that. jokes, are they? Fuck. <laughs> what is wrong with Dutch people? I, I don't. <laughs> What's right with them? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, for, considering the of rivalry, there aren't many, they don't make jokes about the Dutch over here, you know? They make jokes about... Oh, I've never really heard of a good joke involving a Dutch person. Yeah, you right. You can make one up, though, if you want yeah. it. <laughs> I, call it, I call it a pilt. Person, person I love to hate, or person we love to, you know ridicule pill or something i don't know you just like you can put in anything you can build a joke and then you just put in your preferred target yeah i in germany that would be the polish i guess no not really i mean the polish the the the, the, the stereotype slur about the polish here is that they they'll steal things i right? see i'm, I'm well, it's not so much that they steal things it's like they come you know we've got this this is the great thing that they've got here called spermal um and that means you don't take stuff down the tip when you don't want it. When you get an old cupboard or something, there's a, there are certain appointed days when they come around with a truck, you know. And you Hi, put, that happens here too. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Yeah. And you put everything on the street. Right? And when you're poor, you can furnish your flat with, with spare. Yeah. You, know? you get an old chair, yeah. you get an old table, yeah. everything. It's yeah. brilliant. You just wait for the appointed days. And then you, when you get clever, you figure out where the, the rich people are putting their I, 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 yeah. I did it when I, when I I left all my stuff on the street for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it was right. All IKEA, IKEA stuff. Yeah, great. I, mean, I, I, I couldn't take it to Colombia, so yeah. No. Yeah, right. Just get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, and you can. You know, nowadays it's the internet. You just sort of, you know, yeah, mail <laughs> it, and they tell you the date, and then you stick it outside. And uh, fucking gum tree. Yeah, and there are, you know there are guys go around. There's there's, there's a guy here. He goes around and he's got a trailer on his bike. <laughs> but he's, he knows wow. where everything is. And there are a couple of other guys that might sort of pick up things, you know, they go around with the trucks. And we did it sometimes when we were poor. Oh, we get the truck, we get the, you know, uh, VW bus and go around the spare mills, you know, and see what we can find. Or you get a new practice room, right? You need a table, you need a few things. That's brilliant. It's really easy. You could furnish a house and like a, in fact, you could probably furnish it quite nicely. On that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. If oh, you, yeah. you kind of care, Computer, yeah. the hi-fi, everything. If you know what I mean, because things, it's, it's uh, there's just a quite. A, I don't know if it's a majority, and I like like this country, whatever. I think it is a majority, though. That's just wasteful as fuck, man. Honestly, um, I used to do a, a like fix computers for people sometimes and uh, 
the amount of com- the amount of like people were flinging it out or something. They're, yeah, I just can't. It's just we, we went and got a new one, and you're like, my god, it was like a browser was stuck or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they went and yeah. they totally replaced it already. Oh yeah. Yeah, I lived uh, for a number of years in a university town where every August it would be the student move out. Hunting ground, hunting ground. Oh, God, they would just throw everything into the dumpster. You know, I'd find laptops, furniture, everything. They just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, that's the way that's why you should have boxes for it. Sorry, Kel. Sorry, DR. No, it's like uh, the... There's a university here as well, and it's exactly the same. It's just like these massive uh, containers. There's like real good clothing, everything put in these things. And um, if you're like, if you, you, they would chase you for looking in it or that. And why is things like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, we, it's we mental. Got... Right, we got these things here called give boxes, you know? A skip. Right. Yeah. No, it's, not, skip. No, it's, a, it's called a give box, and it's like a big telephone box. It's made of wood. Right. Yeah, and it's but it's got some shelves shelves on all the walls and a bit of a podest, a little, well, you know, halfway a house and some other places yeah. to put clothes and a, a rail you can hang, and there's usually oh, coat hangers on it, right? So you can go down, you put your books there, you can put clothes there, you know, and I put, like, I'm oh, Cyclone it's great. I mean, it's a really good thing. And I mean, the one down here, so there's always continually, I go down, you know, every now and then put something in it. Sometimes I find something too. It's cool. See, uh, here, they do are kind of like the well, there's loads of the recycling freaking apparatus, you know? And uh, it's kind of like they've, they've actually got like law and regulations on if you put something in that bucket, well, it belongs to the council. And it must be safety checked if someone was to take it's all this shite. Yeah. So if you go down uh, like this, you down you. Like thank you, you. No, oh, it's the English. I went we, every time we go on holiday, there's somewhere we went to Rutland once, right? And we were like you know, good German recyclers, you know, whatever. It's simple, the bottles, you know, you've got your bottles, your papers, and your plastic, so to speak. It's mm-hmm. pretty simple. Yeah. And then in Rutland, it was like black plastic went in one bin and everything yes. else went in the other. We understood this correctly. We couldn't believe it. You know, yeah, yeah. Why is that black (laughs) plastic when it went? The rest went. Everything else went in the other one. Uh, That's recycling, is it? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, well, uh, we a bit of uh, German recycling here (laughs) because uh, here here in Colombia, I I will I will do my best to do a German, not a Jewish voice. Uh, Here in Colombia. Uh, the people are not recycling as well as in Europe. Yes, I'm like a, I'm a Colombian over here. I don't do recycling, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's totally laughs> do you know why? I got so confusing and like, like put that one there. That one's going out on the Tuesday, and I've got to no fuck off. It just all goes in one fucking thing. Just put the batteries in the organic waste, whatever. Stop <laughs> annoying me. That's what I'm, I can't stand all that stuff, man. <laughs> there was about six different things to put it in at one point. Fuck six off. different, six different six things. Six different things, I six different like, buckets and uh, 
days that you have to remember put that bucket of fuck off. Yeah, yeah, that's the difficulty. That's that. That's, that doesn't happen. Yeah, they just pick it up. You've only got yeah, one. You you got go two on. bins. You got you got one bin for shit, and you got one bin for recycling stuff. And the bottles you put, you have to you bottles. You there's a bottle bank. You know, either they've got a uh, deposit on them anyway, or there's a bottle. Yeah. Bank. And then the and the paper. There's a paper bank. There's, you know, so mm-hmm. and and there's clothes. You go. There's a even even a, a, a big tin container for clothes. But you can take. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to say, I mean, a third world country, according to most people. Uh, thank you for the clothes, uh, Matty. Yeah, they really only... they really fit well. Uh, hey, I I was wearing clothes <laughs> as a kid. As even in fucking England, post-war austerity Britain was importing. I mean, Harry Flick, the guy that you know, got to know a bit. He was that's where his trade was. He was importing coach loads of clothes from Germany. They were going through and the the boom, you know. They were going through from the... uh, from Hugo uh, Boss. <laughs> yeah, some good, and they use the charities on the buckets. Like they'll say, it'll say in the it'll say this bucket here. If you put the clothes in, it's cancer research. Whatever you like, animal cruelty, right? See what happens. Like, don't get this impression. Like, well, if I'm putting that in there. It's going to go in the charity shop or something, you know? Nah, 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 man. It just gets all like, I don't know. Uh, they take the designer, the expensive stuff, and nobody sees that. That's just put to the one side. And then they just kind of like package everything like uh, black trousers. And then I, like you're saying, I sell them to like third world countries. And yeah, they buy it by the weight. Harry, Harry, Harry Flick used to sell his clothes by the weight. It didn't matter what it was. Yeah. And that was cool. Yeah. So sometimes you could get something really good, you know, and mm-hmm. um, quite cheap. And I mean, yeah, that's the thing in England, the charity shops. And again, if you go around that, you, you know, we come back up through England and then pop into the Cotswolds, you know, where they're all mm-hmm. like, yeah, what? go and check the charity shops out. Brilliant. You know, you can get mm-hmm. a secondhand posh thing for $10, you know, or whatever, 10 pounds, you know, they're yeah. great. So you've got to go where they're rich. Cast throw the cast off. Oh, yeah, really Christophe and Edinburgh and shit. Yeah, you know, I'm not proud. Um, yeah, the Cotswolds. Yeah, that's a brilliant place. Yeah, I, I went up through there. There's, yeah, there's like these little towns with these rich fucking houses up on the hill, you know, overlooking the lake. Yeah, backstage of the beautiful, Empire. beautiful, and the Cotswolds. Yeah, yeah, gets on your nerves after a while. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's like it's a you bit, get a little up bit into uh, Lake District and all that. Yeah. Well, when you, it's a little bit, the town's a little bit too perfect, you know. It's a little bit too tight. <laughs> right, right, too, yeah. It's like fucking hell. Any minute now, the camera crew is going to come around the corner, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, has anything ever happened here? Probably not. <laughs> so, so just tourism. Go just yeah, tourism. Go, going That's deep all. into Wales, you know, where you find these characters, you know, and, uh, and a bit of my heart, my coat. Uh, yeah, indeed. I was going to say. It's- not fair to talk about Mahatma when he's not there. Oh he's man, fucking Wales is beautiful. Well, I yeah, love yeah, Wales. Yeah, Wales is awesome. Wales. I've never yeah, been. True. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I've been. There. My grandmother was Welsh. Yeah, mate. Uh, so, so, so your great grandfather was a sheep. <laughs> a bastard. <laughs> I'll save that one for later, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everyone has that, don't they? Everyone seems to have uh, a joke. Some region is picked as okay. You guys, you sh- you shag sheep, all right? We are sheep shaggers here. Yeah, 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 sheep in Scotland too, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, we've decided. Yeah, it's all the same. 
I think uh, we, probably... could have a, we could have a sheep shag competition between the two places. And like instead of the rugby or something, just because uh, <laughs> I don't uh, know who's the champion sheep shagger. Probably. Uh, Kerry, have you <laughs> eaten? Uh, have you eaten haggis? Oh, I every day, man. Honestly. <laughs> Me too. That's, I, like I haven't. I, I have never. No. If you eat I, haggis, I, you turn Scottish. I, I, I've been to Aberdeen, but I've never eaten haggis. The trick is to you've got to find one first. I mean, they're devils to hunt down. Oh, they are, man. You've got to get. You've got to be good with a gun in that, and the, the managing fast, the kilt with a gun. The weather. Fast little buggers, aren't they? Fast little buggers. Sometimes you. So, so, it, so it's something like a, it's something like a beautiful German girl. Well, that's whatever you're into, pal. Whatever you're into. Well, that's a bit of a stretch, but. Uh... <laughs> If you use your imagination, <laughs> oh, that's funny. This has been a like surreal. No, I, I drove the uh, the country roads from uh, from Chester and uh, uh, North Wales, you know, northeast Wales, from Chester up to Prestatyn and the North Welsh coast. God, that's beautiful, beautiful country. Is there any sheep on the way or that, James? Not. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell it's yeah. not fair. It's, I mean, the Cotswold, right, grew rich on sheep on the wool trade. That's what it grew rich on. Every one of these quaint little Cotswold villages has got the sheep market in the middle, you know, which is, a, is built out know, of Cotswold stone like everything else, and is, is you know, in the squares built around it. Yeah, they 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 were the the, the wool kings of the um, <laughs> you know kind of Renaissance period and up to there, you know. Just the and the so, so, so it was it was something like a new wool a breach of the fleece that's what it was <laughs> uh, wool was a major export that england had even when it was small you know and uh england, you, you, you england go has borders. never been small come on man <laughs> you ever go to the borders and you see the, the difference what? in country it was immediately you know england's got all this nice rolling countryside you know on the other side of it yeah and um, and then you get to the Welsh border, and then everything starts to get craggier and harder. It's not arable anymore. Got to go for sheep. You get bread and beef. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna die a stat someday, Ellen. You got to go. I mean, what, what do you do with sheep? You make them a hot my cold of it. Oh, you get your Velcro gloves and your wellies, and then you put its back legs in the wellies, and then. Make it back up against the cliff. That's it. It's Billy Connolly, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the classic. That's how you, isn't it? Billy Connolly. Yeah, I think he does do that. I think and I like it. Where would you be without your wellies? And... Well, yeah. I went to this yeah. one place in uh, in mid Wales. It was actually like an artificial stone circle that they had built in like a, you know the two thousands or something. You know, somewhere around there. Yeah. This artificial stone circle that was essentially a sheep pasture where, you know, these blokes had, uh, you know, taken the effort to erect all these stones. And, yeah, there were some caves and, like, some Neolithic shit there. But essentially they had created this, you know, fake stone circle. <laughs> it was hilarious. So, so fake stone, but then oh, even yeah, more yeah. fake. No, and they weren't even shy about it. It was like, yeah, right. this this is a modern right. reconstruction. Okay. This is okay. a total fabrication. <laughs> did, did they use old stones or did they use breeze blocks? Or something? No, they were they were big. They were big old stones. They they definitely yeah. 
but they went to the effort to like arrange them and you know this arrangement and there was all these inscriptions like dyed you know uh, chisel marks you know what I mean? I mean like I they mean, had I like mean, they uh, had like spirals they had like uh, uh spirals that had been carved into the stones that were dyed blue and um, I'm trying to remember the name of the place. I can't remember it right now. But, yeah, but, but talk, talk, talking about old stones, I mean, uh, Wales is famous for hosting the uh, formations of the Silurian. There's uh, Mahatma uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Geologists talking, but yeah, no, uh, they are famous for old stones, old rocks. Oh, yeah. James, you're into these circles, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Into what? Yeah, it's a. He's a stone circle. Always, always. Mid Wales and Brecon Beacons. Powys, yeah, Powys. Around there. Yeah, Powys. Yeah, Powys. Yeah. Oh yeah, and there's an author called Powys that writes about this. John, John Cooper Powys is famous. He's written. If you if you got to know about him, you have got to know about Alfred Watkins and the ley lines, and uh, and then you you know I mean. <laughs> It's from Stratford. It wasn't far between Stratford and uh, and Oxford. Uh, when even before Oxford, there's a place called Woodstock, right, which is where not basically where Churchill grew up. Blenheim Palace, this big fat. Well, I've heard of, that. Of, of well, British the Churchill grew up in which doctor? What? He grew up in in a place called Woodstock. Hmm. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, there you go. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and Blenheim Palace is the you know is Woodstock. So he, he met yeah, young Clued, Clued, yeah, So he Clued. met young Irvin uh, there. He met who? Young Irvin. Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Jan gets everywhere, doesn't he? At, um, young uh, Irvin. And between there, there's a, a place called the Rollwright Stones, yeah. And that's a pretty old stone circle. I don't know how old it's supposed to be, but it's you know it's been you know we grew up with it as kids. When teenagers and when you first start getting motorbikes and things, we'd go out there, you know. And freak ourselves out in the stone circle at nights, you know. And um, but it wasn't actually a scary place. It was very nice. <laughs> it didn't work really. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you're, you're degrading the uh, history of your country. No, I don't think so. I don't, we, it was it was <laughs> part of the landscape. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry if I'm. But if I, you know, yeah, it was. It was, and they've got it's little legends. They don't talk about it being prehistoric. There's legends across the way. There are uh, three big stones a bit further away, and it's called the King Stone. And the legend is that was an army, and you know, and the king went over to look at something, and he was cursed by a witch. And you can see the witch, and then, you know. So they do it like that. Yeah, and the, the legend is you can never count the stones twice. Because they are really not that big. They're sort of a bit like a mm. broken, broken teeth, like an old man full of, you know, broken teeth, or someone's been beaten. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So it is. That is true. And you know, that's the thing. You sit in the middle and you count them, you know, and then you walk round and you count them, you know. And then there's all these things that people do there. People do go there and do their little, uh, like white witches and uh, yeah, the modern uh, druid uh, organizations. Yeah, usually pretty. Pretty harmless. I know. I've been to. And they're, they're praising Avebury. Gaia. It is, and it's it is harmless. Did you did you go to Avebury? You must have gone to Avebury. Yeah, yeah, I've been to Avebury. Yeah. So Avebury is that, and it's surprisingly small and uncommercial, isn't it? When you think about what it is. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Quite difficult to get to without a car. 
but it's uh, it's it's very reconstructed like everything there is has been altered in some way yeah the english know how to spin a legend i tell you but they've <laughs> okay. also i mean i guess like they tried to preserve you know the original layout but it's also been heavily reconstructed <laughs> oh yeah 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 well the All stones the were taken yeah and all that stuff yeah and they were taken weren't they and we went up the mound there's a mound not far from it what's it called oh yeah the um yeah what is that called i can't remember it's the um uh fuck so there are mound builders in england and mound builders in illinois yeah, well, yep. I know the, the man was there. We walked up it. You're not allowed to walk. It's all fenced, you know, but we don't like, we go, we don't, we thought we'd walk up it, see what happens. So we walked up it with the sheep, lots of sheep on it. <laughs> Back to the sheep. <laughs> it's probably a special, <laughs> special place. So, it, uh, uh, so it, was, uh, it was kind of a... What? <laughs> Silbury, uh, Silbury Hill. Silbury Hill. Yeah, that's it. And... And Silbury Hill is like a Welsh bottle. And then people like, uh, I mean, it's an author, we know. people like Phil Rickman take that and weave it into stories you know, and create a whole kind of mystical element of it, you know, in, in stories or a horror element or a slight, or a, you know, whatever, you know. And uh, are they good at that? Selling your landscape, you know, look at the whole crop circle thing, you know. Mm. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's organized stuff. There's one pub you can go to, right? And whenever there's a sighting, bang, that's where it goes. And then you can, and they, yeah. all, con they all congregate there and wait for, for sightings in, in the peak season, you know, and talk about the um, chances. Yeah. I mean, uh, talking about, uh, it's not really crop circles, but I, I'm always intrigued by the Nazca lines. Have mm. you looked mm. into that? Yeah, well, they're famous. Yeah, they're definitely. Famous. Yeah. And they are amazing, aren't they? That's all this kind of yeah, thing. but can only am... be seen. They can only be seen from the air, right? Yeah, and I, I I was in Peru and I was tempted to go there, but I went to the north and did my great diving trip there with whales and so it was absolutely awesome. But I wouldn't want to go there. I still can go, but um, I now I am in a so-called fakeology move uh, movement. Let's say I am doubting the validity of them. So I don't know if you have looked into, into that. The validity, the validity of what? Of the Nazca lines. Oh, I see. Yeah. That oh, it was yeah. like like, like like Stonehenge. Yeah, they are. They've Fake, been promoted. They've been promoted quite heavily. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, they were only discovered in 1922 or something with an airplane, and before that, they were unknown. And so, yeah, it's it's a bit. Fishy. Wait, so so you think they were constructed in the modern era, more or less? Is that what you're saying? I don't. I, I I'm not thinking anything, but I see the possibility that that could be the case. Yeah. Is it is it a, an important tourist uh, destination uh, for an yeah. area? I mean, you know, I've got nothing yeah, against of that. Course, if, of if course, of course. If people find course. a way to sell their village, you know, sell the fair. No, no, I mean, I mean, that's my <laughs> business. So yeah, no, I, I mean, mm. 
but it, it's it's not like mass tourism like uh, Machu Picchu, but still it's pretty big, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. But, but why? 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 Why would they be constructed? No, I, I mean, it, it's hard to date it because it's stones placed in a row very perfectly. And like you said, it can only be seen from the air. So, and it's a very sparsely populated area as well. It's but whether, it, whether it's modern or not, like the question remains as why? Why, 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 why would anyone... Why would I mean, anyone go to so much effort? Why? I mean, well, why would anyone uh, fake Stonehenge, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, why would anyone fake uh, 9-11? Yeah. I, <laughs> because it's fun. Yeah, a little bit disingenuous. It becomes a narrative. It, it, it becomes... Yeah. The only thing you can think of immediately is that, yeah, it draws, uh, to make it a draw. In well, 1922, like... they were very much into discovering shit. You know, there was Tutankhamun and all that stuff was going on. Wasn't yeah, it? Around yeah, in the 20s, yeah, yeah. They were really into discovering the lost temple of doom or whatever, yeah? And um, if they could find, you know, so, ah, the Nasdaq stones. Yeah, that's pretty good. And you could put it together with balloons. That's no problem. They had the technology. <laughs> Guy up on the balloon. No, left a bit. Lift it. Keep going. Okay, now straight. Man. <laughs> so it's not a problem. I yeah, the airships. Yeah, 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 the old I, I, airships. I, I, and no, but like the Nazca lines, I mean, that serves. It's like the Eric Von Daniken, you know, narrative of, well, aliens yeah, okay, came, yeah, came here and created these structures. It's, yeah, yeah, it serves that. <laughs> sort of narrative i see that no but but, but the, yeah the same with tiwanaku in uh, bolivia yeah and they admit that it was reconstructed they they use the term in mm-hmm. the, the 20th century of so-called old structures but it's it's really perfect right i mean you know about tiwanaku it's really straight edges really huge stones really completely yeah 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 strange and that, that's a, alleged a, a, to yeah. be like that that is the remnant of some previous structure yeah, yeah. that that's all that's left is yeah. that you know temple of the the sun door they call it yeah yeah, yeah. the sun gate i think yeah yeah, that's that's fascinating. Yeah, and like like Maddie, you posted that link to uh, the Stanton Drew that I mentioned before, which is w- alleged to be one of the only stone circles in England that is remains in situ that hasn't been reconstructed. And you know, I, I've been to that site. I've I've looked at those stones uh, very closely, and they're fascinating. Like they're there's a lot of uh, crystal structures in the stone, and um, it seems to be like, well, yeah, I mean, these stones came from, you know, 50, 60 kilometers away. I can't remember where these stones were alleged to be harvested from, but it's beautiful. I mean, <laughs> it's it's fucking cool, man. <laughs> you got to hang around there until you meet someone who uh, does something with them. Oh yeah, I mean it's literally a cow pasture. There's just you go out there and there's there's cows. <laughs> but it's cool. I mean those stones are awesome. And so whoever put them there for whatever reason, I mean, I give them credit. I wow, yeah. props props to that cuz yeah. 
It's, it's fucking linked. cool. It's got to be linked. Cool. It's got to be linked in some way to the to the circle, to the, the circle you draw if you're performing some sort of ritual. You know, so there's always a circle, whether the circles. Yeah, well, that that, that, that Stanton drew the whole architecture of that site is like you can't make sense of it when you go there. It does it doesn't make sense, but we don't we don't know like why the site could have been constructed. You know what I mean? It's like the layout of it. Okay. All these people try to, uh, you know, they, they'll put, uh, you know, certain astrological connotations to it or, you know, ritualistic things going back to, uh, paganism whatever it's like we don't we don't know why these stone no. circles are there no we don't know but, but it's obviously if you're going to put them there you're going to go to them something aren't you yeah you do something yeah, even something. if you sit in the middle and drink beer and tell stories uh you know it's, it's then why yeah it's 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 great isn't it <laughs> it's a great, it's a mystery. Yeah. And that's I, I be loads of things like that. And like, just non-comparable. Like, you know what I'm saying? From now in the history, just like a different planet. You know what I'm saying? Probably be something that we've got no mm -hmm. concept of whatsoever. I would imagine. And uh, just I like that wonder. I like wonder. It's just, yeah, yeah, there's no... Yeah. Science fucks with that shit, man. Yeah, it takes the yeah, air, tries to take away a mystery, even though it keeps saying, No, no, science, science, text, open. Science oh, please, please, yeah. that's what please. they say. It's not true. No, no, please use the word scientism. Oh, yeah, you're right. Scientists say. Well, I, I don't I don't actually believe that all these sites were constructed in the modern era. I don't believe that. Like, no, 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 I, no. I, I think I mean, there's I, like there's a narrative being imposed by the conspiracy movement and people who want to say that Earth is flat and all these sites were constructed from 1950 or whatever. Yeah, fine. Stonehenge, Stonehenge is questionable, definitely, but. There's all these other sites yeah, all over you, yeah. not even not even in the British Isles, like all over Europe, France, you know, uh, Poland. Yeah. Like there's all these earthworks everywhere that yeah. that speaks to like a a previous culture that yeah. we're just no, not that, that, getting the true. full story of. No, yeah. that's true. That's true. And 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 I think even here, even yeah. here in North America. Yeah, yeah, and and, and yeah. I think there is there is a parallel to draw with the mainstream news kind of reporting is that they report their own narrative which is constructed like a fixed uh, stage terror event so-called but in the back of that there is things happening at the same time which are not reported so that's the same with these old yeah, exactly. uh, works right i mean the New Earth Channel has revealed so many of these. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! I yeah, mean, like I mean, the, I mean, the ruins I mean, in Italy, like the ruins yeah. in Italy that she's exposing, like yeah. these step pyramids all over Europe. I mean, that uh, shit is crazy. Yeah, and 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 that that's the thing. And and then I mean, like we talked about a couple of chats before that they uh, even dare to. 
decide that these pyramids off the coast of Japan are so-called natural. I mean, come on, I mean, it looks completely right, right. not not natural. And I'm a geologist, and I'm not an expert. I wouldn't call myself an expert on on these structures, but it doesn't look natural at all. So that is, and then make a comparison with mud cracks and so on. This is bullshit. No, that is not natural. And so there's so much mystery going on. And I think that is interesting because there's no definite answer. Even the conspiracy realm and the videos on YouTube, uh, some people have point, uh, pointed out uh, some ideas, but it's not definite. And that, I think that is the real interesting part because... Yeah. It's a staple it, of, of, of conspiracy, isn't it? Egyptology, just the Egypt and the pyramids. You know, there's so yeah. many different ideas just about the pyramids in Egypt alone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah and, 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 and that is where, what I like about this new Earth channel. She points out so many locations nobody has heard of mm. at all and shows it in, in, in videos and even visits them and real field work and so and i think that is great because there is so much mystery going on and there is no um, definite answer there's no and there's all and there's all the, there's like there, it's a bit like the conspiracy stuff you've got your your main kind of what would you call it like the main menu and then like just go off of that though and like there's hundreds of crazy shit like just with i don't know you know what I mean? Um, like the prescribed conspiracy theories. Like, yeah. Come away from them and there's loads of stuff everywhere like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, and, and that's the difference. And also what we talked about before about these old maps. I mean, there are people who build a complete narrative, new narrative mm -hmm. on something which is questionable or mysterious. Mm -hmm. Mysterious means like like real, and questionable means like probably faked or or staged or whatever. I mean, like theory rise map and so on. And for me, that's a clear fake. But other people take it seriously. Um, <clears throat> but there's so much to discover and so much mystery mm -hmm. going on. And I think that is really interesting because it's. Uh, okay, it's it's like um, there are conspiracy narratives around it, but even they cannot say we are sure about this, and that's no. I, I find that interesting. Yeah, and if you think about it as well, there's not very much, very many people into any of this, so it's like you know what I'm saying. Like you would think, ah, oh, well, I would think, <laughs> I would think people would be. If it was kind of like, I don't know if they didn't have the fucking tellies on. That's what that kind <laughs> of like detracts and just fucks everything up. That no, and no, so yeah, Kelly. I mean, if you look at Wikipedia, and I am quite certain I'm one of the few ones here who can uh, talk from inside experience. Uh, is that if it's not pushed to a good article or featured article, then it's interesting, right? If it's just some obscure article, 
where it's not. I think so. Like, I think that's the interesting stuff, but mainstream people will be like, if it's not being mentioned, it's worth fuck all. Like that's the kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You exactly, know what I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. So, so for us, truth-seeking people, it's <laughs> the opposite, right? So the the stuff they they don't yeah, talk about, where yeah. they talk about very in little, very little detail, that is the stuff mm-hmm. which is actually interesting. Yeah, definitely. Wikipedia can be surprising as well, man. Like, it just kind of... I don't... Uh, I mean, sometimes you look at it, it's like, yeah, that's got a lot of stuff missed out or whatever, you know? And then sometimes you look at it and you're like, bloody hell! <laughs> like, it tells you a whole lot of shit you never knew. <laughs> well, you remember that, that whole, like, flap that happened with the expose of the Stonehenge reconstruction a few years right. ago, like 2015? when all that, that slideshow came out, right? Mm-hmm. There was like this slideshow. I, I believe it originated from a Russian blog, <laughs> coincidentally mm-hmm. enough, where where they were showing all these pictures of uh, the Stonehenge reconstruction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so like that, like people take that and go like, okay, yeah there was a reconstruction happening here. What, whatever happened at that mm-hmm. site, we don't actually know. Yeah. We, don't, we don't actually know what existed previously there on, the, on that site. And then like that idea that like, oh, Stonehenge was reconstructed, that idea sort of snowballed into this, you know, a perception that, well, maybe all these sites are fake and every, <laughs> everything's been, you know, it's like, yeah, take those, take those, take those stones. And they're like, Oh, they've got this, uh, whatever, like rebar, you know, metal, uh, inner core and you can, mm-hmm. you know, bang it and it rings like a bell or whatever. It's like, no, man. I mean, <laughs> No, it's there's too many fucking sites of these stone circles all over the place. You can't just say that they're all fake. It, no, it yeah, just... but, but, but the, that, that's the J-O-B attitude. Uh, the easy well, yeah, escape, I mean, right? I mean, it's, it's using... It, it's the parse protodo uh, fallacy. It's using one uh, one thing or one one example to declare everything else which is well, in the same uh, yeah, category of false. That, that's stupid. That's... If, if, there was, if there was, you know, if there was legitimate stone circles, wouldn't, wouldn't it be, you know, to the benefit of uh, influencers and, you know, like propagandists to, to create fake sites and then say, like, look at this, you know, it's... You know what I mean? Like, I mean, uh, there's a location <clears throat> in the Brazilian Amazon, uh, uh, close to the mouth of the Amazon in the north of Brazil, uh, which is called the Amazonian Stonehenge or Brazilian Stonehenge, something like that. And it's a it's a, a circle uh, of uh, megaliths there. Mm-hmm. And I mean the. Uh, the Wikipedia article about it is uh, 
short and uh, and, and uh, not extensive, which is a good uh, sign, right? Um, and it's a mystery. And I mean, they think that the Amazonian people, the indigenous people there, build it because of the uh, archaeo astronomy, and that makes sense. I mean, that is that is the core thing if you think about it. I mean, what did people do? Like what we do tonight. I mean, everything we do here is tonight. Everyone here, including. Mahatma Code, who is still listening in, uh, Mati, uh, James, Kelly, me, we're all here at night. The only thing you could do at night in the past was looking up to the stars. It was the only thing. There was no light. Yeah. There was nothing going on, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you, ha- I, I think back then also, I mean, look, look at today. You have people, you have morning people and you have mm-hmm. night people. Right, mm-hmm. and that was that is not different in the past. I mean, Do why would it be different, right? I mean, that this is normal human uh, characteristic, uh, right? Yeah. Man. So yeah. people were looking up at the skies, and they were the they became the so-called uh, shamans and the so-called wise uh, uh, archaeo astronomers and all that. I mean, they, because they were more night type of people, and the people who were more morning type of people were taking care of the farmlands and they're milking the cows and all that stuff. Right? I mean, it, it's normal. What? Right? Yeah, that's so, actually a lot. And then they build stuff. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. They build stuff. I mean, they, they buried their bodies uh, with the face to the east because that's where the sun comes up and uh, some cultures buried their bodies with the face to the west because that's where the sun go, uh, went down and so I mean that is all there I mean it's, it's I think, not a conspiracy theory, I think right? the people knew what it was all about by the way like because we don't man any point in how we like no, 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 well, I, I don't know I, I would say that these people are much were much more like amazed by nature, they were and and and, and they were not uh, spoiled by the scientism culture of we know it all and we are going to present a narrative for you so, and you have to accept it. Right? Time, like, we live in a weird time where you think something, but the reality is like <laughs> it's a lot different to what you think, and it's just you, you can it's. I don't know, you're able to convince people of anything, I think, as long as you have their uh, their mind in a kind of, you have their, their attention from when they're small, I think, and yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I mean uh, Kelly, right, I mean, mm-hmm. isn't that the whole idea behind uh, so-called history education? <laughs> It, yeah. It's like a sequence of wars. I mean, oh, it doesn't make sense people. that, that people were, were were in combat all the time. Of course, you you have different you have differences of opinion, no and you have a, a fight, a short fight. Okay, that, that happens. That's fine. But a, a mm. combats and and wars and so yeah, that that is scripted, right? Yeah, and it's all kind of like when so sort of like when a 
when the power starts taking over people and technology and things like that. That's the only way that you can do all them kind of things, isn't it? Like, uh, and, and concentrations of wealth, like wars and stuff. <clears throat> Aye, it's really weird how that is. Like, the, it's just all why uh, the odd war, but I, uh, and then the queen or king, whoever was ruling, uh, that, I think they were the only folk here. The, the royals and the soldiers. <laughs> That's what it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> And it is quite difficult to get like a, well, it's, <laughs> yeah, where is the, where is the, well, they have folk, they call things folk, folk mm-hmm. art or whatever like that. I, I, I don't know what that is though. <laughs> don't, um, it's really hard to just get a account of what even someone from 500 years ago that was just an average person, what, what did they eat or something, you know? Yeah, That'd yeah, and, 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 and I think I think that is really interesting. I mean, that's my personal interest is here in Latin America, of course, because that is a so-called new, the new world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that even despite all the uh, the uh, how do you say it, the um, uh, distortions of the Spanish chroniclers, you still mm-hmm. can see, I mean, they still speak about the people here, like, like where I'm living now. They still speak about them as not fighters, not warriors, but merchants, merchants. Right. I mean, right. they were living, they had a subsistence economy. Mm-hmm. They, they they could care for themselves, but mm-hmm. their lux- luxury products were coming from other areas, and they were trading salt and emeralds and gold, which is not common here, but they still they mm-hmm. they could get it from other areas, and and they could trade it with other peoples. Yeah. And, yeah. Did you and hear about Karel? You know the the, the town. The, yeah, the city? of course. Karel, yeah, which yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so that's amazing because there's no record of of violence yeah. or, or warfare yeah. and of course you know archaeology was saying war was the father of civilization you know etc etc uh-huh. and then they were and then the the, the main um, prota- protagonist in that argument actually came to Karel and in, in the film i saw and <clears throat> they found a, a, a grave oh uh, oh uh, Matthew, please can you share the film because i like to see it i don't know i saw it on a ship <laughs> on the TV. Oh, okay, okay. No, no yeah, I, but, managed uh, uh, the, uh, I managed to remember the name. C A R A L is known in the mainstream as the Montechico um, civilization. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's in the northern part of Chile and southern part of Peru, but. Uh, Sorry, don't pin me on it. I wasn't sure either. Um, but it's it, it's somewhere there in the. Yeah, um, and, they, and they only found one. They found one grave of a baby, and they thought maybe, oh, maybe there'll be signs of some ritual death or something. Uh, uh, no, it looked it had been very lovingly wrapped up, and it was obviously a natural death, and it had been very. And, I mean, I mean I've I've seen mummies in, in okay in a museum, so I've, I haven't seen them in the field, like I haven't discovered them myself. So yeah, okay. I have to. <laughs> I have to rely on some yeah. authority here. Sorry, but yeah, but but it, it's a real body, right? It's it's real bone. It's not like some some made up shit. Right? 
Um, and they buried uh, children. They did uh, skull um, modification, right? And like the, these elongated skulls. That is a very mm -hmm. common practice in uh, in Latin America. And and yeah, I've seen them. I, I've seen skulls. I, I have photos. I can share them uh, of these skulls here in Colombia. Uh, of course, I haven't touched them. I haven't looked at them uh, in detail. So maybe they're fake, but I I don't think so. Um, yeah, I mean that 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 happened, and and that that is another interesting question. Why did this practice of um, elongated skulls appear <laughs> in so many different uh, cultures around the world? And then they say, uh, I mean, the narrative here, what goes around here. Is that, yeah, they wanted to look like the gods. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. aliens. Yeah, that's the, the, his, the yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean uh, they didn't. They don't talk about aliens, but <laughs> they, they say the gods. <laughs> I've been to Mexico, and same thing. They say the same thing. It's the gods. Okay, but why would the gods, uh, which are human inventions, right, uh, would have elongated skulls in the first place, right? And, <laughs> I mean. Well, yeah. it's a, it's supposed to it's supposed to like insinuate the idea of aliens, essentially that the aliens yeah. had this, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know that. Yeah, but, but it could be an archetype, an icon for something else, something they saw in dreams. My brain, my brain's oh, massive. <laughs> <laughs> they got these huge brains. They know more than us, and yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was. Yeah, the, you know, I mean, I mean. <laughs> It could be much more mundane, and I think that is much that makes much more sense, right? That, that there were people oh, no. in their community that were that had more elongated skulls than other people, and they were the shamans, they were the, the wise people in their community, right? Okay. So they it, it's, it's just like modern day um, pop culture where people want to look like uh, Justin Bieber or whatever, right? And like, he's a legend. And that's, and that's what certain people are doing in this realm now of uh, conspiracy and UFOs and alien, you know, intervention. They're trying to, they're, they're trying to implicate the elongated skulls into this, you know, Eric Von Daniken narrative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, you know, my problem that because I don't believe in space travel for us and so uh, consequently also not for our, any other uh, species. So, yeah. Not even mushrooms. What about if you've got an elongated skull? <laughs> oh, uh, oh I, <laughs> Mati, Mati, I believe in my... I took them quite some time. <laughs> no, but, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it, uh, James is right. I mean, that is the narrative that is pushed but you still, there is that. still mystery, and, and, and I think those mysteries are interesting because there are... Yeah, for sure, and, and that's the why there's a market. That's why there's a market for this sort of idea that, uh, oh, the elongated skull people were the Maybe. mound... They were, they were the mound builders, you know? Like, they built the mounds in uh, North America and all these, you know, effigy mounds. You know what I mean? Like... Um, that's kind of where it's going. Like Isn't I can't remember the names of these people that are talking about this, but uh, they're affiliated with the uh, Bases Project. You know, Miles mm -hmm. Johnston out of uh, 
UK there and there's a lot of it on mainstream television now. Like I was shocked. Yes, yes. Uh, on that, like they used to just have. Well, I don't know if it's the. Uh, there was because uh, I'm not too sure. There's new channels and shit, but there's like one I've seen when I'm at my friend's house, and I'm always like, "Oh, put the bloody UFO." <laughs> it comes on and it's like it's like got uh, like it was talking about kind of in a different well in a totally different way but it was talking about the stuff that's the DC streets and stuff like mm-hmm. and, uh, the sonic symbols and I was yeah, like what yeah. the fuck it's it, not it's not thorough like but it's just kind of like woo that kind of way like history channel and then. The, the UFO stuff's just fucking you know, hell. It's just mental, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and uh, two programs, like, running back to back, and you'll see this the same guy that was on the last one. Like, they've mussed up a very small circle of people they interviewed. Well, I don't know, maybe uh, there's more, but I just kept seeing the same people on the different programs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it's all, it's like the snowball effect of, there was this guy, David Ovison, who wrote this book called The Secret Architecture of Washington, D.C. He exposed, he exposed the whole Masonic architecture of D.C. and, you know, all the, all the connections with the, the layout and this French guy designed, you know, the, he was the initial city planner for D.C., can't remember mm. the French guy's name, and um, that same French guy actually uh, designed the layout for the capital of Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> right. where, where I'm from. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. So, I'm yeah, sure that, that, yeah. I'm sure that it mentioned that guy. I'm sure it that, that, that's Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's that that narrative is sort of you know a lot of people have picked up on that and they're running with mm-hmm. it now as as it somehow that's proves like I don't know, man. It's fucking crazy. All this shit. Yeah, is, they take the artistic element out of it, don't they? It's why we need James to sort of put in the artistic element involved in all these things. These are artists. Yeah, yeah, and he was posting like uh, he posted this this map of Europe where where it's like this goddess, you know, it's like this artistic representation of Europa as a goddess mm-hmm. <laughs> in a in a map form. And the British Isles looked like irritating. I don't know what they were, sort of some irritating flapping scarves in the in the in the, in the north there, you know, not even incorporated in the picture. Like some sort of mistake. <laughs> yeah, you get crazy old maps from this area, and like, but, uh, I've not, I've I've not really looked at them that much. But right in this kind of area here, uh, there's like there's a Roman uh, wall map, like in the map, but it doesn't exist in reality. Like it doesn't exist. It's not anything there but apparently like Roman a Roman wall or something came through here I don't know <laughs> you, you, you are north of Hadrian's wall right? uh, I I think so <laughs> where's Hadrian's wall about England Adrian or Hadrian Hadrian yeah 
Yeah, it, it's just, it's so wild how all these things are being incorporated now to this new narrative of like reconstructing history, you know? Yeah, yeah but, but, but what we looked at uh, the other day, I mean, this this story about this, and, and it was even in, in 200 something BC, uh, AD, right? It was not like the time of Caesar or so. It was, it was like already in the early middle ages let's say right and this this story about there was nothing known about this so-called uh, roman emperor <laughs> only coins <coughs> sorry and the only woman who was ever a roman empress in all of history uh, her existence was only inferred and stuff like that right i mean what we yeah, and, and <laughs> if that is how official history is uh, composed of, and I think uh, before the printing press, I, I take it like that. It, it is like that, I think. I mean, uh, anything before 13, 1400, I would say uh, it's very questionable. And I mean, it, they can make up anything. Yeah. Please. And and so I I see the point when this uh, semi troll uh, JLB says yeah history is hoax period yeah. this bullshit if you say it like that but there is of course a lot of of complete invention in history yeah. But that is what I like, what James said as well, and what I like too, the history, the channel of New Earth. I mean, these things are tangible. I mean, they're real rocks out there. I mean, real mm -hmm. stones and, and, and stuff. That is, at least you can see it. Okay, it if you would say that it was all constructed in year X or whatever, Okay, then you have to come up with an explanation on how they do it and then maybe some, some clues on, okay, there was a writing here in this document that they said, okay, we're going to create something like that, right? Or like uh, Stonehenge where they have photos of this uh, iron core. And yeah, as a geologist, I looked at it and said, yeah, okay, no, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. That's not a real man here, uh, real. Uh, um, uh, stone yeah. but, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. And what what sylvie what sylvie is doing there she's not necessarily saying that like um you know she's not really presenting uh she's not saying like this is when it happened this yeah, is yeah. this is what's what she's just asking questions because yeah, yeah and it, why, why where are there all these monuments all these structures that are unreported you know yeah, that is what I like about her channel. That it is, it is open for speculation, and then history is what it is. It it is open for speculation, and it should be open for speculation. Yeah. And, well, I mean, well, I mean the same with my well, my own geology. It's also open to speculation, and and at the same time, and there are people who say, yeah, it's all completely false in the history. The Earth is just six thousand years old. Okay, then you have some expl explanation to do. Right? 
how do Africa and South America fit so well and so on. And there's a whole chain of uh, questions then. So, but but that is what I like about her channel is that she, um, okay, she she calls on the penguins, as she says, I mean the, the mainstream historians, <laughs> as yeah. we know it all, and that I think that's right, and at the same time questions and shows stuff firsthand and visits them, right? I and mean, that is real fieldwork. That is real research. If you do that. And I think that yes. is very strong. What's it called? The New Earth Channel? Yeah, New Earth. Yeah, uh, New Earth, yeah. Sylvie Ivanova, I think she's Russian, isn't I think Ukrainian she is or... Bulgarian, if I'm mistaken, but she could be Russian, I don't know. Yeah, it's just uh, her channel is called New Earth, all lowercase New, New Earth. Earth. Yeah. I've never really been into this. No, she she's quite big. I mean, she has like I don't know, like fifty one hundred thousand followers, something. I mean, it, it, she is big, let's say, in the conspiracy type of realm. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, it all but, ties uh, into this uh, mud flood, you know, Tartarian, you know, sort of narrative that's become popular nowadays, but. Uh, no, but 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 I knew about her before, and you too, James, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but but what she does is is she shows life on camera and 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 she yeah. talks. I mean, she she goes on field trips. Yeah, she she went to Italy. She went to she went to Ecuador and to Peru and to Bolivia Turkey, and all yeah, all Turkey. Over. I mean, and, and no, she did that with CGI. That was CGI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Of course that. Is the that is the JLB re response? <laughs> I mean, that is that is weak. That is weak. If you That's if you go on that path, then then you've lost it, and that is well, the thing. What what uh, essentially what she's doing is looking at uh, these so-called rock-cut ruins that are literally cut from the rock, like bedrock, right. or um, you know whatever, it is, like a. Uh, you know, rock formations on top of a hill or, mm -hmm. you know, from a geological perspective guy, you could probably expand on that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. Like the, the tours that she's done, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, no. this is stuff, this is stuff you don't hear about <laughs> even in the, you know, if, if you're a conspiracy theorist who looks at Stonehenge or whatever, it's like, you don't necessarily come across this stuff yeah. unless you dig a little deeper. Yeah, and and, and, and that's uh, so. Just a sec. I mean, I mean that is what I've I've looked up some of her sites where she went and looked up. Okay, what does the mainstream say about it? And there's nothing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if 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 there is, if if it's like a fake or if it's like a narrative. Then the mainstream has a full story, right? I mean, they have right. full story about Stonehenge or about mm -hmm. other places, the pyramids, or everything, right? I mean, they, on on something they have a full story, but if they do not talk about it, it is a sign that it's something interesting and open for speculation, and it is real. Then probably, 
Yeah, yeah. It's like most of these sites that she's going to, they're totally sidelined. Like there's not even an official narrative about these mm-hmm. places. Yeah. They just yeah. You yeah, probably see any little area. I think, well, anyway, definitely here. Um, you could take any like little town here or village or whatever, and there'll be a lot of different old things. Like there's a area called Kincardin here, and it's uh, it's got like uh, it's the fort, the river fourth comes into it, and it's like I think there's a police college, and you, there's uh, a few houses and stuff, but it's really not that busy or anything as a like town or anything and when you there's like a forest and it's got like all these old sort of structure like uh, stone little mad looking house things and everything it, mm. like it was really really like a, a booming place at one time and it was oh it is older than like sterling it's quite strange wow. it? I, I would never do, do you have a link um yeah I'll, and uh, there isn't so much on it. I, I didn't like see. Well, you'll get like if you look it up, there'll probably be some information on it, uh, and and how it had more significance uh, way back and stuff. But um, not very much. And the it's like on site. There's just like a little sort of printout telling you a few things, but that's so yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think all the little places here, you'll find something. And uh, definitely, there's like uh, just woods and things. And then you come across, like you're saying, like stone, like more kind of like a, I like looks like an old house or, but not like it's smaller than that. You know, you get that everywhere, stuff like that. Hmm. That's cool, yeah. I'll, I'll look up Kincardine. Yeah, like a lot of these sites, like uh, in one of Sylvie's latest videos, um, they were exploring this site in it, northern Italy somewhere. And mm-hmm. there was like, they had uh, the, you know, the the governmental whatever, they had mm-hmm. placed certain signs, you know, to say that this is a historic site. But it was mostly focused on like the the birds and insects and like animals. They didn't talk nothing about the architecture or you know the the stonework there. It was just all about the natural you know preservation. And yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like um, yeah, this shit's all. There's probably so much. Like if you think about that, all the. Oh, uh, the information that's not up there, but it's kind of there somewhere. Like, you're missing out on a whole lot of kind of being able to join patterns and, you know what I'm saying, by just that. Yeah, yeah. You can, and that's another kind of thing that, you, well, you kind of think is all the information's here, is it not? I'm here. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's all, it's just glossed over. Like, they don't even want to address that on the official, mm-hmm. you know, publications and whatever. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not got much uh, at all about it. No, I don't think. 
you know what website I like, man? I like archive.org. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, it's brilliant. Yes. It is. There's a lot of books. There's a, I mean, I started reading it. There's three or four different books. And they actually do have a bit of normal people history in them of this area. Um, and it's just interesting to go like, they talk about like the characters of the town and like where this pub was and what happened and it's really it's telling in a lot of ways because like there was a lot of women that owned uh, businesses and stuff <laughs> which are like oh I didn't think that was allowed to happen yes it did and then it's kind of like compare it to what's there now and it's like it's, it was a much more interesting place. That's all I can say. Yeah, Just like yeah. everybody, like you are really involved with everybody. And that was only about 100 odd years ago. And the guy's kind of writing it from a perspective of like, it's for you guys. Like, well, you know, he doesn't say that, but it's for people right. in the future to know what it was like here before. And, um, I, I, I've, I've only got some, uh, a wee bit through one of them, but it was really interesting. And they're talking about how, like, the stagecoach to take you to Glasgow or to London, and it takes, like, freaking days to get to London. And, you know what I mean? And uh, just the description of the journey and that. And it's interesting, man. I'll try and find it. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, there's this, uh, talking about Avebury, like when I went there, there's a certain tree right above one of the stone circles where it's said that J.R.R. Tolkien sat right. under underneath this tree and wrote, you know, part of the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's beautiful because, like, it's this beautiful tree and... and um, right. You know the roots just oh it's it's gorgeous and uh people have put all these tokens you know they they implant they like hang coins off the branches right. and things like that uh -huh. off of that tree and yeah it's a great great little piece of mythology that one <laughs> i've never i've never have you been there maddie have you have you been yeah. to Ape? Yeah, yeah. And there's a path you walk and you can't miss the tree. And when you get to the tree, you got to stop because yeah, yeah. it's like on a sort of uh, an upward mound as well. So it's going up and all the, yes. all the, you can see the roots and the roots are kind of exposed in a way and you can sit on them. And, but it's still, yeah, seems, yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, like some old wise tree. Yeah. You, you know, you immediately got reverence for a tree like that. And went, hey, yeah, and everyone stops there, you know. Yeah, yeah. How do you spell the place? Avebury, A-V-E-B-U-R-Y. All right, Avebury, Avebury. No, I've never heard Avebury. of that. Yeah, sorry, I should have. Oh, yeah, it's literally, it's literally, it, it is the biggest stone circle in England. Yes. Right. Okay, I've, I'm really something I don't know anything about. Is he no, it's, it's more massive than Stonehenge, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, and you know, when I was there, um, I, uh, you know, we did sort of 
a B and B thing or something. And I know we did when we did guest houses that year. We did guest houses. That's weird. You want some weird trip to do guest houses because you've always got a landlady, usually landladies, you know. And uh, you know, you, if you're lucky, you get a character. And this one was a character. I think she was, mm -hmm. and and she was. I don't know whether she was also. I think she was half German, and um, and anyway, she was like you kind of got talking to her and after a while you, you figured yeah she was well involved with all this stuff and there was a um a uh what do you call full moon ritual or some sort of ritual they were going to do that mm -hmm. very evening you know do you want to come along you know, <laughs> we're on holiday yeah no we'd rather sit here and watch tv of course we <laughs> <clears throat> so right never you know and yassi came too he was about how old was he then eight or something <laughs> nine and um yeah, but it was all kind of like, uh, I've not seen this before, is, you know, they, they set up a circle, they call up the, the four corners, yeah, and the four angels, the four directions, mm -hmm. you know, they, they make a kind of circle and then they, and then they make lots of nice wishes inside the circle, you know, and they maybe dance around it a bit and they explain to protect their place, you know, so, which is, seems to be working, Avery, for them, I don't know. And, um, and then that's it, really, that's what they do, you know. Who? The people there that meet for these full moons. They're people. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. The no, they, it's a big uh, site for it's, pagans, it's, it's, yeah, Druids, you know, modern sorry, Druids. Yeah, they I, love that. They were about, they were about sorry, like, I, so I missed miss part. Sorry, sorry. Okay. I, I oh, just well, was... the interesting thing about Avebury is that um, all along, like where I was talking Avebury. about that, that, that tree where Tolkien, you know, supposedly wrote his novels or whatever. Uh, Along, along that hill it's uh it's all like under under the soil is this chalk it's like a chalky you know a rock substance yeah. obviously constructed chalk in in eastern england of course yeah, I mean, yeah. in uh, eastern england dover just uh, looking to... at looking at the landscape looking it's obviously engineered like there's no doubt about it it's definitely engineered. what <laughs> what <laughs> you're joking no it's cool man yeah you should go there go to avebury uh, no i haven't been to avery but i've been to um the french side of the channel which is the same white cliffs why albion is called albion right yeah, yeah. Um, so the white cliffs of Dover. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, and it's it's the same formation. And so anyone <laughs> saying plate tectonics is not real, okay, explain that, please. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you find it in the subsurface in the North Sea. They uh, produce oil and gas from it, so okay, maybe oil and gas all fake. Okay, maybe sorry, JLB, then give a new explanation for that. And and what's cool about Avebury is like what you see now is like about maybe one third of what actually existed, you know, back in the day. But uh, can you describe in short what is Avebury? It's the largest stone circle in England. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's huge. I think it encompasses what, like a, a square mile or something? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe more. Mm. Because yeah, um, I, I, I've been to Stonehenge. Well, I haven't been to Stonehenge. I've been 
close to Stonehenge. And we were looking at it, and I was like, what the fuck? Is this Stonehenge? Yeah. It's nothing. It, 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 it's a joke. Even from far away. I was like, what? No. Well, his mentor got a picture of the oh, Swindon um, that Avebury. That's it, yeah. If you want to get to Avebury you go, and you haven't got a car, you go Swindon. I first. have never heard yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. We had dinner in the uh, the Red Lion there, I think it was, oh, okay. in, in Avebury. And... Luxury. Yeah, yeah, it's the Red Lion. That's the one, there's only the one pub, isn't there? And I mean, yes, that's, yeah. and that's in the. I mean, that that's the village. Half the village is in the stone circle itself. That's the whole. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's all yeah. The village is is within the circle. Yeah. Yeah. And when we were kids wow. growing up, there was a, there was a TV program in the seventies, a kind of science science fiction thing about about Avebury as well. Uh, well, really? Yeah. What was that called? Oh, the stones are massive. They're so I huge. I just seen a, a lady standing beside one. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." There's like, there, yeah. There's a few stones that are just so fucking huge. It's yeah, amazing. Crazy looking that place. I mean, that's that. That's a really good kind of example of like, yeah, that should be like. It looks really interesting. I don't know, and and the, the village and that being within the actual structure. That's yeah yeah and the structure itself like the whole stone circle you know it's it's half of what it used to be allegedly mm. it's it's not even like the full thing you know i if you look at stone structures and and also what other people have pointed out also new earth channel but also other people i must i haven't been there they're in cusco these um, irregular but still uh, straight edge stones that is really something I don't know if it's a more fake or could be but it looks wow really special you know what I'm talking about yeah these walls yeah. in Cusco I mean mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, yeah, something with the yeah, uh, they're South like American. irregular. Yeah, yeah. On the South American architecture, they had some sort of method of joining the stones, which was uh, impeccable. Like it, they're perfectly matched, even though they're irregular surfaces. I see. Yeah, yeah. They're they're like you have an, an, a, a a square next to a hexa second and next to a irregular rectangular style it's and it fits perfectly without cement i don't know if it's a modern fake if it's a modern fake it's equally good right but yeah well yeah i mean if it's a modern fake like yeah you got theories of you know people who say that the storm the stones were poured in place you know maybe they had forms yeah, yeah. To you know, yeah. uh, fabricate yeah, the stones, yeah, uh, yeah, something I've, I've akin to concrete yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I, I, I've like, seen a video the amount of just... effort, the amount of effort it would take to just you know pour those stones in place at all those weird angles, it just it doesn't make sense to me. 
No, I, I've seen that video and I've even commented on it on YouTube uh, of a guy, a British guy, I think it was. And he said, yeah, a possibility. And he didn't claim this is the truth or something. No, he just said, yeah, it's a possibility that they poured a like liquid type of cement, kind of a mixture mm -hmm. of, of uh, sediment and uh, into a rock. And made it into a rock. Okay, you can de so called debunk that if you study the rocks. I, again, I haven't been there, so I mean, you you can you can see uh, which is put put into place like cement or um, concrete or something uh, versus real rock where you see the crystals and and, and all that. And there in in Peru in in Cusco, the area of Cusco. It would be mostly basalt rock. It's volcanic area. Um, but I found his idea interesting because he said, yeah, there are um, uh, points sticking out from the rock. So that is where the sacks were, where they poured in the sediment and then they removed the sacks and then these points are sticking out still. And I think Okay. Interesting possibility. But it's definitely an area to. Yeah, I'm a bit ashamed that I haven't been there close by, right? Well, close by. <laughs> Flights are still expensive here. It's not like Europe. But the same thing here, I mean, this area, so much to explore and so much. And, and people were living here for thousands of years. Architecture, their own agriculture, living in peace. And not this whole idea. Yeah, we're fighting all the time. Wars. I mean, history is a... No. History is boring. Real history is boring. <laughs> Just like today, right? I mean, to, today, I mean, how many wars or personal conflicts did we have in the last month? Very few, right? That is what history is. Every day. And it's presented like, yeah, it's a sequence of wars. Yeah, why? Because the psychopath. Queen something and King something. And King yeah. Henry wanted to have sex with Anne Berlin, so we had to change all the religion. <laughs> Shut up, man. You didn't have to do nothing. They could have done anything they wanted. Do you know why? That's what I meant. Uh, in that sense, I, I think this really interesting. Period. I've looked at it a little bit, not so mm. much in detail. Is mm. the mid mid nineteenth century, uh, what you call in England, the Victorian era? Yeah. Because that that is the time. I mean, if you think about it, um, uh, yeah, until eighteen twenty, yeah, uh, was the Spanish Empire was really yeah. the biggest force. Uh, with the British, but after that, that British, 
Spire was really the number one force in the world. Like yeah, the, and everybody like was like the running US like today, right? Everybody was, you see the Nicky Britain then. Like I was looking at these uh, old photographs yesterday, and I was kind of like, what, what, when was the? I don't know much about that, like dates and whatever. But I was kind of like, when was the peak of the the British Empire, man? So it's kind of saying, well, eight, 18, so it was something like 1880 to, I, I can't exactly remember. But anyway, I went late? And, Really? That late? Something okay. like that. Like the peak, it was like 1880 to 1920, something like that. I, I'll mm-hmm. look again. And I was like, that's really interesting. Look at the, look at the, look at the uh, pictures or just go through any of that. Uh, year any of the years in that time and just be like uh, street pictures London uh, when that <laughs> everybody's starving in that you know what I mean we yeah, burned yeah. in the street uh, Glasgow put that in put, uh, Liverpool there was a really good website on that on Liverpool uh, Birmingham all the big cities it was just like complete and utter devastation like what, whose empire are we talking about here, man? The place is lying like a fucking shithole. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, right? I mean, an American, no, U, U, U.S. American Air Force base in fucking Mali, which is one of the poorest countries in the world, right? It's it's fucking luxurious, and compare that to a rundown neighborhood. Chicago or something, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it, and that is how they present it. They present it as if uh, uh, the US time, is, is, is Manhattan, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the same. I mean, I'm, I'm from in Amsterdam uh, is the capital for a long time. It used to be the mm-hmm. Hague, where I'm from, but mm-hmm. um, of course, we Amsterdam was the mer- merchant capital, and, and the Hague is the political capital. Right. Um, uh, because of the queen and, uh, and the kings before and so on. But, but if you look at what Holland was, but actually, Holland was compared to its uh, surface area the biggest empire in the world, even bigger than, than Portugal, which was already oh, a big empire, amazing. right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, we, we, we controlled New York, uh, that's really nice. South Africa, you know, even Brazil, yeah. right? What the bastards? These are bastards. Yeah, but, 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 <laughs> but, but who, who were the ones running that? It was the fucking merchants. It was not yeah, the regular people the living in Holland. They, they were living in pure poverty like everyone else. Yeah. And I've seen the BBC do this documentary talking about how, well, Scotland actually, I mean, there's just nothing relating this country to slavery whatsoever. And you have not a laugh. It's like this mm-hmm. fucking country is made up of that. You know what I mean? The merchant city in Glasgow. Um, yeah, and right. you can still see, like things like people that <laughs> black people, Jamaican heritage people that are called like McFarlane. Oh, that's quite strange, that isn't it? How's that? <laughs> because they were owned by freaking Scottish people, and uh, 
working in you plantations know, and shit. You know that what happened was that when when the slaves were you know freed, um, mm -hmm. then there was compensation was handed out as part of the deal. Obviously not for the <laughs> slaves, but mm -hmm. for the owners. <gasps> right, really. So all the owners got compensation. It was a massive deal, right? And only that's the only way they managed to get it through. And then, <laughs> that's mental. Yeah, and so there's a record of it. Right. It's, it's up online now, and you can go and put your name in. See how many. Yeah, that's cool. That. Your ancestors owned. <laughs> yeah. The same so, like. And Scotland, yeah. yeah, it turned out that Scotland did essentially, or per pop, pop, head of population, did better than anybody. Right. Yeah, I've total goat, bastards yeah. here as well. Total <laughs> <laughs> bastards. But we kind of miss it for sort of like get overlooked, or I don't know. It's bloody. I mean, it's like, uh, I else was I watching the other day and they were talking about Scottish people that were, uh, the heroin trade on the clipper boat uh, ships, the main dude there was Scottish, yeah. aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, you guys knew how hard life could be. I mean, that was the thing, wasn't it? The story is that there was this Scottish con colon col col colony. That they wanted Colon to somewhere in South America and it all backfired and they'd all put their money into it. No, in <laughs> Patagonia. Patagonia? Patagonia, yeah. No, that was the Welsh, I thought the Patagonia. I don't know. It was the British, British and the Croatians. Well, it was, it was the, the Scottish, anyway, it was a Scottish enterprise. It looked great on the map when they got their horrible place in infested <laughs> swamp, you know. And, uh, right. and, and all the money went, so they lost all their money and that's the reason for the um the the union you know the uh what's it called right. you know, when english and england and scotland got together because the scots were kind of held a little bit to ransom i they sold this i seen the bloody receipt for it almost it was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was like lord um farquhar mctavish <laughs> and he got about a ten or something you know it was like a ten uh, Lady Elizabeth, uh, do uh, morning. <laughs> I think he done about five pound fifty for us, you know. It's like, see if I was actually, I was just thinking about that in the referendum thing. I was like, if they bastards or any of them were being serious, I would get that right out. Like, look at this. <laughs> this is, <laughs> that, that would get people riled up, but you never see anything. Like, because it's all a lot of bullshit in it, how they do it. So it's, that's what I would have done right away. Do you want to see how you went into the union <laughs> for a bit? Yeah. I don't know, for less than a price of a bag of chips. It's <laughs> 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 pretty funny. <laughs> and there was no, it was just kind of like done, that's it, and that's yeah. it, that's happening now. And yeah. I always think of that, like they talk about Brexit and that. Well, were we asked if we wanted to be in it? No. So why? <laughs> Why is it so important that all the people talk shit now, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I read somewhere that that uh, that Britain was in the, the EU for something like 20 or 30 years before they even like publicly said that it, it was, sort of thing. Yeah. But at least you kept your own currency. Well, that's yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. I like that, that some countries stayed. <laughs> The Dens have got their crown and this. It's got a wee queen on it. Yeah. I've got a dollar though. A dollar. With it. The pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Because I was. No, I, 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 I mean, look at look at Greece and Portugal.
saddest uh, example of the power of the EU because they had their own uh, cultural, cultural, economic uh, way of thinking. And of course, that is different from the uh, British or German or Dutch way of thinking, but they worked well like they did. And then Goldman Sachs came into Greece. And we're dumb. And, and they, like, they ripped the people. I mean, and, 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 and then they flooded them with, with uh, migrants. I mean, it, and they were really. Uh, I mean, if you. Was it really uh, the financial bubble blast, whatever it was called that time, or crunch, credit crunch? All these different stupid yeah, terms for yeah, just yeah, yeah. we're just gonna take everything, all right? That's what should just be good. I mean, Greece today, I would say, is Poland of World War Two. I mean, Poland was the most fucked country of World War Two. Hungary was second, I would say. Uh, no, first, the the, first the Nazis and then the Soviets, and but Greece. I mean, it used to be a really, yeah, well, of country. Okay, they had their own, their own yeah. culture, and there was a lot of corruption, what we call corruption in the West, and so. But it worked, and that's their culture, and it's fine. If they work like that, okay, let them, right? No. At any point, everyone can just collapse, and it's got nothing to do with anybody being. You know what I'm saying? It's just they're getting it, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, it's just like out of people's control. You're, you'll never really make money. Like, I, I, I just don't think so. Like, make of money. course. Oh, no, man. Lots of people make money. Of course. I mean, I mean, the real estate market, I think, is the biggest accessible market for normal people to make money. I'm in, in Greece, in, in that, in Greece. Fine, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you make um, a um, uh, upper middle class seller, uh, no, no, real, 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 real estate is your your business. Ah, uh, you don't get that doing you like doing it uh, with our kind of dwell. You know what I mean? There's no money. You, you can't make money like in. The kind of what you'd call blue collar jobs is or whatever. It's just uh, it's almost like yeah, scheduled. But, e- but even even if even if in a blue collar job, if you're at the head of the factory, you can make money if you invest it in real estate, and you can buy a property cheap in somewhere in Turkey or so for fifty thousand euros or so, uh, something like that. And you can make money of it. I mean, it's 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 accessible for us normal people. Right, all right. I don't even know anybody that's doing anything like that, to be honest with you. It's just like, I don't know, maybe it's certain places, I don't know. It's not it's so simple, you know, you've got to have someone to look after. You need to have oh, money. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, costs, the running costs are quite high, actually. The folk that I know that are just like money. I mean, there are very, but. For us normal people to make money, if you don't want to go into drugs or weapons or oh, something else illegal, 
I mean, that <laughs> is the, the, the easiest point to make money in real estate. I, know, so I know people who've done that, you know, like in Spain, like I said, in Lanzarote. You know, yeah. Got yeah, in at a good time when he had some money. He goes back regularly and he looks after the place and, you know, so, but he lives in it really. So yeah, but and, and, I mean, and that is what uh, sparked the boom on, on Greece and why it's so affected by the especially the European Union, Goldman Sachs, uh, is because of that. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's a market. Like, uh, like uh, Iraq is a market for oil, uh, Greece is a market for real And we like narcotics. <laughs> There's a lot, of, a lot of money in that shit, man. What? And that was crazy, that program that was about the clippers and the, it was the, what's his name again? That, oh, Bertrand Russell, total drug dealer, man. Mm, yeah. And his family. I mean, I, I mean, if you want, you can buy an apartment here in Colombia. Not so much in here in the capital, but in, in other places. You can buy an apartment for 20,000 euros and make money of it in, in 10 years or 20 years. Mm. And it's not possible in, in London or Sterling. Oh, my, or in my best Amsterdam, pal, she, like, right? she I mean, bought a property and she's, a, she's an air hostess and she doesn't earn that much, but she, her dad thought he knew everything about money, you know, like maybe he kind of did, I don't know, at one point. And uh, she bought flats and then it was just so much, like what happened there and she was just so stressed about it all i don't know if the bit of money that she made no, was yeah, yeah, it, you know? of course i mean it wouldn't be my investment i mean many people do this mm -hmm. yeah she just kept getting there's things going wrong with them and all sorts of things like that but uh yeah that was her idea that was well it wasn't her idea that was her dad's idea of like how she was going to multiply her money, you know. And it probably works for some and not for others. Or... And then it's just depending on the time as well, isn't it? Because these things, again, have no, like, they don't make any yeah. sense. It could be this price one day and another the next. That's yeah. just, yeah, yeah, that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, it's, it's a volatile market, of course. Mm -hmm. If I mean, like I said, I mean, for us normal people, not in power or whatever, right? I mean, there is no other way to make good money. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, okay, you, you can go into weapons trading or in drugs or whatever, right? I mean, mm -hmm. but, but if you don't do that, what else? Uh, yeah, okay, work, like working. Access, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 there's a lot of people I know that chase that I really want that I really want to be a rich person they're like it's, that's not going to happen like stop no, doing no. that I, I no, especially especially in in the western countries and in the US I think uh, James can, can maybe do that better but um, it's a little bit easier, but in Europe, I think like, so, like, yeah. like Mati, Mati uh, uh, Kelly uh, and me, uh, where we come from, and it's much harder to make 
real it seems more in Europe. It's much more restricted to a certain class of people. Yes. The job's been done. That's what it feels like here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Neil was yeah. in the coffin before I was ever here, you know. <clears throat> Folk are fucked here. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I, I bought an apartment here, and that's where I live. I mean, it's not an investment, mm. but um, for the price uh, of this apartment, I mean, in in Amsterdam, I, there was one apartment for this price, right. which is in the, in the shittiest neighborhood yeah. of Amsterdam, <laughs> and and it, it, for for the price, you get a, a good apartment here, like really. High class apartment. Yeah, you can get and you cannot get anything in the UK or in Holland or wherever. Yeah, well, I see the see, compared compared here to like London, and here's cheap mm, as oh, yeah, London. Like you that out. It's not. And, it's not massively expensive. I don't think. Um, Sterling. I don't think the Glasgow Edinburgh. They would, Set you back, yeah, okay, probably. yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but 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 a lot, I mean, of I, I, okay, I mean, uh, from my restricted point of view, I mean, I've visited quite a lot of Europe, but I'm not an expert or so, but I would say London and Barcelona are like the most overpriced cities, right. Uh, Mos- to- Moscow or something, yeah, uh, something like that, right? I mean, I don't know. But... I wonder can he cope with the amount of people in it? It seems, you know, it's just like right, that's enough now. I don't think he can. My pal tells me, and he's going. I don't know. I really, it would take him a bit. Uh, I don't know if you're in a car at the moment, like, like this point of night, at night, and you're just driving like straight through to Glasgow or something. It'll take you about 15 minutes or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Do that same distance in London, you'll be there all night. Yeah, I mean, there are as many people in London as there are in Bogota. But, I mean, and Bogota, Scotland, like that, there's more people in London than Scotland, even. You know, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, Bogota is, is in, in surface area, is much bigger than mm-hmm. London. Right. So uh, from the north to the south, the real complete north to the complete south, it's like Aye. 50, 60 kilometers. I do like London too, man. I do. I like the place. It's, it's just I mean, like I, a... I, 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 I... If you don't have money, it's shitty. Aye, it's all right to go down and visit for a wee week and come back up here and be skinned. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you, you I mean, Kelly, let's be grew up in a, in a village. I mean, it's a town, it's a city, okay, but it's a village compared oh, it's a to. Yeah, exactly. Before, town goes by different and everything, you know? It's like, I like it, I like it, it's just easy. Hey, you can no, no, I, I, no, I understand you. I, I appreciate villages much more. But my wife. She is more into cities. She's from here. Right. And, uh, I understand. And I, I actually, I, I never lived in a real small village. I, I lived in a town, but in a village. But 
I like yeah. the, the 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 way people behave in a village much better. It's much more down to earth. It's much more Hello. like I was saying before the community idea. Why I oppose the mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's our own culture, and yeah, that's how people should live, I think, and mm -hmm. and are have been living for thousands of years. I think that's great. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, you should. As that's a good thing. It's well, there's still community to a degree. No, it's not. There's not really, but. <laughs> Uh, there is a little bit. I mean, you know, people. I would miss that. Like, uh, just how? Yeah, but 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 like, but okay. I know everyone. Really. It's not so small that that's annoying or anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's no. Kinda, yeah, like, I I get you, but 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 Kelly. I mean, if there if there would be like a Chinese business manager who would come into Sterling and. Uh, build some huge ugly uh, shopping mall or something yeah. like that. I mean, there will be opposition, right? I mean, people yeah. will yeah, oppose it. But nobody opposes to when they do the, 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 what's it called again? Sustainable development. That's all right. That's fine. Who the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, uh, they want to, like, uh, used to be a port here years ago. I mean, not uh, not in my lifetime or anything, but maybe in my grandmother's, you know. And uh, uh, they took it all back. And like what I was saying about that Kincardine, that was a port. Stirling had a port of the River Forth. Um, that it doesn't now. And they're going to introduce that back again. This is all UNA stuff. And then um, at the bottom of the castle, there's just like this patch of grass. And there's one of those like... What do you call it? Like it's a, a pattern in the grass that like it looks crazy from like aerial. You know what I mean? It's a mm -hmm. it's called the king's knot, and they want to just like make a like pond and fucking have boats and all that in it. And and they're do you know what I mean? Just like reading their plans, which I found, and and you can the, some of the some of the documents and that you can trace back to about nineteen ninety. And it's just like that, Agenda 21. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> that and everything. It's pretty mad. Like, I can't really get into that stuff too much. But there definitely is a thing that they're into making these ports for some reason, you know? Uh, like, uh, there was a woman saying that, I, 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 don't, I don't know, that's a kind of, well, who knows? I had lots of documents on it, but reading that shit is just... <laughs> it's unbearable, you know, all that horrible jargon and stuff. Hmm. But I can show you the plot. It's got, this is another funny thing that I noticed. They made it look like that they put Sterling in for a competition. So they're like, we're going to the Houses of Parliament because Sterling is in a competition to earn all this money, to have all this stupid things done to it. So, and then they're like, yay, Sterling won. Well, I looked up, like, another random place, and they told them the same thing. They told them that they'd won it, and that they were going to... I'm like, what the hell? They probably told us who we are. <laughs> Use one, and just nobody checks another town's local news. You know what I'm saying? 
somewhere in Glasgow and was saying, yeah, use one. That's freaking UN. Fucking I don't know. When I was still at this Dutch forum where I was banned, questioned the so-called mass murder mm-hmm. of my great-great-grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, the great uh, age uh, mystery. Right. Um, um, there was a protest in the news, and I think it was real. Uh, I saw a video and so on, it looked real, and I think it was real, of a, a village. It was really a, a small town. In Holland, right. where they protested the um, establishment of a so-called refugee center, where 3,000 refugees would be hosted. And, yeah, of course, the people, they went uh, a little bit uh, banana, and uh, they uh, destroyed stuff, and uh, it... Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, you could say, um, you, you could oppose their behavior, and I did, their behavior, uh, in, in terms of uh, destroying uh, public stuff, and yeah, you shouldn't do that. But I said, listen, these people are right. I mean, they are right in their community idea that they don't want to have suddenly appearing 3,000 refugees from somewhere appearing in their village. And then fine. I mean, I think that's yeah, an example of for, for other villages like that in Europe. And then on this Dutch forum, I was called a racist and, and, and slaughtered like crazy. And I said, no, I'm, I'm not a racist. It doesn't have anything to do with it. I, I lived in multicultural neighborhoods. Hey, in Utrecht and all that, I mean, that's not a thing. It's a thing that a small village shouldn't change their culture to something suddenly oh, because the authority says, yeah, you have to accept these people, else you're you a racist. Yeah, yeah, regarding right? that. As if, as if folk, like, kept gone with it. So it's not, like, so all the decisions... All the stupid fucking rad decisions that get made. Like, uh, I don't want that one either, or this one either, or the things to be done to Sterling, or like, what, what do you do to preserve this place? You leave it, you leave it alone, uh, is all you do. Yeah, but, so- but, but that's, the, that's my point. People would resist, right? I mean, you live in a small community, a, a typical Scottish community but people would resist to it and that's right that's the right answer not taking it in like yeah okay that's the new world and that's bullshit at all let's know how folk making decisions for us i would go with that that is not that's all irrelevant i mean it doesn't trust the politicians the I mean, people, is... people coming from our countries are orchestrated, brought here by silly decision makers doing their shit. They're crazy, my thing. Like, uh, that would not happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it weren't uh, governed, whatever you call it. Don't uh, say that. I mean, 
it wouldn't it happen is a bit of a thick uh, statement. Uh, right? A systematic freaking whale it was there. Absolutely, that is like highly organized government uh, project. You know what I mean? Oh, you, you could maybe get invaded or something. Like, maybe. But uh, no, that's that's been done to those people and done to the people. You, you know what I mean? Uh, everybody's. Um, yeah, yeah, but my, my point is. But my point is, and I, I, that is why I have much more confidence in villages, is that people are much more opposed to this agenda playing out, played out, and that is also why they want to put people into cities, mm -hmm. um, because they care about their community, they care about their culture, they care about their language, they care about their schools, their children, uh, everything, about. their local economy. I you mean, yes, they do. I mean, their local economy. No matter about the other stuff, but, but, but if a local electrician loses business because of some outside threat, whatever uh, kind of threat that may be, he would stand up, right? I mean, yeah, money, yeah, money speaks. I mean, that is clear. The majority of the public are completely ill-informed and uh, or they've got a lot of confidence in the shit they're told, you know? And so uh, it is like, well, how can, you know, then they ask you, uh, democracy or whatever, and it's, it's a, you're meant to have an informed like, public. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Yeah, I think but, but, the but, least but, informed public that's ever been public, to be honest. No, 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 but, but isn't, isn't, isn't that the false dialectic that is presented to us that it is so-called democracy that should save... <laughs> I mean, it, 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 this was Sheldon <laughs> Malson in, in Holland. I mean, these Actually, people didn't, didn't well, fucking well, care about democracy. Yeah. They attacked the town hall. And they destroyed, well, really destroyed it, but they, they smashed the windows and all that. Um, because they were opposed to this refugee center being built with 3,000 people in their village. And um, they didn't, at that moment at least, they didn't care. I mean, they, it might be their own. And, and they believe in the mainstream idea of, of uh, democracy and all that bullshit. Okay, mm -hmm. that may be. But e even if they did, at that moment, they stood up for their own community and saying, no, not here. And then the response that people on this forum, on this forum, they gave me, yeah, but then it's going somewhere else. And then my response is, yes, please let these people stand up like these people. So if it's everyone would do that, not being propagandized, propagandized into action, because that's that's yeah. But that is all irrelevant. It, the agenda is irrelevant. The propaganda is irrelevant. The narrative. Is irrelevant. The propaganda could be everything. All standing up. I mean, I mean, like that is why I wanted to bring up the uh, example of a, a Chinese shopping mall in Sterling, but it could be it could, it could be a refugee center as well, right? I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's 
I it's did notice an outside threat. A little bit, but not really. A little bit? I don't know if that's yeah, there. But, but don't you think, and especially if it uh, touches above people's thing, pockets. I mean, and that's why I'm saying. Uh, so it touches, I mean, if, if half of Sterling would go bankrupt, let's say, right? The, the bakers, the hairdressers, the... Uh, 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 I mean, uh, the working people, right? I mean, uh, the working class people. If they would go bankrupt because of some outside threat, they would stand up for their own community, wouldn't they? If they were pulled to, I think, if they were pulled to somehow, uh, if the news tells you to be concerned about something, what could be concerned, all right? Could be anything. The near elephant Stephen reality. If they're told to, they will do anything. But if not, they'll do nothing because they don't know what's happening most of the time. Or yeah, but if there is a is is a direct thing, I feel so like 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 like, like, like some some rich Chinese guy comes in and says, "I'm going to build a." Huge shopping mall, which is as big as the center of the city. I mean, I mean, there, there would be some axe to his face and some smashed windows. I don't right? know. I mean, People are really fucked here, man. I'm t telling you, they just don't really <laughs> have that in them anymore, or something. You know what I mean? I cannot <laughs> imagine that of Scottish people. I'm sorry. Scottish people are fucked, man. The only mental thing about us, well, we sound mental. That's it. I'm telling you, it's pathetic. Yeah, to be but with you. if it touches on their own pockets, that is when they stand up. That is when things get different because I've it's never very seen easy that in my lifetime. Honestly, that is, that is why they push this whole trans general uh, fit no, narrative because it that. has nothing to do with their. your buckets. I mean, you That's don't care. It's on the telly too much. I've heard that. Fucking Chinese and that. But <laughs> that's about all that happened. Like, I don't know. I don't know what no, you but, do, but, man. If, if, if half of the town would go jobless because of an outside threat, people will uh, revolt. There I don't is, know. Sorry to say, but no matter how much programming someone has, they revolt. It's crazy looking. Like, I'm talking 10 years ago, there wasn't a, a what would you call it, like a, an empty, an empty shop. <laughs> it wasn't an empty shop. And now, the, like the high street, the, it's called King Street, just had shops right, right up and down it. Now, fair enough, there's like, there isn't, New shopping centres, so I don't know. Could be to do with things moving outside the centre to a degree, but fucking footlight shopping, man. So, and the town centre is decaying. It's like that street that was once the main street has mm -hmm. virtually near enough every single uh, plot or like a little shop in it is just boarded up. Like, uh, and the, the weird thing, well, the weird unsettling, whatever you like to call it, is that, like, 
there is nobody asking what, what is this about? What's going to happen? What, what, what's going on? Like, it's, it's just not... Yeah, but but no initiative about anything like that. Okay, or... but, but but isn't that because the real threat is compartmentalized, so there is no real face to attack? Let's say. Die. That would be the case with most things, I think. If you're going to go like, right, I'm going yeah, to and and that what that exactly the government. That, that is that is my point about the the so-called refugee center in Holland where the people revolted against it because it's a direct threat. It, it's, it's visible. It, it's one thing. It's not compartmentalized. No, it's, it's one thing. And it's not meant against I mean, uh, of course, I, if I would be born in, in fucking Eritrea, of course, I would try to leave as, as quick as possible. That's not the point. And, and that's also not the point of these people. Of course, they were painted like that in the media. Like... Now they bastards. No, nah, it's bullshit. No, of course not. And they just don't want their community changed dramatically, as would have happened if there would be a refugee center of 3,000 people in their village of 20,000 people. Like that, right? Um, so, but but I cannot imagine that any, even in the most, and Holland is a very much uh, uh, propagandized society. I mean, people really believe the mainstream news. It is bad, man. People can stand up. And I think that well, it's possible. I don't know. I've never seen anything ever like that happen, ever. Like uh, as things like I don't know, like uh, uh, maybe a few people or something, something like that might happen in an organic fashion. And more than that, man, that's uh, <laughs> that's been kind of prompted from somewhere. Usually, I, I don't know. I yeah, but uh, I mean, I mean the same thing before. If, if there would be, I wonder a... if the news suddenly talked about it with anybody. I've given a fuck. Probably not. You know what I mean? The news is going. Oh, this is happening. This is happening. So folk will be. Well, maybe that is because there news. is not much like that happening there, which is a good thing. I mean, uh, good for you in your community, right? But. Well, I mean, like I went, like I went, like, 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 piloty kind of thing that was I don't know. No, but uh, uh, I just don't really notice the effect directly myself. So and that maybe no, but but the thing in Europe, um if you look a little bit outside of your community, I mean in, in Europe there are a lot of Turkish and Moroccan 
children from immigrants before that are either well or pretty well or poorly integrated into the society of the country who oppose the mass immigration like it's happening today. And it's not because of fucking racism or other bullshit. No, because they say, ah, okay, it is a threat to my job or to my economy, right? And that is the same thing with indigenous European people. It's and that is the case because the corporations can hire people for a much lower salary because they don't pay extra benefits, social benefits, and uh, tax no, reductions and all that. that. Oh, yeah, you because know that kind of immigration thing is just like a tiny part of a fucking massive. Yeah, massive for thing. you, for you, it may be tiny, but. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about if you were going to do something about that, then you need to look at other fucking things and all. And it's big, man. It's a. There's a lot. Well, I mean, I mean, if you, it, but if you say do something about it, I mean, if you I'm say saying that, I never said that. Don't do shit about it, but at least be a fish. Like, um, I don't know what's the best idea. Do something about it that's completely irrelevant and not related to reality, or didn't do nothing about it. I mean, I think maybe the second one would be better. But like, you know what I mean? Things take a lot of fucking working through and working things out and all that. Like, and that's really a whole lot of other things that's too much for me to understand at the moment. I think I've never. And no, but but come on, let's be honest. If you have a change in your in your life, any any change, you're arguing for culture, and the culture the now is fucking disgusting anyway. It's I I didn't understand that argument. Uh, If 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 you go that path, that's a fatalist path as well. No, it's no, no, it's no. You're arguing for like uh, I don't know. uh, Bad girls TV, reality TV culture, uh, Facebook, uh, the millennial shite, and that. That's yeah, but, but okay, 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 okay. You know let, what I mean? Let, let, no yeah, okay, okay. Let's take that as a given and then okay. import, import people who are using their phones all the time to communicate with anyone else outside. So nothing changes, it's not going right. to be better. Because of that, right. So, so if that is your argument that you don't need a culture no, no, of today, I'm, that's my argument. I'm just saying, like, what is the what is the people is not going to improve it? It's been taken over ages ago. You didn't need to invade the place. You just fucking control the shit that that are uh, and taken in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, television, shit like that. Control that and you can take over culture far easier than uh, organising folk uh, actually coming in, if you ask me, and it goes unnoticed, completely unnoticed, man. You know what I mean? I don't know if you even really need to bother about bringing folk in. <laughs> it's fucking taking yeah, over enough. If, if your economic subsistence depends on something, a job or even uh, a state benefit or whatever, it doesn't matter. And that is being threatened. So I your own personal know, economy. So yeah. No, but that happens. I mean, you cannot deny that that is, come on, 
because it is happening because, because people them, coming in is it definitely them is it definitely that could be a very a variable uh, number of things you know what i mean you could just go for no, it. No, 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 come on. Come on. Man. It's happening. It's happening. And it is not it the fault of the people man. coming in. That's the point. It's not <laughs> the fault of the people coming in. I think that's, a, I think that's a short, sighted, propagandized, and just not really thought through argument. What? I, I really sorry, sorry, so. sorry. You yeah, really think, you, you really think that yes. the, sorry, that the idea that Corporations can hire, can hire stuff for... I think you're talking nonsense. You're like talking exactly how fucking media would want you to talk. Right wing you kind of crazy and I don't know, I'm just not hearing anything sensible, really. Because like, yeah, I don't know. If a corporation can run a business for cheaper, they will do it. We can establish that, right? That is true. You right? can establish that if you want. Okay. So <laughs> if the, if they can use if they can use people coming. 